Hey, everybody. Before we get into this week's episode, let me tell you a little bit about Batman The Audio Adventures from HBO Max. Bruce Wayne may appear to be a wealthy playboy, but beneath this facade, his true identity is that of the Batman, waging an endless war against crime. Join the Cape Crusader in Batman The Audio Adventures, the first scripted audio original featuring Batman and his villainous rogues gallery in a world premiere story of life and death in Gotham City, debuting exclusively on HBO Max. Starring Jeffrey Wright as Batman and a who's who of incredible Saturday Night Live alums, this rollicking adventure told across 10 episodes is written and directed by Emmy winner Dennis McNicholas. Includes devilishly delightful original music by Doug Bossy and performances by Rosario Dawson, John Leguizamo, Chris Parnell, Melissa Villasenor, Seth Meyers, Jason Sudeikis, Brooke Shields, Fred Armisen, and many, many more. So go to hbomax.com slash Batman Audio Adventures for more and stream Batman The Audio Adventures only on HBO Max. You review the books, get shaved and dirty looks. Now that wrong time, just say poo poo. Poo poo. Come on back and take a seat, because we're about to break down, crack up, skew, and review this week's DC Comics. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I'm Jim Warner. And this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, episode number 383. 383, the spookiest podcast of the year, Eric. As this hits the feed, it will be it'll be all Hallows Eve. I imagine I, when I it hits the feed, it'll be Monday. Well, no, it usually goes now about six, so I'll, I'll probably have it. It'll be for the trick-or-treats goes on. Are you going to be buying uh, candy to give out? They usually Look, don't come to your door. I have lived here for right? like 11 or 12 years at this point in time. I've had two kids knock on my door at that point, like throughout that entire time. But you did give them candy when you did no, not, correct? No. Oh, you didn't, so you ruined their <laughs> – I was going to say you, you were going to ruin some kids' lives here. The thing but- is, when I first started living here, I did you know, do it like decked out Halloween each and every year, but nobody ever came to the point where I stopped doing it, and that's when they came. But it's like one kid one year, four years later, another kid, and that's it. It sounds like me, Eric, is what that I don't know what that means. Like. <laughs> you said they came like every four years. See, there you go. That, that's a dirty joke, Eric. Right? Talking about kids, Jim. Uh, yes. No, I was talking about myself. I might be the size of one. But later on, we'll find out that kids come in all different sizes, Eric, including full-grown adult sizes, if you're going to be an intern at the Justice League. But besides all of that, Eric, we're going to have eight books and actually nine books because we're going to get a little Ruby Justice League from my man Michael G in between. But we're going to be chock full of DC Comics here. And if you like what you hear and want to go over to the Twitters and follow us, it's Weird Science DC. You follow us there and we will follow you back. Then go to our website, WeirdScienceDCComics.com, where you can get just about all the books each and every week from DC in written review form, if that's something that people are still interested in. Is print dead, Eric? Is it? I, I always thought that I vinyl <laughs> was dead, and there's those people doing the fancy records. But like I, I saw a statistic, uh, I think it was yesterday, and I don't know like the, the idea behind it. I just know it's one of those things that's thrown out there that CDs and vinyl sell the same amount. Oh, well, the problem right now is, are you aware that Adele is going to be coming out with a new album, Eric? Are you aware of that? Well, because no. of that album... 
they actually have a bunch of other albums that have to be stopped because they need all the vinyl for Adele's new album to go on vinyl. There is going to be once Adele goes. So, yeah, I think that, well, you just imagine they're not doing as much vinyl as they did back in the 70s, Eric, right? So I'm sure that they're they're doing more than the 90s, though. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, late 90s, early 2000s, it was just a hipster thing. Still, I don't I don't understand why anybody would buy anything on vinyl. I like the pops and the hisses, they tell me. You know what I don't like? The pops and the hisses. Eric, Look, you say unless that, that's the, part of it. The idea of the vinyl and record player and stuff like that, that is all black magic to me. I don't understand how you take this piece of plastic and music comes out of it. What I don't understand, well, actually, I was reading an old comic that had the uh, the ads in it, and they had an ad where you could get a you know phonograph player that actually records. It's like record your friends on the. I don't get it. I'm like, holy crap, that's Look, pretty here's cool. a piece of plastic with grooves and a needle, and music comes out. I'm like, you're well, a sorcerer. I hit download. I don't know how these bits and pieces go off. And that the makes way more sense to me for whatever stuff. reason. Well, what makes sense to me is hitting that download button and getting that, or a streaming service. Not there. Oh my god, get out the vinyl. Then, then you have, and again, I will be one who says. You know, you kind of lose track of the idea that vinyl or record art was pretty cool. You you get out the album. Go, I don't need that shit, Eric. I just need things like if I get a spur of the moment, I want to listen to some Echo and the Bunnymen. You know what? I, I want to listen to Echo and the Bunnymen. One song, I'm done. Actually, about four songs. I do like them, Eric. Enough of that. This right. is hipster talk. Is it? That's not really our thing. I don't know that a lot of hipsters are listening to me and you, right? Maybe, maybe. I don't know, but you you have hips that don't lie, is what I heard. Aaron, we also have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash weird science, where you can go and get plenty of shows in return for helping us out for all the things we do in this regular feed as well. This week, the badasses, the Get Fresh crew, uh, uh, uh. they ended up picking the spookiest books. Of the year, Eric, or at least so far, right? And they're going to last a year, so we'll see how spooky they remain. DC Shit's versus... going to get way spookier next month in the Christmas maybe. time. DC versus vampires, Eric. What are the stake? And Task Force Z. The wolf man. I don't really have a zombie. You could have had a crypto laugh. No, well, oh yeah, you know what? Is is he a zombie, Eric? <laughs> well, he's he not just alive and he's not dead. I think that he's the skeletons, Eric. But yeah, maybe I should have had that. Now I go and I, all I have is the toilet flush. Ah, uh-huh. uh, yes. But yeah, if you want to listen to us talk about the DC versus Vampires and Task Force Z, I, I think I have it now, Eric. Let me hit it. The Wolfman. The Wolfman. You end up going over to the Patreon. That's one of the big shows. Ended up being about an hour and a half. So that's worth it, I guess. But with all of that said and done, Sell those it, bad asses of the Get Fresh Crew. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, my God, Eric, here is their roll call. Uh, my name is Crypt Keeper, and I'm here to say I am dead every day. Is that a good one, Eric? Did you like that one? Oh, Nobody likes yes. that. Here are the badasses. Ted Probst, I love Punchline. Michael S. Boris Polly, Cam, Joseph Wojcik, Matt Razor, D-Man 3000, Lady Abby Matches Balone, Niels T-Word. He had a couple all-nighters, he said, uh, the other Grow day. Up. Eric, yep, he's got to go and, and rest now. <laughs> David Fink, Joey Bacasco, Stephen Baum, Tony Walton, Jason, Kobe Sue 42 to you and me. Little bit of a co-host on the Marvel thing now. Michael G, Ken Halleck, Comic Boom, Rocket, Cellar Dweller, Mark Jager, who is co-host of a bunch of things. Well, Jutsoja, Nick Adams, Phil Abir from the Bat Pod, Ruben, Carlos, Lone Wolf, Marv, Luke Hollywood, Manga, Luke Hollywood. There, Simon, 
Louise. Manship, who sent me a bunch of emails about just crazy stuff in Adderall. Andrew in Belfast from Pump Swanee. Anthony G. Josh Vermillion. Dalton Edom, my man Pete from NYC. That man beyond Mark. Rob Lewis, our man Rob Lewis. B. Mur Murray. Brandon Murray. Buffalo Murray. And double A Ron. I was waiting to get the timing right. Double A Ron up there in uh, Minnesota, eh? Hey, you in Minnesota, eh? He ended up in the Slack showing a picture of black licorice flavored hot dogs. And usually I'm intrigued by things that are wacky like that. Not that. That that's gotta be awful. (laughs) Just awful. Just awful, right? I know that really It's like one of those cursed pictures. You don't you're not supposed to look at those things. No, and if you look at it three times, somehow you're shitting out fruit salad. I don't know how the rules are there, Eric. It's a weird thing. I just think that when Stork sees these things and he's like, well, that's just like what he always does. He cooks his hot dogs in Sambuca, I'm sure, because he's got to get alcohol involved with just about everything. But with all of that, Eric, you know, I usually have a song. I'm not even going to go to that play. We have no song this week. No sort of thing, Eric. You are free and clear. You were tested this week and you are not positive, Eric. But I'm positive that we have a bunch of books here. And we're going to go off to him right about now. Hey, man, why don't you leave us alone? You know, hey, man, these people blew up my home. I got to, hey, man, they'll put you right in your place. The magistrate will come and rip that mask off your face. Hey man, the fear state is insane. Hey man, who got them down the drain? Hey man, well Batman said now blam blam. He said he had to save it, but he up then he on me man, cause the cyber's gonna stick it in the magistrate city. I'll on me man, cause they ain't got time to check it in the magistrate city. They gotta say. Ah, yes, Eric. Fear State version there. And that goes out to Harriet, by the way. Little Harriet Harriet. uh, deal. Rob Lewis knows what I'm talking about. His wife gets driven insane because (laughs) he goes around singing that song. That she calls the Hey Man song. <laughs> now, does, now does Rob sing that or Suffragette City? No, no, I don't know that Rob even knows Suffragette City. He <laughs> sings that. He sings our version, Eric. And he actually, I sent it to him again because he said he needed. I hope I sent him the original, not the Fierce tape one. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I giggled when that. You know why that sped up? There's only one reason. It's because I ended up recording me just saying Fear State, and it was too long to jam into the section. So I ended up doing that when I didn't have to actually. See, I I'm actually upset that you're a lazy piece of shit because I expected you to go back, re-record the whole song, and instead of saying Magistrate City, saying uh, Fear State City. Oh, but the Magistrate's involved. I, Is well, it? Is it really? Well, is the fear state really involved? I mean, depending on the book, I mean, should I go back and say it's Nero 19 City? city? Nero 19? I mean, seriously. (laughs) It's you, Vile City. Where where did this asshole show up from? I'm telling you, this fear state is. The, the crazy deal, it's I either, forgot all about Nero 19. I'm reading, I'm reading this issue of Detective this week, and I'm like, what the fuck happened last time? Who's <laughs> <I laughs> this that, asshole? And then I remembered, oh, yeah, I couldn't remember. I couldn't figure out if this was Nero Zix or if it was a Roman numeral. And then I couldn't figure out the Roman numeral because That's I'm when I remembered dumb. it. And at that point, I shed a tear, Eric, because <laughs> I remembered that. 
Uh, but yeah, <laughs> that was funny. You were like, what the hell is this? The worst numerals. part is, we figured it out, I'm pretty sure, at the end of last episode that we talked about Detective Comics. And when I'm reading it this time, I even looked at it and I'm like, oh, Nero 14. I'm like, God, you're dumb. <laughs> Um, you're like, why does anybody allow you to live being this dumb? You're sitting there right now and you're like, I wonder who's going to win Super Bowl 23A this year. I wonder who's going to win. I'll tell you, the thing is, I never follow what number we're at. When I see that shit, I'm like, even at the end of movies, when you have that whole, like, like, you know, Roman numerals for the, the year it came out and stuff like that, I'm looking at the M's and the L's and I'm like, I, ju- I just, I, I just, uh, Romans. I, I, I know, really. Why do we have this metric system anyway, Eric? Right? <laughs> I, I always take it that you're there and like, okay, V, Rocky V, that's Rocky V. <laughs> Oh, my that's the thing is, I, for the most part, I am good up to a certain point because oh, horror is, movies because let me know and Rocky. Stop. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Rocky are, but, but that usually you don't get Rocky 52. You, you don't need that stuff. Eventually we'll get there or Jaws, what was it? I'm like one through eight, I'm good because of the Friday the 13th series at least. Yeah. Okay, so you're good with that. I just love the idea that at one point you were like, what is this? The guy's name's Nero. And you were getting it to Roman numerals. Even Nero. then, though, when I opened this up, I'm with you. I'm like, how is this guy doing? Who's this smack ass? I mean, I, I will continue until the end complaining that we keep adding villains to the villain pile nero 19 is not getting added I, i'm not considering him a real villain who i might keepsake. consider is a, a keepsake or maybe mariko tamaki i don't know i'll, I'll give mariko tamaki some credit uh oh, here we go. she seemed to have said what fear state screw that not I'm, on just my gonna, watch. I'm just gonna do my stuff and, Here's and mouth really, monsters I, I love the references of the editor's notes that almost to me have a cynical little tinge to them of like Oh my god, we had the sewers blowing up. Editor's note, that shit happened all the time in this book. I'm like, oh yeah, I got that. But yeah, so It seemed weird with that editor's note, because it made me realize, too, I'm like, why does Mariko Tamaki just keep going down to the sewers and causing havoc? I know, I know. It's weird, too, because at the beginning, when we Back to the well, and for the well, it's sewers. The well is the sewer. At the beginning, I think Stork's going to get a real kick out of that drink, that awful drink that starts it, but- with that, we might as well kick right into this. I don't like this. rich and people. The idea that you're going to make a drink out of it, we're going to infuse this with charcoal and then do this. And I'm like, eh, you know what? I'm good with a beer. Give me the champagne of beer. Charcoal, over here. Eric. I don't get it. Even though I think that when you drink uh, malt liquor, a lot of times, uh, it tastes a bit like old English. Just tell me, when was the last time you had a 40? Old E, Eric, is what oh, yeah. I call it. I don't think anybody actually calls it Old English. Well, it, it tastes like charcoal to me. It always did. So I was like, okay, I get it. The last time I drank a 40 was when I was at college. And that was one of the best. Like, hey, I want to get you know messed up, and I don't really want to spend a lot of money. I hey, understand. Hey there, Old E, I say. And, and actually, then you come out, what's up? That's you. That's your new persona, I don't Old like it. E. I don't like it. Hey, kids, uh, you got any change? Why am I asking children for change? Listen, if I buy you some beer, will you come over here to the alley with me and help me out? You actually just, you have I a bike. I don't know what's happening. You have a bike there. It broke down. Like I can ride a bike. Help. Yeah, really. Hey, look at me. I'm old E. I ride a bike while smoking a cigar. I don't know why a cigar. And have, uh, you know, my little. I don't even think you know me. The, the real thing is, is, it is true, though. If you see somebody riding a bike while smoking, that's a DUI, right? Is that yeah, about 100%? Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, yeah. That, I saw that the other day. Though, me and Logan were impressed. We end up coming 
from Walmart. You have to just kind of get in your mind. Nobody else will understand these. But we we pass them like right near Walmart coming out onto Main Street. Right. Then we go turn at the light there. Get And the guy passes us. I'm like, holy shit for a smoker. That guy's really kicking ass. It's like the Lance Armstrong of DUIs, this guy. And as I mean, he cheats, Eric, right there. That's a little obvious. And speaking of which, Eric, this past week on the spotlight, I don't know if you realize this. We had Task Force Z, which was a uh, zombie thing. Yes. Timely as always. I did it, Eric. Detective. You got them little legs, but eventually you'll catch up. (laughs) Yeah, I will. Yeah, really. I'll race you right now. Both of us out of shape. I'll race your ass. Detective Comics number 1044, Eric. 104. Four. Written by Mariko Tamaki, art by Dan Mora, Jordi Belair, and Adida Bidikar. I'm going to continue my campaigning that when we do our end of year show, if we do, Jordi Belair is my colors of the year so far. Eric, I just want to let you know that. Back up by Stephanie Phillips uh, with art by Dave Lapham, Trish Melville, and Rob Lee. Batman and Mayor Nakano are in the sewers and things get vile real quick and an issue that looks great but barely feels like it's part of this Fear State story. The backup by Stephanie Phillips begins the post-Fear State setup of this book by giving us the beginnings of Arkham Tower. There's an odd timing to it and really feels like it only exists to forcefully explain that while Gotham can finally get rid of that awful Arkham name, they're sticking with the branding Eric. And it just tells you, (laughs) but I'm telling you, it's no longer anywhere near art. You don't have to call it Arkham Tower. Nakano just seems to want to go with it. I don't understand. Hey, everybody. It's not on It's not on the same grounds and Arkham's aren't involved. I don't know why you keep going. Just the thing is, everybody out there, I'm Mayor Nakano right now. You know how everybody's been afraid throughout Gotham because people keep escaping Arkham Asylum. It is done now. And you know what we're going to do in its place? We're going to move Arkham to the middle of the city around all of your neighborhoods make it a tower so when shit gets bad it gets bad around you really fast Nakano for life Nakano and by the oh, way Nakano that's how politics work everybody right? here in Gotham the name of Arkham synonymous with terror it's synonymous with killings we're gonna call it Arkham Tower all right yes and with that it That's the thing is, like I don't Bruce. know why anybody is so upset by calling it Arkham, but not the idea it's being set up in the middle of the city. No, I think that it's just all around, even to the point where Bruce seems like, not that he has money, and this is the book that it almost gives the play of, I'll buy the name, you know, how they, you know, FedEx Tower now or whatever. But it's like, right. no, 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 we need to stick with this Arkham, not get any money from it or whatever. Also, it is something that is synonymous with awfulness. I think that Mayor Nakano could say this. Listen, you want to know why we're calling it Arkham? Because you have to have some way to say, holy shit, let's stay away from there. Arkham, boom, I'm out. It's just weird. We just call that Gotham. Yeah, well, it, it's just a weird thing. To, I think that this is basically editorial, starting the story by saying to Stephanie Phillips, when you write this, you got to really just stress that we're calling it Arkham while it makes no sense because – that's what we're known for here, and we have to keep the name. That's basically what it is. But- I'm just thinking of myself in the last 10 years. Though. You've had Arkham Asylum, then that was taken down. Then you had to move into the Wayne Manor and say it's Arkham Manor yeah. now. And now it's not like we move back to the Arkham we know and love. That's destroyed again. Now we have Arkham Tower and the former headquarters of the SAFE program. And in a weird deal, not to get too political or whatever, it does okay. remind me of this thing of like, we're making things not be named things for like other, but here is the worst name of ever for a mental hospital. And we're just going to keep going with it here. It's just odd. It's odd overall. But then again, 
I like to spend my Sundays at Charles Manson Stadium when I watch my football, right? You have that. You have a lot of Hitler stadiums there uh, around the Philly's world. Weird. Anymore, right? So Arkham. Uh, but you go into this. It looks great. It really does. It, it looks fantastic. The story just doesn't have much going on uh, with this Nero 19. Nero is- 19, who was, came in to take out Nakano. Nakano escaped, got down in the sewers. Explosions happened. Then they Batman and him fell into the sub-sub-sewer, where now they're trying to figure out how to get out, but also come across the eggs of the Hugh Vile Mouth Monster. And I'm like... We saw it before, and the thing is, these eggs are fucking everywhere. Not only are they still in the morgue where they popped out. Does anybody out, like, clean up the morgue? Uh, no. This is the worst morgue That's ever. That's the thing is, as soon as I saw this, where you have a bunch of eggs underneath a freaking, like, a, a trash can wheel, but I saw this, I thought to myself back, like, you know, 15 years ago when I used to live above an adult world, and a bunch of my friends worked at the adult world. My buddy Bruno worked on third shift. One of his jobs was supposed to be the jizz mopper of the booths. He said no, he is not doing that, and I suspect Bruno is now working for the as the janitor in this Gotham morgue. Even that, that's the jizz mopper of an adult world. You know what I mean? That's not as important. Yes, sanitary <laughs> things and whatever, but whatever, man. in a morgue where you have dead, diseased, par- everybody dying of a parasitic infection now that they seem to not be able to figure out, even though before we were told that the thing that did infect Hugh was well known, or at least known at that point, but now they're just like, eh. More of these eggs. Throw them on the floor and get them run but, over by gurneys. G- getting stuff. back to my point, and fuck, run them over because that's what we need to do at this point. But just the idea where last we saw Hugh Vile's eggs popping out of his belly and stuff like that, and then rolling down into a sewer <laughs> grate. I just want to know how then the, the, these little bits of eggs that fell into a sewer grate get to the sub sub sewer, where then he's trapped with Nakano to get to this point in time. It just seems very weird that it would just get out of the actual sewer and go to the sub sub sewer. It follows the dirty water. Because that's how we start. Well, we you know, this water's like politics, Jim. I lo- well, I love this whole setup. I'm like, Filthy. it's not really, not really working. <laughs> you have Dev Donovan like, I'm doing now my next exposés on the waters, and it's dirty, and they even make a drink that's a dirty drink. Oh, my, this is the worst, and everything goes down the drain. And then you just go to, like we said, Batman and the condo. They're separated by a giant wall of rubble. And they can't get to each other. They're yelling back and forth to each other. And basically, that's where Nakano says, you can't blow things up, Batman, because I don't know if you realize every issue of this book has had an explosion in this, except for the one place that we concreted up. And so they're just going back and forth. And Batman's able to kind of get a hold of Batgirl, though not compromised at all. By Seer. Yeah, we don't have any Seer talk in here. The radio is kind of not working, but it is at times. And also on top of being feeling out of place because there is no Seer, nobody's really dealing with fear state because we've got mouth monster problems. But when you look at Oracle here trying to get a hold of Batman, she's wearing her previous Batgirl suit, not the new one. Yeah, everything's weird in this as if Mariko Tamaki's just like, oh, screw it. And the gloves are like colored, like the wrong color. Well, she's there, and again, now it's she, the old one. She, she's also seemingly, I think, in the clock tower that they already had ripped apart all the computers Blow and it smashed. Up. So yeah, and that's blown up. So nothing really fits in this whole. Hello, Detective Comics. What are you doing here? As a as a full story, drunk. I really like the art, and oh, that's good. the story of it was continuing without fear state involved. Still, isn't much. I don't like the Hugh Vile stuff, but I do like seeing. Do you like Batwoman taking out Nero Nineteen? Here's the thing: I don't like Nero Nineteen. It's like really Nobody like, likes Nero what is 19. going on during a Fear State Magistrate setup where you just have Nero, Nero 19, Nineteen has taken on City Hall, and now he's going to keep it hostage. And and it's a weird play here in my mind where you're seeing 
somebody take Nakano off the board. So how is that going to be reacted to? But also with Batman down below, you have to see what's going on. And you brought up a good point. When we end up, and this whole thing is going to end, Fear State ends, and we're going to have an Arkham Tower story that they are pushing as a Huntress story. But I think you're right. You're probably going to get Batwoman in it. I hope so. I've been pushing her hard lately in the backups. I like pushing this here in this book because it almost does show you, okay, with Batman gone, which he will be. He's leaving Thoughts. There are people in the bat family that will be able to step What's up and thing? feel like oh, a bat no. woman what are we gonna do batman's gone like you got 50 other motherfuckers yeah, Calm down. yeah i mean a lot of people are yelling about oh it's, this book or whatever not but putting on a, ba- a clown mask he's putting on a bat mask you're fine yeah yeah and so she shows you if you are wondering and i think this is the setup of a you know not a wink wink but a you know a little foreshadowing when batman is off, the others will play, and she does. She, All right. Is that the saying? If the bat's away, the others will get involved. Is, is that better, Obviously. Eric? Yeah, right? yeah, it actually works better in my so mind. So she comes in, and it's like, hey, I want to tell uh, I thought the mayor was here. Who are you? Who are you, asshole Nero 19? I'm Nero 19. Look at me. You haven't heard of me in this big fierce state event? No, I haven't. I'm Batwoman. Boom. Punches him out. Just done. Hooray! The day is saved. There was nothing really to it. And that's the whole part of this is there's not much to this issue. You're dealing with mouth monsters like we have nonstop, it seems like, since Mariko Tamaki has taken over. And it has never made any sense. It's just this dude fell, like swam in some still water 20 years ago. And now we got mouth monsters everywhere. But in the sub-sub-sewers where Nakano is, he's come across essentially, it seems like, alien with the alien eggs everywhere. But you have all these little mouth monsters being born, crawling over his skin to the point where Batman has to risk Nakano's life and his own life and the safety of others by tearing down this wall that might be the, all the support above them, getting in there, electrocuting Nakano to get all the mouth monsters that are trying to burrow into his skin now for some reason. I'm trying, they are. It's disgusting. I mean, it is. But yeah, and he I'm might be dead, Did you ever watch right? that movie, Ticks? I actually, I don't think you did. But Clint Howard's in that. He's like, he has I've all these ticks Clint inside in of him. That, and he's yeah. all like, I'm infested. It's the craziest. When he's yelling infested and you see him running around, he looks prettier than he ever has. That's his sexier. <laughs> no, not not a handsome man. Is Clint Howard here wearing an eye patch saying he's Mary Nakano? You end up having a little bit of a, a background as well. So Nakano's down there with Batman. I don't trust you. You ended up doing that to my partner at the Wayne Manors. I'm like, hmm. I'm telling you, I have to go back because him talking about, you know, Batman causing the death of his partner. I'm like, when did this really happen? Yeah, that's and like, what I, I want to know. Remember. Was it at Wayne Enterprise when the Joker had a Batwing jet blowing shit up? I'm it like, when did been. this happen? Because I don't recall personally. They have a flashback, but it's just fire. I know. And it's kind of a, a weird flashback the way it is, the way it plays out if they're on both sides. Like, I believe thing. you, Nakano, but it's just not memorable I in my mind. I believe too, but the funny thing is I still – got to be pissed off about something. It's just because me and you – end up talking about what we wanted so more than what really happened what sticks in my mind is that peacekeeper one sean mahoney was his partner and ended up going down in a day remember when we thought that that was going to be the connection it wasn't i don't remember that either, yeah but yeah we I'll were saying that when we heard that somebody was uh, a police officer that ended up being the peacekeeper one we really thought that it was nakano's partner because he kept going partner partner and all that but it didn't end up we don't even know what really happened here in this whole attack uh, but that was but where we should, but Nikano I don't know. Decides to be the mayor and no mess, but they never really spelled out much of it. Look, he lost an eye, a partner. He's had enough. No more yeah, masks, well, everybody. No masks, even though throughout all this, and as Batman says, listen, 
everything that you've done has turned to shit. This magistrate, all this crap. Now, again, in a book that's not really pushing a lot of Look, I'm state. going back to the Joker War. I would, I'm here. I'm going to say Nakano the same thing. Like, hey, Batman, everything you're working for has turned to shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying, though, he's no mask, which, again. Everybody needs to be Simon Saint, though. The idea at the end, the last time we seen him in the last issue of Batman, when he says, what the fuck is wrong with the city? Why did we ever come here? That should be the like the ideals of everybody involved. Like, you know what? Let's just nuke this freaking city off the face of the earth because nothing ever works out and it all turns to shit. The big thing that this book and even setting it up with this stuff of oh, the dirty water, all the water, and then having them down in the sewers with the shitty water and also the vile eggs, it almost feels like, you know, screw that fear state. The big thing is this water supply. Like, Nakano, I'm surprised that the backup isn't him, you know, christening a new water treatment plan or some. It doesn't feel big. Deb Donovan's talking about that. I'm sitting here reading this book thinking to myself, there was a time very regularly where I would get notices in the mail from the Quaker Town water system saying, don't drink the tap water. It's got this arsenic in it. I'm like, you know what? I'm not drinking that. I ended up where uh, my one girlfriend from college, I hope my wife doesn't hear this, but uh, – her yeah, hometown years had ago, a so problem because they had uh, beavers shitting and pissing in, in the water all the time. So they ended up really going a little. Somebody nice did beaver. the math. Somebody did a little math wrong, and they put too much chlorine and and bleed, something crazy where they couldn't drink the water for a while as well. But in this, it just seems like the focus here is oh my god, like what is the connection? And even with that, the connection of possibly even later in in Harley, like. Is the scarecrow using the water supply? But we kind of know he isn't. So why are we focusing so much on this dirty water and the hue violet? It's just finishing the story that should have been over months ago. Because fear state is going on. We really don't know what that means, except for we have a trauma bomb situation that we saw in the last issue of Batman that was just revealed through the the, uh, insanity, unsanity collective mind machine mixed with Mad Hatter tech doing all this nonsense. But here we have the idea of the dirty water. Even in the next issue of Harley, we're going to have somebody like a a concerned citizen talk about, I think the scarecrow is going to be poisoning the water system, but I don't know if that's actually going to happen. We're worrying about all of these things. And I'm like, why are we doing these side quests where people are trying to figure this out when they're not even the main character? I, I agree. What I really wish we had, and it could have been easy, and it's not a full connection, but it could have been a deal where you end up, yeah, I don't think that this Hugh Vile, you know, mouth monsters, eye worms, anything is connected, but it would, have been, rage a cool, it would have been a cool idea to have when you had the reports. Hey, everybody, Scarecrow's got the toxin going here, and I heard of really, like Sears doing his morning zoo. He, right after the fart song, he ends up going in and is like, here there's mouth monsters going on downtown, and whoa, I see eggs. It tied in a little because this isn't tied in at all. I kind of want somebody to do that. Like I was all expecting this to be this book to be the street approach to Batman. Now that he doesn't have any money, and that's what I was really hoping for because it seemed like that initially. It's kind of gone. It's gone away from That's kind of weird. But I also need Gotham to have some kind of weird shock jock all, along the lines of what you see in Glorious Godfrey sometimes, the TV host. And then, but I need to talk about more of the problems the right with thing. the city, the insta, like the no, I don't, I don't need freaking Radio Rahim going. No, in places, no, Radio Rahim thing. wasn't it? It was I know, actually, but I don't need him going around listening to things. It was Samuel L. Jackson who was doing that. Talking about the problems of the city instead of weird like inner monologues about like, you know, really poetic shit that people are thinking to themselves. Damn you, Eric. Damn you. Because you know what that would do? That would have solved one of my biggest problems, not knowing what the common people are thinking. Because you could have. Sears giving you the propaganda. I would like 
that guy who's just like, hey, everybody, did you hear lately? We got eye worms going here, mouth monsters there, and everybody's running scared. Like, I need R- Rockin' Ricky Ricardo from freaking well, like, uh, from the Gremlins movie, just getting like, hey, what's going on out here? The city's going crazy. That would have been good. Actually, that would have been really good to tie in things, even if you had it in each book. It's almost like a Pandora, Eric, and that kind of goes with the radio station deal. You end up having it there where But you then you just get to the get point, nobody listens to the radio anymore. Again, yeah. And then also- All these warnings are falling on deaf ears. It would have to be, let's go full out, pump up the volume, because it would have to be pirate radio, because the magistrate has taken over the airwaves. That's what I imagine, like, Jay Nakano's doing over in, like, the Superman Son of Kal-El book, though. Like, not not Nakano, Nakamura, but, like, the idea where he had, like, has that weird conspiracy theory stuff. Who's who's the other character in DC Comics right now that has that weird, like, uh- like podcast going on. There's somebody else that I can't think of who it is. Punchline. No. She had but a yeah, podcast she does. as well. Everybody has a podcast nowadays, true. I hear. But yeah, that would have been cool. I would have liked that. Like, like even in the, the new Chucky deal. series, you have a lot of the narration going through this kid in a middle school who has a podcast about serial killers. Well, that'd be all. And have that going on in the same deal as use it as what I hate in movies where they have the over the speaker announcer at a football game giving play by play. Eric, you never sit, but I'll have that too. Does that make sense? It doesn't. But yeah, so what? with this though, all <laughs> of that would have been a good tie in though to have mention of the eye worms, the mouth monsters, the human toxins, the scarecrow effigies. Because seriously, that's scary shit. Peacekeepers on right? the streets causing chaos. You tell me about peacekeepers. I. It almost seems here's the deal. Hey, watch out for that magistrate. I'm like, well, I don't really do anything bad, and I sit in my basement. They're, they ain't coming to my Not basement, my so watch. I don't worry about that. Watch out for the fear toxin in the air. I'm like, again, I'm in my – but if somebody tells me in the water there are these – then I'm running scared. I think things are reaching up in the toilet and grabbing my well, junk. not only that, your basement keeps filling up with water. It's full of mouth monsters now? That's the scariest thing that could possibly be going on, and yet it's your only in this book. last night? No, it didn't. Luckily, all right, nice. Thank God. So Full of mouth monsters. So with all of that in this book, again, stressing the idea that the villain in this book's Nero 19, who just Kiss gets you. one punched and done. Where's Guy Gardner? And so then you have Nakano and Batman. They have right. to help each other. You Nakano's going to die. You got you guys, like Nero 19. You got Nakano being trapped with mouse, mouth monster eggs going on in this book. The real villain in my, in my mind is uh-huh. the Arkham Tower in the backup because nothing's really going on in the main issue here. I'm saying who would be the guy that you're, oh, my God, there's the villain. It, it's kind of goofy. And it really is. It almost is like, well, we need something punch done. And then basically you said Batman ends up. Breaking down this wall, thank God they don't die right away, and then he electrocutes Nakano in a way that he has to say- Hopefully he's not dead right away. I love this like inner monologue of him. He's like, hey, you know, most people can take a lot of electric shock, but I'm going to give more of an electric shock, but some people can do that, but I don't know if he will. Oh, no, I think he's dead. All right, all right. Now, the thing is, how we end this issue for our main story, though, is we have Batman and Nakano and the sub-sub sewers full of mouth monsters getting electrocuted, falling off Nakano. But when we have a man walking on the streets and then the sewer grates are backflowing out with water and full of mouth monsters. I thought that was Kevin, by the way, at first. It, it could be Kevin. I don't know. I don't see a big old goiter neck, but it could be Kevin. But the thing is, where are these mouth monsters and like the water? Because the water should be flowing down into the gigantic holes that have been blown up in the sewers, not like shooting out of the sewer grates onto the streets. Well, I guess they're saying the that the mouth explosion originally, I don't know, but all tell I'm me, thinking tell is me how it like, works. I end up, I'm down on my knees, I'm eating, 
I'm like, oh, my God, we, we got all you can eat shrimp here, people. And then they tell me to stop. And then somebody comes out and says, is this a man who seems like he had all he can eat? And then I turn into a, a monster. But it, it's it's silly to show these things coming up because in my mind, they're all dead anyway from where they came. And again, are these the same ones? Are I know, these that's different what I'm ones? Saying. I'm expecting that these are other ones that might be able to. But what you're doing is just you're just continuing to tell this vile story and where you end up and i mean really I mean, i'm not even joking here. you end up where when you see it, it's it's kind of a scary deal i think it's trying to be scary and spooky for october even but when you see these things attacking the Kano, we're like We've seen this and nonsense. And you thought your politicians oh, were vinyl. Wait till you see Mayor Nakano. Really? We've seen these things, though. This is something that we thought was over with. Coming back, it's not very scary. It's like, really, just take care of these things. And how does this tie in? If you aren't reading Fear State and just reading this Detective Comics, it's easy peasy. You don't have to worry about shit. You get it no. all here. So I give I'm you. I'm squeezing all these lemons. Uh, but yeah, you, you get a story. Like I said, not much happens, but. It doesn't upset me as much. I liked the the way it looks. It's just it needs looks some good. sort of progression. It's and kind you don't of really boring. And the yeah. only reason I'm upset is because it calls itself a fear state time when it's doing its own thing so much to the point where you like you're barely getting Batman in the Batman book and as a part of a Batman event story. You're barely getting Batman in Detective Comics now, and it's fine for how they're trying to do. Maybe they're trying to like you know work other characters in because they know that Batman's leaving, so they're trying to like lull you into this idea of security Maybe. with this but i don't know where like you know like we talked about nero 19 one punch by batwoman we got batman in the sub sub stores fighting mouth monsters and now it's on to the future of arkham tower i'm like what are you doing book i know and then you go to this and and really this is the book then after fear state where they're giving mariko tamaki the idea of okay this is going to be kind of an event the book is going to be weekly eric and i very don't want to say it but very weekly as you just did so with that though you know, what is it going to be about? Then we get the setup. It's going to be about Not Arkham about much Tower. very often. No, and, and Arkham Tower, I, I don't see the when story there When you start putting out yet. a weekly book like that, they are sparsing out that story as much as possible. So each issue you're going to get is going to be a little, less and less until, you know, you can actually reach a point where you can tell the whole thing all at once. Yeah, and this book doesn't tell much on a monthly basis. It's going to be tough. So you end up having this Arkham Tower story by – Stephanie Phillips in the end and okay like I said I think it's more about telling people listen it's going to be called Arkham Tower and don't complain about that or why that would happen we're just doing it and then setting up a little scary spooky thing but what do you think like the idea of Arkham Tower what story are we going to get out of that because number one how many people is it going to be that the magistrate continues on and they're going to declare everybody oh what you're out after curfew. Insane. And they send you like. Well, where- that's the thing is the Arkham Tower. I don't think it's going to go that far. Because I was pretty sure in Future State, all we had left was Black Gate Prison where everybody got thrown into. When you say that, that has nothing to do. They keep saying that this is not, it may not happen in there. I'm going to tell you right now that with this all going down, Nakano, is this him dying? Because I'm never going to go with Future State because that was a possible future. They're telling a story right now that seems to be already ahead of that. At certain points So Arkham Tower I don't think it'll last I think it will be taken down But still We're going to get it for months Weekly I just want to know During this press conference And the counter is giving About the idea Of building up The former headquarters Of the SAFE program That for some reason We let a an insane individual who likes to dress as Batman named Dr. Hugo Strange 
be the leader of this whole thing. We're going to take that old building. We're going to build a tower out of it. We're going to build on it in the middle of the city and throw all of our problem people into there. He has this press conference going on. People are asking questions left and right, reporters, journalists, stuff like that. Who the fuck is this one guy? Were you aware that Arkham's original architect killed his construction crew inside the asylum with an axe? I'm like, I, I don't think that's very relevant, sir. We're talking about Arkham Tower right now. But what, what is this guy going back 150 years ago? Like, are you aware that murders took place there? I'm like, are you trying to lead to the idea? Did you move the bodies when you moved the that's headstones? I, 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 I kept thinking the idea of like, you're playing weird things, though, here. Like, I want this guy to get fired for whatever paper he works for or TV, because what are the questions he's this, asking? This guy's like, well, seriously, I mean, who's part of the press anymore me? anyway? It is. It's like we sent you out there, and then like, you yell Baba Bluey out of if nowhere. If I'm throwing a press pass anywhere, I'm going to go to these big things and ask, like, sir, are you aware that there are ghost sightings down the street? How do you feel about the Draculas? Is there really the Wolfman? The Wolfman. <laughs> now, with that, though, what I'm saying to you is that I'm, I'm not going to future state throw that out don't even think of that what i'm asking you is what type of story do you think this arkham tower because it's setting up to be a haunted house story and it doesn't make sense because Dude, I, this, this guy brings it up and it, it really nakano should just stop and say well wait a minute why are you asking that because it's not even on the same grounds do you think the name is haunted do it barely is because even at the end the construction workers who are working at nighttime for whatever it, it reason start it doesn't make sense their fa- i know it doesn't it's just because it's called arkham the, the history's repeating itself because we never learned jim we never but that's learned. one thing to go a day they can't <laughs> and that's a problem and, and to bring now to bring future state into it you can't maybe you can't tear down Arkham because we saw that and they might be playing with something later. So the whole idea of this is, OK, let's escape that crazy area, but we're still going to call it. It's going to be a we're tower that we back. already made with the safe program. So this seems like it's at after fear state, but yes, maybe whatever. Right. So you have all that going on. How is that connected into the thing? And then again, what is the story going to be in my mind? What? And you well, even I, said how many people are the Arkham Asylum is not a mental hospital per se. It is a hospital for the criminally insane. That's a little different. And most of them are dead now. Who's got, why do you need a tower? There's probably going to be six people in there. The thing is, when we talk, when we, when, when we throw in the idea of a tower right now, for some reason, we're building in the middle of the city on the ashes of the safe program. When we get into a big story about this, all I imagine it's going to be is a video game where we're progressing levels. It's going to be that take back the block or, uh, yeah. or even you know, like the dread movie where dread he has to take movie, back the, that's the Exactly. One. The dread mega city. Is it, and you're just going to go level one. I, I wouldn't even be shocked if the actual issues names level one. Level I imagine two. so. That's all it's going to be to me in my mind. But in my mind, when you do this because of timing or whatever, here, me and you are the heroes in this. All right. Level one. We're the heroes. All you freaking scumbags deserve out there. <laughs> what do you think we're going to find in <laughs> level one? You're like, not much. It just opened. All right. Let's go. You see one security guard there. Hey, Jim and Eric, what's going on? All right. We're going to level two. What do you think at level two? Nothing. They haven't even moved furniture in. This should be brand new. And yet they have well, to, gonna be because like, of that, they have the, to tie in a hundred year history because of the name. In the original Death Metal, when we had the situation where, you know, the Batman who lasts for whatever reason in the beginning of that story had magical Joker cards he was given to random people. And our heroes had to progress through those different levels, like the Labyrinth of the Riddler and stuff like that. I imagine it's going to be a lot like that where you have boss battle How like each floor. How would you get that so quickly, though, is what I'm saying, because this seems like – Still, and then boom, because, we're going into because that the story. people who are in charge of this 
give Hugo Strange. Who's in charge? Rob Zombie? <laughs> I'm just saying. No, they I'm saying though. up a Halloween town? The people who are in charge of this also just gave Hugo Strange <laughs> like the headquarters for the safe program to make sure that we don't need the magistrate. These are not people who think ahead very well. Now, with with that, you see the tower, right? Like all it, the guards are going to walk in and lock themselves in the cell and say, here you go, guys. Is the, ta- is the tower being built now or is it being rebuilt being built from right the explosion now. the next thing because it seems like it was already fully built for the safe program oh, and that was built in like two days oh, i just imagine guy. they repurposed that building yeah well they did they said we're using that and bruce says yeah no, no, i mean they repurposed oh, another that. building for the safe program then hugo strange starts blowing shit up and let's let's keep that's what i'm up. saying are they repairing it or are they going higher but i'm looking at this and it looks to be a 70-story building that isn't even close to it. There's crazy freaking apartment building in the back there. And, and with this, though, how many people are they putting in this? It's Arkham. There's not a ton of people in There'll it. There'll always be a lot more But people. is there a magistrate? Most of them are dead. They were all in Arkham. I mean, Arkham, the A-Day, really did clear out a lot of the criminally insane. Did it really? We saw like five people maybe died. Everybody else escaped. We think, but if they escape, they're also being tracked down. There's not a lot of them. They're not really heavy hitters. Like, look so at this I don't guy know. on the street, though, who's going to go attack Mary Nakano. It's like, the mayor, the reporters, the entire city, you're all mad. That guy is a mentally insane fellow, Eric. It's I, got I, a I death want, curse. I don't want you to throw shade at, you know, I don't know, either Hillbilly Jim or Prospector Jet. I, I don't know where this guy, he just yelled, there's gold in them there, Hills, as you're he came out. Ah, <laughs> look at you, the one-eyed man. Is king in the kingdom of the blind. Nakano's like, thank you, thank you a lot. Uh, but yeah, all this is you're not going to call it Arkham. Yes, we are. No, we're not. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Boom. Well, I better go check into this. Oh my god, <laughs> this construction worker is killing himself and other people. Time for Batman. Yeah. Oh my god, the idea of. Oh my god, did you? <laughs> Just that, hey, are you aware that somebody, the original architect, <laughs> no, I was not aware, but thank you for that. What do you got? Some true crime podcast? Get the hell out of here. And then the guy does the same thing. Oh, my God. Then Batman comes in and takes back, you know, construction a few weeks when he busts through the windows. Hey, like, I'm I just here. want to know what's going on, because out of all the jobs we always talk about, like there's always job fairs going on in like, Gotham for like the GCPD or Arkham Guards and stuff like that. I have to imagine being a like a, a contractor, a construction worker, something along those lines has to be really profitable because here these guys are working like so much overtime in the middle of the night to be still here oh, yeah. working. I'm like, just you know three what? dudes, too. Let's just go in here. Let's just be like uh, construction workers in construction Gotham City. Construction workers, you know, we could do one of those things where they do the road work at night to get the traffic a little better. Also, again, without seeing much in this, and I really want to see more, if you told me that, okay, the magistrate is going to be involved, but you don't see any or mention of anything like that. I would think that they would be the security in this tower. Okay, now we have, you know, you can fight some of them to go in. And even the idea that you could set it up where people are disappearing and they're be- they're claimed you're insane and throw them in this. This is actually a prison for the magistrate and go with that. I can go with that. Maybe that's the route because it just is too quick. Now, maybe we'll be told that all oh, those crazies from the fear state, they ended up, you know, in there and we'll ha- who knows? I-, I don't know. But the thing is, it starts here with the naming and the naming haunts it. And now we're in big trouble. Oh, my God. It's the haunted tower. Uh, so wasn't that a ride at the Disney? <laughs> I think it was. I think that that got repurposed. I think that Dancing Mike ended up getting mad when that was, if I'm not mistaken. But by the end of it, I've never been. Yeah, yeah, I only went once. Eric. But uh, 
with that, what would you give this? I would give this because uh, well, that's the thing is. It's fun to talk about. There's not a lot going on. It doesn't tie into Fear State very well at all. The book looks great. There's some interesting things going on, but just not connected to a whole DC Gotham universe that we have dealing with everything else. I like seeing Batwoman. She throws a punch. That's it. This Gotham Tower, I mean, Arkham Tower thing at the end, it's kind of horror movie nonsense, but it's whatever, man. It's a six out of 10, though. I don't hate this book. It's just not very good, but it's great to look at. Yeah, I'm going to go six, five, and it's one of those. Okay, the Arkham Tower. Maybe we could have some real fun with that when we get to it. I anyway. just imagine it's going to be generic video game leveling system no, like that. Isn't that fun? Isn't that the definition of fun? But we're going to continue the fear state part of this with an odd book, but does more with Fear State than you actually have the detective. What is it, Eric? It is Harley Quinn, number eight, written by Stephanie Phillips with art by Riley Rossmo, Ivan Placencia, and D. Ron Bennett. Or Darren for anybody who prefers that. But a new challenger has appeared in Gotham. On top of all the other things plaguing our favorite city, it turns out that another big bad that's vying for superiority, it's just too bad that it's keepsake and his caucus of corruption. What we really want is Ivy's full story, but we'll waste some time here to see Kevin protect the city with a new friend and some silly flashbacks. Yeah, uh, with this, one of my problems will be the idea, and I had the problem kind of with the DC versus vampires on the Patreon spotlight, is that you're in the middle of a story that's, you know, supposed to be pretty serious, and you show, and then you get to this, and it's just Joke City. Um, and that kind of, it, it fits the Harley book, but in, in all in all, you're getting Kevin, who I do like, and I think that he's the hero of the story, obviously, and you get a little more... He's wearing hockey pads. You get more he's sympathetic so of him, though, with that. I like that he kind of taped what looks like a smile, maybe, on his Yeah, totally like good. That. Yeah, and then explains why he has the Joker tattoo, and it's actually a little touching. The idea is that neck tattoo, because people make fun of that, not that he's fat. It's and funny. I, I want to put Kevin thing. up there. I don't really care for Kevin yet. He's got, he's grown on me a bit, but I still don't like him just because that weird giant goiter neck of his, but he does what he wants people not to make fun of or his weight, but he's a weird looking dude, but I'm really starting to put him up there with the idea of what we want to be with collaborate in the suicide squad where these are people, victims of circumstance who are like, you know, large people that wanted to feel who wanted to be fit in with other folks and didn't want to get made fun of. So they went down a life of crime, a bad path, join a gang. You see it all the time in different stories or in real life i don't really deal with real life so different stories but along the same lines where kevin then has a giant freaking smile tattoo on his neck so people will look at that and not his big old gut right there because he's self-conscious about the way he looks <laughs> like there's a lot of things like oh look at that giant goiter next so, like there's a lot of things that like you're trying to point I, I just to, like to try to I, get I people not it. to point to anything but it makes sense and, and it's seriously. like your whole idea where somebody makes fun of you in school and then you try to own it so nobody can make fun of you again even though they will because they want to try to beat you down as much as possible seriously but with yeah because they hated me I, but yeah i mean as yeah, a kid people are jerks i'm thinking about it myself as a little kid you're out at recess and they'll say oh everybody hear about jim's mother and they don't know my mom it's just to try to embarrass you and things like that and i'm like knows about your mother. and then i just jump in and say the worst things possible so they're done and then make now it they seem have, like I'm in there. But now they have new ammunition to go against you. You hear that, Tim's mom? <laughs> also, I, you know, put a pencil through the guy's eye. So See, they, that's they the way to do me, it. Right? But no, I'm not even joking here. I'm not going to make this as a way <laughs> now I have to make fun of you. But again, oh, no. you, you were a big kid. 
right? You were big old you, fat kid with big old thick glasses. So what did you do at points? You ended up getting involved with some I things retreated that you into myself. And and a lot of times, no, like the idea of well, now I'm gonna Stop get involved feelings. with this, start smoking, and you know, doing whatever, it, whatever. Whoever you know, it's true. I did something. fall into a, a bad crowd because I did move. And I needed to, like, you know, fit in with and somebody even the so I didn't. Is you know, one thing. You exactly. know what I mean? Besides you being a fat load, it doesn't matter. But that was a thing. You wanted to fit in. I so did. if somebody did, you just get involved. That's something. And what I like All about right, 11 that, years old, you want to try <laughs> cigarettes and drugs? Yes, I Why do. Why not? Why not? Uh, uh, but with that, Stephanie Phillips telling the story, she's not, it, it's done in a way that's really, you could think of this as being really forced. You can figure out ways to. You know, even now it works for me because we've dealt this with Kevin at this better. point in time, and this works better because it's not the idea of nobody should bully people. Like she's not preaching; she's just giving you what Kevin went through and explains. And the Kevin's idea. not happy about his decisions and stuff like that. He just did what he had to do to survive at that point in time, what he thought he needed to do, and then uses the thing that everybody hates, but like still knows it's wrong. Neck tattoo and saying, "I even did that." Like I just wanted people to not make fun of me. You know, and he's like, I'm a big kid. They called me tiny. They called me tank. And you don't like that. You know, I and realized so- too thinking when I moved to Quakertown and got made fun of a bunch. You know what the big thing that they called me was, which is the weirdest thing ever, just because I had like long hair. This is how dumb kids were when I was a kid. Hey, Elvis. Really? You're like, hey, like did you go hear their mama? Oh, yeah, that? because I think it's, I enjoyed Elvis at that point in time. I just imagine you doing like the, the swing and you're, you're basically. Just imagine a heavy set kid with big thick glasses and long hair. Hey, Elvis. I'm just telling you, I imagine you as Forrest Gump when he's doing that. <laughs> I do that now. And then everybody's like, look at that asshole. <laughs> uh, uh, can Elvis. I have a cigarette? Yeah, Elvis. You're like, yeah, I'm going to get your mama. That's what I would have said, Eric, right? And then punched him is usually what I'd say. Or I'd say, hey, who wants to play kickball? And I'm right in the face. But yeah, you end up having this where he wanted to fit in. And then Columbine happened and nobody messed with me ever again. What a weird thing. Yeah, that was. Well, you end up, well, of course, you also walked around with a shaved head and a trench coat on. But that's it was a formal coat. Too. And so, well, we, we'll get into that later. <laughs> I like at the beginning, I want to mention that you end up saying D-Ron Bennett, which you have said since day one. Yeah. But I think you're afraid that people are just tuning in and hearing that for the first time. You didn't want to sound No, stupid. no. The thing is, I, I actually, when I was putting this on here, I thought this as I'm writing this, how I thought back to the Nero 19 and how stupid I felt about that. I'm like, but you, you didn't want what? to sound stupid stupid right exactly i'm tired of sounding stupid all that the is time something as a joke all this time but you end up coming again he wanted to fit in it led to the joker stuff and now he is fitting in in a way that not only fitting in but fitting in his own skin eric and harley has been able to show him not to care about what people think and don't just follow to be accepted that you could be accepted for what you are and she even says like she called me kevin like that that was awesome. Like I wasn't tiny or all this stuff and it is funny to me that me. he is almost a vigilante character here and how he's dressing up and you know what his name is? Kevin. Kevin, because he's not he's not it's the thing again. The weird thing is is that this play, and again, part of this issue then just falls apart. I'm telling you, if this is all, all the Kevin, stuff I I'm care in, about falls apart. Yeah, Kevin in this is a gem and I love him and the idea that he's always been called names, always something else, that when he comes to the point where he wants to have a hero name, the only thing he can think of is Kevin because, you know, he doesn't think of it. As, and now he's there. Every and man like Kevin. Yeah, so I like that. Hero of the downtrodden. 
we go off because he ends up trying to help this girl and she ends up not really needing much help. No, no, she, she's a badass. Ass. And that's why the thing is when you talked about in the last issue about how the this uh, the Arkham Tower will be the magistrate holding cell for the criminally insane and stuff like that. Like, Fucking peacekeeper's going to guard this shit because this woman can take out two with a brick. I know. Well, that's, yeah, really. Peacekeepers ain't shit. I love that Kevin runs distraction. <laughs> I like to. He's like, oh, I brought a hockey stick to a gunfight. I love that he it taped up fun. his hockey stick before he came out. Exactly, he would, right? Probably put baby powder like the great one, Wayne Gretzky. But yeah, it would have been awesome. Seriously, if I was Riley Rossum, I'd have one side of that jersey tucked in too. Um, but <laughs> and 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 with all this stuff, I want to mention again. I actually like Riley Rossmo's art for the most part in this book still. Except it, it's when grown you go on me to, for the most part here. When you get to the flashbacks and stuff like that, maybe that, there's some points where I'm like, okay, but I do like it for this book. And I like the Kevin parts with that. Uh, but, yeah, you end up going to Harley, though. And now we're going to get, you know, Queen Ivy. Well, even we when get you a show recap. up and you know you have the gardener, Harley Quinn, Catwoman, you just have this stark white background. And none of the characters, for some reason, have faces. I'm like, I like your art, but don't do this angle where you don't have time or de- to do detail or whatever because it doesn't look great like this. Yeah. And you have that whole deal where most of this story that they're trying to tell right here unfortunately is being told in the Catwoman book. So you're getting a little recap. You're getting a little fill in of it. And then it you get doesn't keepsake. do anything with no, this for the idea that the we're like, you know, we fight the white witch and then we go to the, like the Eden of Ivy's queen, like queen Ivy that we have here. And then keepsake can just get down there. And we even saw that like, you know, the magistrate was coming down to Eden before. So this, this feels all out of whack. But the biggest thing I want to talk about is when Harley is going through this weird flashback montage to catch all the Harley Quinn readers up. Why would Harley and Ivy's sexy time be them dressed as Green Arrow and Speedy? I I don't know. They have weird nights, Eric. They have costume night. I think that that's the joke there. Now, Uh, I'm just saying it's a weird role play is all. I'm I'm saying I I know. (laughs) The funny thing is I'm just thinking of them in costumes. You're just talking about why would they think Green Arrow and Speedy would be doing this. But besides that. In that costume that Ivy's wearing in this weird flashback scene, it's the – the costume of a child. I don't know why. If I'm just putting this weird projection out there, it's not meant to be there. I'm like, yeah, I don't think there's it's better things to dress up with there. and have fun as. Now, with that, it's it's a weird thing about this book. I said that you're playing it up jokey in the middle of a fear state that's not jokey, and the the problem is you have Harley and the gardener and even Catwoman doing the more important things in the Catwoman book. So when you go to do this and you sit there and go, okay, what are we going to get from this book? And you even had the idea like, okay, Harley, Queen Ivy had a seed that went off the heart. We're going to go get it. And I think that there's a – I think that's the most we've had anything, an explanation about the idea of these dual Ivies with the idea of the seed after we saw the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy book and stuff like that, even coming back off of Heroes in Crisis into that for the idea of why we have a dual Ivy going on. I'm like, I think this is the first book to ever talk about it. Yeah, I know. And when I thought about it, I'm like, okay, well, there's something where you could go with the idea that Ivy knew that she might be in trouble. So she separates herself to not get – all of it going and also allows this evil or Ivy to be in charge Queen to maybe Ivy. take it back, Queen Ivy. But the problem I have with this, and it's a shame, you have Harley as a jokey book, right? Well, then when you have big, important things that you could have go through the Harley book, I don't think they really want those to go through because it's a jokey book. So you're left with kind of the scraps that is a Harley Gardner story that should be going in this book. But, oh, that's a jokey book. So let's just have keepsake. Let's have, like, you know, even the, the idea of keepsake, like that. because what we get revealed here, the caucus, 
the hell does it called? Of I just corruption. The caucus of corruption. I just want to keep saying the caucus of chaos for some reason, but the caucus of corruption is there where they're all knockoff versions of the Arkham City rogues and stuff like Ar- Arkham Asylum rogues. Are we supposed to say Arkham anymore? But I wouldn't. But you have do. all of this going on. And we have the big reveal, like all the clowns that Hugo Strange with the safe program like gathered up and gone to the safe program. Hugo Strange has mind controlled them to be the henchmen of Keepsake. Well, now Hugo is like, we're just done with the safe program because he's dressed as Batman and blowing that building up with everybody inside. I'm like, why were these two working together? And why was this the end game? I know. And the thing is, when Hugo's blowing it up, I think that it's the idea. Well, we got to. We got to clear out because well, this we're is done with the this. Arkham Tower. So let's go. It never really made sense. My my problem here is is that I really wish because I I got a kick last issue when you had you know these pseudo villains, yeah, you know, yeah. and I wish kind of, lady. I kind of wish that maybe he could have gathered a couple more and had you know have that fun again. But Some more just, planes. We're just getting them the same. The exclamation! The polyphonist. Sage Swine, the fellow Frigid. Somehow Keepsake decided that a couple of them, he didn't like their names and he changed them up or something. You, you just well, I'm telling you, the, the dude ran out of names last issue. He looked at this one, um, your Sword Lady. Yeah, yeah. And and then Sword Lady ends up like, oh my God, that's one of my old costumes, says the Catwoman's. And the thing is, I don't recall this costume. I do want to find out what issue, if it is if it is a callback, though, I, I want to find is. out when Catwoman wore a costume like Sword Lady's wearing. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I don't think it is. And if it is, we're just not seeing it because it's this stylistic art of Riley Rossmo. So yeah, you have a fight. You have a fight, and you, you end up realizing with Harley, which I thought that there was one thing that was a miss, not a misplay, but you could have called out when they start pretty much professional wrestling Harley went through that whole professional wrestling arc before everything stopped and then went into this with um, Did she do that? Sam Humphreys you you weren't reading it then he oh, went to, okay. she went to the west coast and ended up investigating what was supposed to be her best friend that she never met for more than two seconds I'm but it was you, professional like, wrestling I remember when that was going on and I said no what I'm done with Sam Humphreys and his yeah, fucking I think bullshit it was all, yeah it was but, when uh, that but the whole thing is the last thing I remember was some stuff with the new gods and Harley Quinn maybe becoming a female fury and also her mother getting cancer and uh that's about it. Well, her mother ended up dying in that and then she went to the West Coast and she But was again, a once I wrestling. saw Sam Humphrey didn't even know that Harley Quinn was Jewish, I'm like, I'm out. I don't need to read this guy who doesn't it wasn't know he's great. writing. People seem to love it, but it, it wasn't great, but she was a wrestler and I wish that they would have kind of played into that for a second but i say that and yet we're going to talk about checkmate tonight yeah i know i know it's weird (laughs) it's weird the the funny thing is i ended up on the patreon just today i did a uh black label podcast episode with batman the imposter and i mentioned or at least i i had a bunch of takes but one of the takes i said was me and you don't normally talk about elseworld stories on the podcast so that's why we don't do black label yet we do bat cat which we, we, it drives us insane it's his own thing yep we did last ride which that was and now we're doing what me and you are titans arguing united. later titans united which we're not like and then later we're going to argue on this podcast whether or not deep target is in continuity or not but those Always Man, do like, we touch a lot of elseworlds and say we don't touch exactly, elseworlds exactly and that's what i said and then i thought you know what just the tip, guys. imposter is really, really good. Why are we talking about some shitty stuff when we can do that? So that's just to the side, as you said, with, with some of these things going Look, on. But again, yeah. I'm stupid. I say things. It doesn't make sense. I, I said, again, this is just me and you now talking, Eric. But I is said that, that when we started the podcast, 
We talked about that we're going to talk about every book. Now we got away from that somewhat. But at that point, Vertigo stuff, that's Vertigo. We sure don't is. need to do that. I think that we still have in mind that that's what Black Label is. That's and I the still do. other deal. I know. I said on the thing that that's what I think. You look Black Label, Vertigo. Look, I just don't combo. need to read fo- like 14 more Joker slash Batman yeah, Black Label things that just curse at me or show me a bat wang. Oh, my, Eric. What, what are you, only reading Brian Azzarello's stuff? Possibly. Like, oh, my goodness gracious. I just, oh, my God, Eric, like, jokes keep coming. We can be mature now. It's Black Label. Here's 14 Joker slash Batman stories. I'm like, I'm already good with that in the regular continuity. A- as an aside, everyone, Batman the Imposter doesn't use that thing, and it's really good, and also the Catwoman – uh, Lonely City, very good as well. Just as an aside, but when, when we when we have this here, though, at the end you get Kevin being Kevin, pretty cool. I and like the idea all they just that up with this new person named Sam who wants to get to the bottom of what the uh, Scarecrow is up to during Fear State. And Sam seems like she's ready to just kick ass and take names. This Look, is I'm ready for earlier. another side character in the Harley Quinn book. And if it's Sam on top of Solomon Grundy and Kevin, sure, yeah, why not? She's have a the whole muscle squad. somehow. Yeah, really. Uh, you have this, though, where when we mentioned earlier in the detective where somebody was going to bring up it, Sam brings up the idea that Scarecrow might be putting things in the water. Also, I will tell you that Sam, as you said, with the Harley Quinn backup about talking or not backup, but flashback talking about Ivy and the seed being one of the best things that we've seen or at least explain well, things. I'm just with happy that, it's mentioned, honestly. Sam actually starts to talk a little more than anybody about how Fear State has affected the city and how people are going nuts and she wants to figure it out. And I'm like, okay, I don't mind that either. That's Somehow, cool. with a few mentions, Stephanie Phillips is doing the heavy lifting right now. <laughs> she is. And we, at one point, are like, why is she on every book? Well, hey. Why not? I mean, I'm, I'm liking that. She is that. saying what everybody else is too afraid to say. Now, seriously. What's going on? I, I do want to mention, too, where uh, Riley Rossmo, again, stylistic art. We're never really a huge fan, but we like the style here because we're used to it in the yeah. story. That hockey stick changes sizes throughout this whole damn issue until the, at the end it looks like it's like – I don't even know what it is. It's so small on Kevin's back near the very end as he goes off to the safe tower. Because he has to save people. When we yep. see Hugo's blowing everything up and saying that he's covering his tracks, that means killing everybody in there. He goes, zips out as Batman, and Kevin can't. No, he's, let he people... comes out there. Oh no, I'm sorry, Hugo. He does zip out as Batman. I thought you meant as Kevin because Kevin becomes the hero we need. Yes, and that's where Kevin almost plays off. I mean, it really is like a. Sean Mahoney, but in a good way, with a good heart, where he's going to go in and save You know, save I don't even think about people. the idea because that is very Sean Mahoney, or what people believe Sean Mahoney was when he became like the hero character where he ran into a burning building and saved people for like, you know, just because he is a hero. Yep. And as he, and, and really being that redemption as he's thinking about throwing Molotov cocktails with the jokers well, and stuff like he that. He did but that, but he just kind of like kind of dropped it personally. Like, you know, like he's a victim of circumstance. I swear to God, because he got yelled at by the Joker, he dropped it. I think he set his pants on fire. <laughs> liar, liar, pants so on fire. Kevin, such a Kevin. Um, but I do like now, if you're going to go with the way, we, we don't have much of a track record of Stephanie Phillips. If this was, say, a Tom Taylor book, I'd say that Kevin will die in a couple issues saving these people. I hope that that's not the case. Well, if we are mirroring Sean Mahoney with the happen, he might get pretty hurt, but he will bounce back. Yeah. And maybe. And feel Lemon, better about himself. Well, he just ends up catching on fire, and all it does is burn off that damn tattoo. 
I don't think you understand how tattoos work. All of a sudden, he looks like Freddy Krueger from the goiter down. Yeah, but you don't have the goiter. It's just Freddy Krueger. Now people be scared as shit. Will he burn the goiter off now? You're making fun of Freddy Krueger. Freddy I'm Cougar. not talking to Freddy Cougar. <laughs> I can't say it right since Robin <laughs> I don't need no Freddy Cougar. Ah, uh, yes, but by the end, I like this more than I thought I should. I, I really, that's how well, that's I can explain is, this. It's not great because the stuff I that I want to deal stuff, with, though. with the with the Queen Ivy stuff, it's the most important thing going on in Gotham as far as I'm concerned personally. And every time we have it show up, it doesn't really do anything. And a little like books are going against of what's going on in other books with the like the Eden of Ivies, what she's going to do, how this is all working. This is some heavy stuff that I want to see people deal with. But when we have jokey backgrounds, Kevin. He somehow became the star of the show here. I I'm, I want to see more of him. And like it just feels like everything is falling apart right now because nobody knows what Fear State really is with all the big bads that are showing up and trying to claim you know superiority around here. Like keep saying show up. Like stop it. We have enough going on. I know you don't have to deal with everything, but you have enough going on with Eden, Harley Quinn, the gardener, Catwoman, Queen Ivy, and stuff like that. There's too much going on here to really say like we have a solid Harley book right now. Yeah, the the problem is, you know, it's getting thrown around and Harley herself is in the Catwoman book. But, yeah, Keepsake ends up being here pretty much Nero 19. You just need Agreed. a villain to have some things going, though. I thought that your score would even go up a little more, though, because almost to a T, spelling out in dialogue even that there could be a War of the Green coming up. I'm like, oh, my God, Eric's going to love this. <laughs> That's your whole thing. That's oh, a, my god! I don't hate gracious. this book. It's just when Harley Quinn is involved in it, it just kind of goes downhill because of what she has to do tying into the other books. Now, if you show me Kevin and the crew, I'm down because that was really interesting. What you did with the character work of Kevin and stuff like that, I want to see more of that. And when Stephanie Phillips is doing her own Harley book, doing her own thing, she works on the characters like this. And, and I, that's this what why I you like. and I have fallen in love with this book. At, like, And we had no idea that we'd like this book at all. And somehow we don't mind Riley Rossmo's art anymore because it works for this. Stephanie Phillips is writing the hell out of the characters when she has a chance to actually do what she's doing. And when you get to see that here, it does shine through. The tie in the fear state, it all falls apart. But I don't hate this book. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I'm giving it a 7.5. I actually – it's all – and here's the funny thing is when we talk about things, I bring it up a lot. Uh, I may even bring it up later today. I don't know. Uh, but – the idea that right. I'm here for the character work. That's my big thing. And, oh, that, that, yes. and you always get me. The funny thing, though, is it's that, fun, might, and that might have been the Patreon spotlight. It might have been. But uh, the, another funny aside is, is that people have to have noticed that no matter what, you're all, your brain is always trying to figure out the most important thing or the most important <laughs> book. There's always a, you know, like, oh, the Ivy stuff. That's the most important. That's Tell me most more. Thing. It's always that you always have to categorize that thing of what is the most important thing for you. And it is Ivy's huge. And I'm not, and we're not talking about Ivy villain maybe no, yeah. bringing down. We're talking about the green and all that, especially as with the what's character going on. and her involvement in the rest of the world and what it means with what's going on right now. Yep. Yeah. So I'm seven five. Ever since Heroes in Crisis, and then Harley Poison Ivy book. brings it up here. So that's pretty cool. Well, we're going to go to the next book, which is going to be the start of the Joshua Williams section of the podcast because we have two in a row. What are we doing next? Robin number seven, written by Joshua Williamson with art by Gleb Melnikov, Max Dunbar, Luis Guerrero, Troy Petiri. 
The Tournament of Lazarus is coming to a close. Our final fighters whittled down the competition, and while the tournament itself won't ever really give you too much excitement, this issue we will discover that Mother Soul is none other than Damian Wayne's grandmother, Rue Al Ghul, and the Death Games are to power up the island that has been corrupted by leaking Lazarus pits. By the end, though, Damian needs to stop whatever his grandmother's up to, but try telling that to Connor Hawk, who plans on winning the entire thing. Yeah, uh, you kind of called it that Mother Soul would be that connection, so that's pretty cool. Again, you said that. I, I, I'm like, did I say this? I don't recall if I actually said that at, at all when it I'm It might not this. have been on the podcast, but you did say to me that it would be a connection with possibly, you know, Damien's grandmother or something with you, like the connection with Talia and all that uh-huh. stuff going on. You did say that to me. Oh, and good. I, I feel better now. Yeah, I remember you you telling me that, and I I just ended up whatever jerk I think I said. I didn't say. I said whatever, whatever the case may be. I just keep. I kept going with the fact. I think this might be great. Like David's grandmother, like whatever, whatever. I ended up where basically (laughs) my my big thing with this book, especially when they announced that Joshua Williamson would be taking over Batman was that Damien would end up doing this for about 12 issues, end up finding out with the Lazarus stuff that he could bring back Alfred, and then they both go off to have a Batman and Robin book over with Joshua Williams. Or Robin and Batman. Well, Robin and Batman is a book that's coming up Black Label, so stop it, Eric. You don't like that stuff. It's a Jeff Lemire book. So you end up with that maybe not now. I mean, the way that they're explaining how the island is and whatnot, we'll have to see. And you're kind of, I don't know, I, I expected a little more of the, of the mind ghost Alfred, especially in the spookiest month of the year. <laughs> you think it's just because it's, it's October, so she should be exactly. featuring ghost Alfred it's of the mind ghost Alfred. every page? Um, but what it, it all, it all, here's the weird thing. Oh, and it, goes, it goes with the, that's pure Alfred. There. Ooh, cucumber sandwiches. You end up, oh, my undertaker. Paul you Bear, end up what are you where, doing here? <laughs> he's coming back. He's there too. I would bring him back. Oh, right? Lazarus Island's crazy. You know, the, the fact though, I'd bring back Paul Bear and then he'd just like die three days later again of natural causes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you just have to keep giving him the Lazarus resin. That is true. Give him those little pills. Oh, my undertaker. You end up here, oh, my Coco, beware. Uh, you have this deal. Wow. And it, it, this book and the score and everything is going to depend on why you're here. It, it almost feels like the Harley deal. You know, the idea of this has hardly been a real tournament. It's not really what well, that, that's it's not, all even about. Even the idea of a real tournament, when you get the real tournament, you realize that's the weakest part of this entire thing because here's a montage, one page of everybody fighting to the death, and then they're brought instantly back to life because Lazarus Island. Well, here's here's the thing. Joshua Williamson is a man who sets up stories with big ideas. He's a man. I'm a man, he's yelling, right? With a story. He sets up the stories, and and usually they're real exciting, and then he whittles them down a lot. A lot of times you end up at the end, doesn't even make sense at the beginning. This still does, but obviously this fighting tournament that took way too long to even get started had nothing really of interest to him. This was just to set up. The idea that the book well, of Lazarus and stuff like that with his friend, is, and, Jim, and whittle some people and make some, you know, we, there is some stakes, right? Didn't we really just start the competition last issue and here we are on issue Who order? It's the, it's the f- final two. I don't think he cared about this tournament. This is I know what, I didn't. I mean, here you end up having in this flash run. This happened a lot. These big things. Ooh, I'm going to go and search out all these forces. You kind of go and it was just to I didn't see learn these anything. different characters. Oh, well. He came back and said, I didn't learn anything. Ah. Uh, 
even the, the whole thing, the most he learned, if you remember, was from Iris reading books in the library. You mean fastback didn't tell yeah, what's going no, on? No, the ideas are cool, but yet he always has something else that distracts him or he goes to. And in the end, if you wanted to have a six-issue tournament, Again, we didn't even get to it, the sixth issue. But if you did have this, that would be cool. It was character building time for that whole thing. It's, it's downtime to sit and talk. You know, you ended up having at points Connor Hawk being involved in tournaments, but that's he's worked with thing, the League of Shadows. That's I sort of, know about I'm that. talking before, back oh, in the right, day. Right. Oh yeah, okay. Those that sort of story is not a great thing to start a book with. That's a story that you lead into. This was starting with this tournament, but it really wasn't the main focus. It was to set up the characters. We get Connor. We get some real cool. I'm even liking Respawn a bit more. Each I don't care issue. about him. I, I don't. I like this combo deal where you end up having Ravager. Like I got to find out about him and stuff Ravager like that. Ravager and Flatline, Connor, Damien, love all of them, and that's what I want to see going forward. I'm I'm actually upset a little bit because we have Damien take out Respawn in this to finish their fight, but because the island is even more powered powered up now because it needs it feeds on the on the fighting and the death. And right now, whoever dies is just going to come back no matter what to the point where the winner will get immortality. But Damien realizes after, you know, he read the book of Lazarus. Oh my God, you're Al Ghul, my grandmother. How is this possible? And also whoever wins, this is going to be your warrior of Armageddon for eternity. I have to stop you. So I'm like, Yes, it's just everybody's back to life now. And I'm like, I, I don't want Respawn to be there anymore. Just let him go off and die because I'm afraid that now that he is back and has some weird vendetta that we don't personally know about, he will join the crew. And I don't well, want he that may to join the crew. That The interesting thing about Respawn is not Respawn. The interesting thing is Damien's about to take off his mask and he freaks out. He's got white hair and you kind of get like, ooh, who could this be? Who might this person be? I think you think that's it's going to be like thing. Teddy from the Shazam book of D.H. Black Adam, but instead of a D.H. clone of Slade it's Wilson. Weird. I also I also thought like could it? I don't know. We have an infinite frontier going on. That's here. what you tell and, me. And well, it's Joshua Williamson writing this, so he might be playing more with it. But the idea of it being somebody who's come back, somebody come back wrong. At one point, I'm thinking, is it Jericho? Is it actually something to do with? Also, it's going to be Grant Wilson out of nowhere. I mean, it's it's a white haired character, and I think that that's supposed to be a, a tell because that's all we well, see. Well, Jericho's got blonde hair. Yeah, I just thought, like, who could it be? The way they're doing now, the one character that has real white hair in this is. The Flatline, maybe it's something to connect with her, but also... Flatline's brother who also feeds also on death. Also does have, you know, Ravager has white hair. It, sure it's does. just that weird deal of like... Them is slaves. This, a lot of white hair over there. Is this a clone? The Wilsons, I mean. Is this a clone of, like you said, Grant? Is this something... There's something to well, do Grant with Well, Grant didn't have where, white hair either, but you also can just, you know, come back wrong a lot of times. It's just that when I think of white hair, though, it's like Slade Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, it could be... We've had weird clone slades even this could be you know young slade well, i always i always go back to like i think we've talked about it like four times now in the past two months but the idea of back in the 90s when you introduced the clone of magneto who was young called joseph where he just said well he was a young magneto with long flowing white hair and stuff yeah. like that. like he was badass yeah so this Until this could be a younger clone deal like I, I what i think of and it's funny is just slow bow something something weird like that but you end up having this is something, and she wants to know what's going on, 
And he definitely doesn't want anybody to know. So he grabs that, puts his mask back on. No, you can't know that and whatever. So I'm interested in that. And I think that maybe the reveal will make oh, even that, a little no more interesting. No one sees my face. Not until. And then Damon just kicks him off a cliff. Ah. I was like, why Why couldn't you wait a second? I want to know when we're going to be able to see his face, Damon. Yeah, yeah, really. He does have a scar there. But they, they've been beat up, whatever. I actually, now that you talk about it, I think it's a young Slade. I really do. I think it's a, a young Slade clone, and we'll see how that works out. But we'll we'll get the reveal. But it's I think the reveal, Alfred that's what I'm, Pennyworth. I'm thinking that he's like, ooh, I'm spooky. <laughs> uh, but yeah, all this stuff with the, you know, Ru Al Ghul. We also have, you know, sexy race, you know, an island away that can come back and see his mom. All these no, things no, all no, tying no. in. This is Rachel's wife. Uh, is it? I thought that they said you are the money. Uh, you are Rachel. You're Ghoul's. the money. No, actually, that's his grand great grandmother. It is says it? you are Rachel Ghoul's mother. I thought it was. His I don't wife know how they play reason. things in your side of Quaker Town. Now it says you know Rachel Ghoul's mother asked about Talia. Hey, were you trying to get my attention? Who that Talia? She has her way. Of Maybe things. I just made it up in my mind because they brought up Talia, like the idea that it would be Talia's mother, even though you know Rachel has been around. Every freaking daughter he has is from exactly. a different like, yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah, This is the soul of demon. You are Rachel Ghoul's mother. Nobody talks about Al Ghul no more. So, yeah, I know. But that again, that's. I think you said at one point you think it's his great grandmother. So it Maybe. all works out and. Again, the tournament, not you much, but you have to whittle it down. Boy? Yeah, yes. And you have to whittle it down. Now, again, if you want to just throw something in there, let's, you know, let's go out of our way to really push that we have a bunch of characters that are sitting in the stands that are bullshit. They're just sitting there in there in the, I'm not going down there. Are you going to go down? I'm not going down again. Uh, but you end up having. This whole deal, Raptor is the one I'm talking about. They're like, hey, you're going to die back in Raptor. He's like, screw that. I have one life left and I still have leprosy. I'm not going to Please, Raptor, just go and die already. There's no reason you should actually be here because you've already been killed. Many a time. So, yeah, so they're just going to fight and Damien's going to fight You just can't get back. rid of that leprosy no matter what, apparently. Just keeps coming back. Again, maybe he's like, there. Bathe. I'm like, don't tell me what to do. Seriously, if this is the play here, just think of this. All of a sudden, you do end up having Respawn die again. That final death. He can't be back. Raptor comes down and brings him back with this leprosy. Boom. We have the same thing that happened before, Eric. But yeah, you end up where... Anybody who has not read (laughs) Deathstroke series or to completion, just know at one point when Slade was killed by Red Arrow, he was brought back to life because... Because Raptor took off his glove, touched Slade's body, not, you know, clothed body, but touched his body with his leprosy hand. And for some reason, this reactivated Slade's healing factor while he was dead to bring him back to life. It was kind of that a. It happened, everybody. It, it was kind of oh, a, priest. A sh- like an inoculation. He ended up making Slade have a bit of Raptor leprosy. Raptor was so gross. So that, that would reignite. Oh, it's ridiculous. But. Hey, who knows, Eric? They bring him up. It's weird to bring him up in the stands. I'm just saying. That'd be a crazy callback. And the thing is, that happened after Raptor had already died in the freaking Nightwing book. (laughs) I know. It's so ridiculous, this guy. When when he was laying there dying in Dick Grayson's arms and says, my name, my name is Richard. And I'm like, oh, my God. Mary Grayson named her son after her leprosy friend over here. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Then then Raptor didn't die. It's fine. I think even then we were like, why'd you say that name, Martha? It's the same thing. Uh, but you end up where you do get a little more background of Flatline, which I like the idea. You know, she's been dying 
to get into this tournament. I'm like, oh, she wants to do is live. She's never lived and wants to know what it's like. I Lord like Death Man doesn't allow that shit. <laughs> it doesn't. It's just like calling Arkham Arkham. Lord Deathman, he doesn't like things living. You don't really get to do it's that. It's funny right? to talk about the tournament aspect of this because while we did have the Jirokuatu Batman, the Batman of Japan show up here, which was cool but didn't do anything with him, it would have been cool to have you know Luke Fox here as Batwing because of his like MMA like yeah, fighting he background. Had that. He ended up going off to uh, Maxi Zeus's <laughs> island for a big tournament back in the day. Uh, that would be cool. Now, with that, I just want to point out. I don't that know if don't, he'd be all about the like the blood sport death thing, you know. But I whatever. don't know. Uh, never go over to Lord Deathman to watch sports because he never watches them live. Eric, boom! There's the Lord Deathman deal. Yeah, you end up where Damien's learn. I wish that in this because they start talking about the manga and stuff. I wish this would have played out more like a manga throughout, like the way this fight went down. It doesn't. But and if it would, I would have no idea. Well, I'm like, this feels weird. That's more like a video game deal, but yeah. you know, it's not much. But he ends up taking down flatline she only wanted to live you get one of the pages from that manga and there. it was nice though to have the situation because while you know you damien obviously has feelings for flatline and all that it is nice to know that he learned from mistakes from when they first met and was able to counter her attack and take her down i mean reminding people that damien's pretty kick-ass Damn he right really he is. is right he can I fight really dig this costume he's wearing in this yeah, series. i like it too he can fight in a fighting tournament also he can pretend he's part of an internship deal going on at the justice league eric which he could because he's a small kid and but that doesn't seem to be you know part of the deal but you end up where connor does take down ravager we have the end and with that you know you have a cool deal where i do think that the you know connor and the league i think the league are in league the league of shadows are in league with the league of lazarus while the league of assassins are giving them special books on the mainland exactly i think that connor All the is leagues being, are coming together connor is being set up here i think that that's kind of a sacrifice that they want to go to make him this demon and make him be this bad thing when we talked about the idea that the island's been corrupted by leaking lazarus pits where now you have to feed it death and fighting and stuff like that and violence to the point where it is building up in power is there a deity deep inside this like island that has awoken that it's the island itself that will rise you say i think that damien fully spells out that that it rises yeah through you the last person ends up being the demon the last person ends up being this monster that's going to be controlled because she even says I'm not lying about being immortal because you become the damn demon. You're immortal and then you're going to be used. And I think that they're setting up Connor to fully be that here. I must suspect this island is freaking like, you know, blow up into a kaiju or some shit. Uh, But I think that that's a cool deal where Damien's going to have to try to convince. And even the idea of like Damien almost thinks I'm the only one who'll be able to take this and maybe fight back from it. Maybe it is something with this blood, Eric. But he's going to try to convince Connor not to do this. Hopefully, out of this, Connor leaves this book and or stays, whatever, you go forward, but becomes a good guy. A Damien, Connor, that's awesome. I, and, and you throw in Ravager, Flatline, even a Reese. Like, that's pretty cool. That's a really cool setup for a really kick-ass story and a book that has a lot of characters that we either loved already or have grown to love and been it seems introduced weird to. though by the end because this is a fight to the death that's how you move on and stuff like that yes and when, hair too by the way yeah and when uh when <laughs> so who connor ridiculous. yeah it looks like it's blonde hair i'm telling you that's white to me at that's the end. flat and blonde and i don't know but no uh, the idea that the island is so charged up now that no matter if you die it comes back because we we're always told there was the three-prong rule where you could die twice but the third time will be final but it seems weird the way this is played out where Mother Soul comes to Damien and when he does beat Flatline, he's like, 
it's funny like that the, the killers always have to learn this lesson about not making friends and stuff like that where Damien is holding on the flatlines like wrist to get a pulse and there is a bump bump like a heartbeat but is that because he didn't actually kill her to show us that Damien's not crossing the line at this point in time even though he just kicked respawn off who then came back to life is that his two lives and at the end is that Connor Hawk killing Ravager? Is she just going to come back? Is this the island? Oh, I, I don't understand the motivation here. Did Damien not kill Flatline, or did the island just bring her back to life immediately? Yeah, I don't know, but also we get Alfred puts his ghost hand on Damien's shoulder, by the way. We get a little ghost, Alfred, but not enough in my not mind. Not enough to be spooky. I love, that. I love the idea that you, you end up having the hand there, but you have to have an AP little pin on, on his cuff. So you know it's Alfred I'm like really you're going to do that But uh, yeah so we'll see at the end But like I said I think this whole deal is to try to convince Connor not to win That we you know the only way to win is not to play at all We have war games Joshua going told on us, here yeah. Yeah. And I think that then they end up Maybe even revealing that Oh my god these They all had a plan already that Ravager Is like you look at Ravager I see a bloody sword or whatever I don't see anything really you know cut or bleeding maybe this is all a dupe i don't know that they were aware of this and they'll get up and start fighting but there's a lot uh you know and if you did have the league uh you know being with connor if they're not there's a lot of guys there so hopefully they're still on his side and you can fight this out and get rid but of do you want to fight against all these people when if you die and these are obviously all killers you're going to stay dead maybe or maybe that was a lie i, I mean, don't know that's what i'm saying that might have been just a lie too but we'll see it would be a weird lie because you want to get more death and more stuff but but With that's the thing that. is they only lie so much because while you want more death, you don't want too much death. Well, I guess. And then your <laughs> body kind of wears out. I don't know. But uh, overall, I did like this. Uh, so what did, did you give it? I love the art a lot in this book. I love all the character work like we talk about in Harley Quinn. The character work is what is driving me for that story. It's driving me for this story. But when you have the whole background of the tournament and stuff like that, we're trying to get some answers, but it has to be interlaid with people fighting in a tournament that ultimately doesn't mean anything. Like It takes away from the book, but I still like this book a lot. It's just I hope we can get away from this and get back to more interesting character work and you know go on with our Damien crew that is set up here. But I gave this a 7 out of 10. I'm giving an 8 out of 10. I really like this. This is like a flip-flop of the Aquaman and the Becoming. When we get to that, the idea of, yeah, I'm not getting a tournament, but I'm getting real good character work of the characters I really like. And, you know, the tournament aside and, and all that stuff is kind of nonsense and almost like window dressing at this point. But I'm I'm really enjoying it for Damien. Great grandmother, no! Yeah, and I, I just, I want to have at the end where I do assume that at one point a big moment's going to happen, Mother Souls, and then a phrase is just going to show up from that next door. Hey, Mama, what's going on? And you have that craziness going on. I'm sorry, Mama. No, I'm sorry, Mama. Well, I am so- Here we go. Deathstroke Incorporated number two. I'm not even going to try, Eric. Uh, just <laughs> like maybe Joshua Williamson with this script. I don't know, Eric. Well, it's the same. Uh, it's weird to have these two books uh, back to back because I, I, with the idea of I'm not getting like, okay, you set up a tournament and the Robin book didn't get to it. I don't know what this book is. What are you talking about? Really Joshua Williamson is bringing do. back all the characters. He's got Connor Hawk in the Robin book. He's got the weird. I know. Weird. Inc. Weird. We're making the weird actually do some really crazy things here. But Deathstroke Inc. number two, written by Joshua Williamson, art by Howard Porter, High Fine, Steve Wands. This is a quick read. Of continuous so quick spreads. Holy crap, this thing is so fast. Did, did you think of the one? I'm telling you, I was almost reading this of like, 
two page spread. Two, and then I'm like, dude, no, I, 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 it didn't dawn on me until I was done, and it felt like I read seven pages. The, the weird thing is, is if you read this on a tablet, you do know because each time I think I'm going to get a what, uh, do it to landscape mode again. This is, like I said, a quick read. It could be silly fun, but without any real connection to what's really going on overall, it falls a bit flat. It looks like that'll continue next issue. I'm telling you, wait till I tell you about next issue. As Deathstroke and Black Canary head off to a magical fantasy world of Cheetah's creation to ride on unicorns and possibly drink RC Cola. I just wanted to bring it up only because there's not much going on in this issue where you're waiting for something not serious. But something that has a little more bite to it. And then we end up where the next issue is legitimately Deathstroke in armor riding a unicorn Look, in a is, fantasy land. And I just, you I, could read this as a quick read that I fun. complained last issue when we saw coming up in Deathstroke Inc. And they gave you a little preview of what's to come. And we saw the space. I'm like, I don't want to deal with Deathstroke and face space. I didn't expect it to be the next issue. But now that we had this. I'd rather have Deathstroke and Black Canary in space than Deathstroke riding a unicorn than in a fairy unicorn tale. Than a unicorn in Fantasyland, which yeah. seems like, uh, you know. With Queen Cheetah, with the Cheetah people, while she's wearing a Wonder Woman costume. Like, I don't know what's happening. Maybe that's going to be made like that that unearth by the creator. You don't ever bring that up again. <laughs> I, right away, I thought, of, I'm like, anybody remember that? I guess people would since it was in both Titans in, in and my mind for some Bad reason. Girl, for some reason. I didn't have a good reason for why the cliffhanger to this book had Cheetah sitting on a throne around Cheetah people, but all I thought to myself was, I don't know why this is, but maybe Commandy and the far-flung future, and she's hanging out with the Cheetah people. Because it's Howard Porter art, at one point I thought right away that it's, it's Gem World somehow because it's a lot of jet. Then I thought, this is the best thing. When I found out that it was Cheetah and seemingly it's of the mind that she's created, then I was upset because I really want to go forward. I really want to go forward to saying that if there was a Cheetah land, that could just be put right there with all the shit you hate, and it made me laugh. I, you know, hey, I don't like Dinosaur Island. What about Cheetah? <laughs> You're like, hate I don't it, like I hate it more. Well, one of the things here, and it's it's a shame. Because you end up having the perfect opportunity for a great joke, and you do have it in here, but yet you play it off so lame that it thuds. Is the idea that in space nobody can hear you scream, and you end up having Canary, I wish I could scream here. I'm like, oh, you could have really done a great little joke. But other than that, what the hell is going on here Well, in this overall story? I where- find it kind of interesting to a degree where we have the trust corporation or the institute with the trust uh, people who have hired Deathstroke and Black Canary to bring peace to everywhere they can. They have to go into space because a satellite that they have stakes in is being attacked by Cyborg Superman. But they're not told that when this goes on. They think it's going to be an easy peasy. We just got to make sure that the scientists on the satellite – are rescued and the information is downloaded from the satellite and that's your mission when they get up there they realize that cyborg superman which is one of my favorite villains of all time is up there taking control of this and has the weird alien being the weird being used as a conduit to be able to spend like you know with the satellite and the the weird being here to project his consciousness because you can already jump his consciousness into different machines do it all over the world to the point i'm like it's crazy where all Cyborg Superman wants to do is die, but now he wants to be everywhere all the time. It's a cool kind of concept. I just don't know why that our heroes are jumping into this and fighting robot spiders in space that are swarming the set the, the satellite that they're trying to save. Now, the idea of it, too, to me, is the I, I don't know a lot of the Cyborg Superman lore. 
But I thought it was just one thing you can jump into, not actually go and infect, you know, seven trillion machines or every machine at well, once. As we saw I never before, got like, that he can take idea. control of things and stuff like that. Yeah, he I can, thought like, that it was just one to one, though. I never thought that it was something It's like when he took because, control of the manhunters and stuff like that. Yeah, it just felt weird to me. Like, this would be something. Why isn't he doing this every single time? I know well, that this he is wants why to he's always surviving well, but, and stuff like that because his consciousness will move into something else to make sure I'm that saying. he's always like, alive. I'm saying I always thought it was one to one, not one to ten trillion. Uh, you know, he wants to infect uh, a whole entire world of machines. And that's what, but that's what he's going to be able to do was, here with the weird and the satellite well, as a conduit. Well, I know that it gives it that that scope of whatever, but I still only thought that the one – like, how does that work in each consciousness of being him as one but now I feel like it would thing. work better than Everybody Loves Ivy. Yeah, I just thought that it was a weird concept. Plus, the weird thing is, is that Hero wasn't supposed to go, but he did go. Now, was he supposed to go? Because he claims, no, he's going to do this, but he's real integral to what they're doing, and he needed to be there, it seemed. Well, is it just me? Is he wearing the hell bat suit? Yeah, yes. Because they, that they kills you that. when you yeah, wear it. I know. So that's the weird. Fine. Maybe he's just repurposed it in a new way that allows him just to be a superhero in a badass bat suit. A lot of this, suit. though, in two issues now has just been the spectacle of it. And this is Agreed. all spectacle. Oh, it totally is. The weird thing is they're going up, and I want to play. Even just showing the weird here for no reason. Like, who remembers the weird? It gets a little too goofy for me because they find out throughout all of this that they're being sent to shut down a satellite that is theirs. I mean, at the end, they spell it out. It's a trust satellite. So what the hell are they doing? Or even the idea that. You know, an idea that they might even be collecting people along the way to do something bigger, and they still might be doing that. But I'm not getting that connection of what they're actually doing. Well, for this one, I just think they wanted to make sure the scientists that are working for the trust people are safe and all the information that they've gathered and all the scientific knowledge that they've been doing on the satellite is preserved because one of the things that Hero discovers when he's hacking into the system, trying to shut down the cyborg Superman and complete the mission and get what they want, is that a, a signal is being sent out throughout space by trusting, stay away from Earth. It's ours. What the yeah, hell does that mean? That doesn't, well, that doesn't seem like anything bad to me. That seems actually good. Keep the aliens and the threats away. I mean, it's not like who's hey, listening everybody. to trust. Well, I'm saying they're just broadcasting it to all the way, and it's just going out as that. That's what I'm saying. The whole idea of this, where trust has to be bad. You, you well, are going to get that, but we're not getting anything with that. There's not even an inkling in this because they have a satellite out there that is broadcasting. Like, don't attack Earth, everybody. Don't attack Earth. And Cyborg Superman goes in there. Dibs. Is the weird deal. I actually take it. If I got that message, I would just think, okay, like a Doctor Who. Was he calling oh, dibs? Yeah. Like, stay away. He's protecting it. And so when you get this, like, but where was think the weird from? Were they Who? doing experiments of, we? well, we don't know. That's what I'm saying. But the idea that they had a satellite that got commandeered by Cyborg Superman that also then has the weird there. Who, When he gets grabbed, we see shatterings of. Like everything going on right now, and what things- the hell? Like the thing is, I think it's called the Zerolots that the, like is the race of the weird, right? And the whole thing is these people are constantly being used, almost like batteries for their energy output that they have. They're pretty much just like disposable people for other races and stuff like that. And that is essentially what Cyborg Superman is doing with the weird right now. But when he breaks free of his shackles here and explodes out with energy and you see the ripple effect of shattering universes, just showing you what's going on in the DC universe right it now. Is like, the, in the I don't present. know what you is know going what I mean? on with this. It's more of a like a look at everything going on because most of the stuff is happening at the moment. Now you have like checkmate. You end up having Mongol, you have the, you know, stuff, even the stuff from the flashbook and, and things. But 
the the big thing of this is is I won it by the end. Yeah, you have this thing, but even then, it doesn't feel like you're saying it's calling dibs just because you know that what well, we think that trust is bad. But it just feels like it's like a signal being sent out, like don't attack Earth. You get yeah. screwed up. Don't attack Earth. That doesn't feel bad to me. And when you Sinmar's get out of listening. this, well, when you, nobody seems to be. But when you get out of this, like I was expecting, not listening. When Hero goes, oh my god, I found. I was expecting more because the idea of this is. Were they doing experiments on the weird to change reality? Well, the thing is, I don't don't know know about changing reality and stuff like that or just using them as an energy conduit like normal. I imagine the thing is the weird was probably there because I don't know where Cyborg Superman's getting him out of nowhere. He might have grabbed them and then thought, I'll go to this satellite to broadcast. I don't know. That's my biggest problem is not knowing what these scientists were doing. I think you're not supposed to know right now. So when it's revealed, it is a reveal later. But the weird thing is they don't like – my big point is by the end, you don't feel like Black Canary thinks anything's going on real wrong. They end up having to well, fight no, Cyborg She's already Superman. there thinking that things are wrong. She's an undercover agent for the yeah, most part. Yeah, but she's not like calling off to talk about it. They seem like they're this book is too centered on, oh, no, Cyborg Superman took over a satellite. Let's stop him instead of, I oh, agree. my God. Well, you don't go out going, what the hell is Trust doing? Like a lot of times you will have this kind of story where – We'll get, you know, the Suicide Squad gets sent somewhere and then suddenly they find something that reveals, holy shit, Amanda Waller's doing this shit behind her back or this is happening. I don't get that feeling here. I just get the idea of space attack. Let's get Cyborg Superman, who's the big deal. You end up having Hero being a hero and, you know, Death has to go back. Deathstroke has to go back and get him. And it's a lot of jokey stuff. I don't get this overall. Oh, my God. They, you know, they're doing this. I don't even know. What this book is is serving right now overall with this two issues, I'm really getting nothing. Well, it's from two it. issues for the most part, so like it hasn't hasn't even been half an arc yet. Again, though, when do you decide to tell people something to keep them reading? We keep talking about this idea. Me and you will talk about these books. If this goes twenty issues, we're going to go twenty issues. People who are buying it, they have two goofy ass issues, and the next one they're going off to see Cheetah and Fantasyland. I don't understand. This to me is the book that's mailed in completely. There's no story going on. Well, and that's he's the thing. Meander with this nonsense, thinking the, that people just like the fun of it. The trust organization right now, we know from the previous issue that if you're not working with them, you're working against them. They will have people like villains and stuff like that. And like well, next issue, we have to get go and capture, you know, the cheetah, Barbara Minerva. And I think it's one of those things like we're going to utilize her for her skills or something like that along the lines of how you'd recruit somebody for the suicide squad. And if it doesn't work out, we're going to send her fucking packing. Or go to jail and stuff like that because the trust organization, while they will come out and say like, oh, we're for the betterment of mankind and we always have been. So either you're with us or against us and they will screw you over. And I, what the I thing don't even like, get that yet. I, I really don't because if well, they you said ended that at up, the end of the last issue. Well, I'm saying if you ended up in this next issue where we find out maybe we will like, hey, everybody, by the way. Cyborg Superman's on the team now and going with you. Then I'll go, OK, they're grabbing these people. But this they even spell out. Yeah, she was in the Legion of Doom during Death Metal. She has to that that's legit. I mean, there's yeah. nothing that seems under, you know, crazy. It doesn't seem like, oh, don't tell anybody this or don't do that. It they seem to be, you know, okay, stop this satellite, which is theirs. Again, this is almost like a security team going off because somebody broke into a building. They clear that out. But they go where back. are they keeping the weird prisoner against his will there? 
but we don't even know. And at the end, I don't even think we ever will because he disappears. He says well, I'm thanks. I'm sure we will find out, though. I don't think we will. I think this was just to show it was something that they needed to go do. He says thanks and disappears. Yes. You don't even get to bring him back. And then you have Desha. That was new with his, you know, I find it saber. weird, though, because I want to know what's going on with Cyborg Superman because, like, hacking as Hero does the Toy Master through this with the connection that, you know, Cyborg Superman has through the weird and the satellite. Now, he is able to disconnect Cyborg Superman from anything else, including his own body at this point in time. And I'm wondering, because you don't get really anything about this, my biggest problem with the book, did you find, did Hero, the Toy Master, finally kill the Cyborg Superman because he disconnected him from everything? Thing. I don't know. He just saw his eye go down. Suit. I don't know. Yeah, honestly, and that's down. amazing. You say that. I hope that's the case because a hell suit cyborg Superman, a hell yeah, bat suit be, cyborg. That'd be crazy. Give me it. Yeah. Of course, you'd have to do something to make sure people know it's cyborg. Superman. Oh no, Somehow, I'm telling you, what you do is you make look. a composite super, a, a composite yeah, cyborg Superman. Yeah, maybe they'll do that. That'd be pretty cool. Um, but like I said, overall, for two issues, I'm not getting the idea that I need to keep reading this oh, for no, any this would real never reason. Be on my pull list. It almost feels like at points what the Batman Superman book felt like, okay, you can have some fun. Maybe we'll get some things and go off. And of course, that was a Joshua Williamson book at that point. So with that, the only big thing in this is seeing the weird, you know, boom, and you see everything going on right now in the DCU, and like, ooh, that seems big. I, I don't guess. understand that. Well, though. you don't, and then he disappears. I think that that's just to be something there that makes it look like it's just it's there important. to be provocative. Yeah, and then he disappears. Says thanks again. I don't know why he was there. What was going on? They don't seem to even find information on that, and why? You know, I don't know. I really don't know. By the end of this, of are we just getting these little one shots where they do some fun little things? Eventually, we'll get to a story. Well, what because- we have right now, I imagine, what the say the I want to I want to keep calling it the safe program, but the trust program, the organization that we have right now, I imagine where it's where you have characters like Hero, Deathstroke, Black Canary, Free Boy that you don't normally get to see together, where they are working for this thing. Black Canary has her like problems with it, and is there as an undercover agent to see if they are on the up and up. Slade's there for the money or for whatever reason he has for himself. Hero has on like. He- he, he wants has a bunch that of Batman tech. He has a bunch of Batman toys, you know, yep, so he, he's cool there. But when we get to the point where we realize that this is a terrible threat and we have these characters on the run from an organization that can get to anybody anywhere, that's where I think the fun will come in. We just have to set it up for them to become the Deathstroke Inc. that this book is called. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm not really getting – all I'm getting is that Deathstroke doesn't like space. And now they're going to have to be in a fit. Like, they're just going to get sick of this and say, these are bullshit missions. I'm out of here. I almost need something where maybe it would be at the end where you have a little backup of a couple pages where you see, you know, a little bit of a mystery of this evilness going on right now. It's just like I said, when you go to the next one and say, well, Canary's out there doing this magical land that she's made up with magic something or other or cheetah and that she has to, you know, she needs to answer for her crimes when she was in the Legion of Doom. That doesn't seem anything crazy. Okay. Well, it did in the last issue, right. though, when we talked, when we had the idea that they are showing their hand that they weren't all on the up and up talking about either they work with us or we're going to like make sure that they get sent away to prison forever. Yeah. Well, again, we didn't, we just saw Cyber Superman just get shut off and he doesn't seem to be working with it. It's just Honestly, weird. I don't know what you can do to freaking have the upper hand against a cyborg Superman to make sure well, that then he you works don't put with him you. in the second issue. I mean, well, I'm saying though, you took him down because they were, he was a threat to what their organization was with that satellite. Well, again, I, I just think it was a threat because that was one of their satellites and they Agreed. had to go up there and do something. Also a satellite that has, you know, scientists. In it. I, I don't even get that, but 
all in all. But was he like drawn said, there because kind of, the trust was keeping the weird there against his will? Or did he bring the weird there? Well, ne- I don't think we'll ever know. I, I'm sure I really we will. don't think. Then why have him disappear like that? Because we don't need him anymore. And, you know, that's what you do when you get how free. Is, but how was he captured before then? Is what I'm saying. It looks like what the capture was was Cyborg Superman through and through. If he could just disappear because he wasn't tied up to something by, you know, it just nothing really fits in my mind with this idea of what trust is. I just imagine the Cyborg Superman was using the the technology that the satellite already had for his own benefits. No, again, though, it's I know it's only two of it, but we're doing a lot of guessing of what this is. And I'm not really seeing it on the page. On the page, I see a bunch of spread pages. Art, I think, looks fun. And some I'm not the, a fan of the art that much. Well, some of the things are fun in this, but I'm not really getting an overall idea of what's going on. It really feels like a nothing book right now. And it's also called Deathstroke Inc., which is odd. Like you it's said, title. You, you might want to have there eventually. them bust off, but it might just be to sell. You can't have a book called Trust. You go with the Deathstroke Inc. because it's it just it's a very odd book. And, and even the idea of what we think they're doing. It really is just a other version of the Suicide Squad if they are doing that gathering some people, things like that. And I, I just don't get it, but we'll have to see. And, and I'm telling you, I'll send you a picture. I, I ended up looking up what the next one is because I'm like, what the hell is this cheetah thing there? And I thought it was unearthed. So I looked and it ended up where the cover is so ridiculous. It's so re- it's, it looks fun. But yeah, I, of all the books that Joshua Williamson is doing, people were afraid that something might suffer i think it's this one i think and even when you had that first issue come up then people are saying oh this has to be a mini because there's not much but it isn't it's an ongoing as far as we know right now but what would you give it overall i would give this even though i'm not a fan of the art i think there's a lot of fun to be had here it's just not a very serious heavy book right now it's just the spread page way that though like i'm not a fan of the art or the way that was presented because i'm telling you i felt like i read seven pages and the book was over it didn't feel like a complete thing because of every page being a spread page but the story is fun. I do look forward to where we're going besides for the Cheetah Fantasy Land. I don't look forward to that. But the overall like trust story, I care about how Black Canary, Deathstroke, and Hero are involved and where they're going to go. I care about all of that and I want to see it progress. But I would give this a 6.8 out of 10. Yeah, I'm giving it a 6. Uh, I like the art a little more than you. But I, I think that this is just going to be a series of one shots where we go to Fantastic Land. No, I imagine that's going to be the case until we like build up the entire story of what's going on in the background. I just think that by then, either Joshua Williamson will be overworked and switch this book off with somebody or it'll just end. I don't think that this is in for the long haul of this. I don't think that many people are going to buy it or be into it after a bunch of one-shot stories in space, Cheetah Land, all this stuff going on. You need to have something. Again, we're talking about Joshua Williamson, who I'm still waiting for that real big, even the Infinite Frontier, which we were loving, ended up kind of with a thud. And I just need some more look at instead of having jokes in space, I do want to see more of and an explanation, more explanation of what's going on with trust because they're at a trust satellite, but we know nothing about it. And then we just go off to the next cheetah land. We see that heroes getting wary, though. Like, what are they up to? Who are we working for? It's weird, though. Like I said, at points into this, I would have told you that hero was right in with them and might be one of the bad guys. I didn't really get the idea that he was completely on the up and up the tech guy usually knows more of what's happening and i thought that he was he might be in with it we don't even know besides money why deathstroke's involved he might have some other motives as well but which i think we'll, you might we'll see we'll we'll see i just hope I think they said something about that in the first issue well, i hope he doesn't 
just go on way too long with this uh, because then you just lose too many people and then it ends. Maybe it would be a cool deal because it is fun to see the bat tech and stuff, even though Hero should be dead. But I'm sure he repurposed it. But still, you have all that. Well, I'm telling you, we're talking about the idea of using the hell bat suit and heroes in there where Batman's talking about the longer he's in there, like feeds off his own metabolism, eating his body yeah. alive while he's in there with a power that can fight Darkseid. It was a fucked up like idea when Tomasi threw it out there. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, we're not going to use this very often, but it's cool. But I want to know. I'm actually more concerned. I'm, I'm less concerned with Hero and more about how Slade is surviving when it seems like Cyborg Superman ripped his freaking mask off, his space yeah, I mask. I don't think he, he fully did. He just because shit seemed to be coming off of it. Yeah, yeah. I think it was just like, I don't is know. Is it nanotech that rebuilt itself? I don't, I don't know. know. He was in trouble. It's funny, too, because you made wasn't that, doing it for me there. You made that hell suit to really up the ante of Batman will do anything to go get Damien well, back he put, after he, he died. Exactly. He stole it from the Just League Watchtower against like the will of everybody else involved because you had all the Just League add parts to this to like magically do all this different thing with the Kryptonian technology. He stole it like against his friend's wishes to go to Apocalypse to get his son's body and a chaos shard and stuff like that to fight Darks. And I'm like, yeah, that was some shit back in the day. That was some shit. And all, like that really made that like the suit itself is cool as hell. It really yeah. is. But it was that idea that Batman would have to do something where he might die doing it. But he was willing to do it. Now it just exactly. pops up randomly. I'm telling you, we have Lois Lane wearing a held back glove, you know, at one point. Now Hero's just kind of wearing it willy nilly on the freaking satellite. Crazy. But yeah, we're going to go off now to go to Michael G. Who's going to talk a little bit of Ruby Justice League, and then we'll be back to finish up the podcast. Yeah. should be fired. It's my one desire. Believe when I say. Someone else should write Harley Eric Gives just no joy She has needs She plays with toys Believe She'll leave one day Sam Humphrey should be a Harley Hello everybody and welcome to this month's installment of the Crossover Corner section here on the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. I am your host, Michael, and today we are going to be talking about the seventh and final issue of Ruby Justice League. Finally finished. Uh, But first, I hope you all had a great month of October, the spookiest month of the year. Uh, enjoying all kinds of great horror entertainment. I myself just finished watching that uh, Netflix show Midnight Mass from uh, Mike Flanagan, who also did The Haunting Shows. Both of them were fantastic, and Midnight Mass is really no different. Um, it's a lot of talking, a lot of monologuing, and uh, but really, really effective horror, really spooky, great acting. Uh, I sound like wrong turn? No. Very spooky, very scary. <laughs> uh, but also that, uh, that Chucky show is... Uh, surprisingly pretty good considering it's on a network uh, channel uh very entertaining i i, I am uh, liking that so far and uh, can't wait to see how they're going to further tie that into the surprisingly complex chucky mythology that has built up across the years uh but enough of that let's jump into the issue at hand here and uh oh boy what what an issue it is um 
Now, when, when I first started the series, uh, the first couple of issues, I was I was being kind to them, gave them a pretty high score because I was excited about what was being presented at that moment and what it could possibly mean for the future of the series. But now that we are at the end, I can uh, comfortably say that I am extremely uh, disappointed. And this last issue is basically just a a big loud thud of an ending. Uh, and the problems actually kind of start at the credit page here where we're going to start off with. Now, once again, this collects uh, two of the digital chapters and it kind of shows here because uh, the credit page is uh, very different from what we've had before. So, uh, of course, uh, Ruby Justice League number seven, written by Margaret Bennett with art by Megan Hetrick, making her first appearance here, first and last, apparently, for, for the final issue. Uh, colors by Hi-Fi, letters by Gabriella Downey, and Becca Carey. That's right, two letterers, two letterers for the same issue. Now, I know one of them probably did uh, each one of the digital chapters, but why are you going to bring in a new letterer at the last minute like this? Is this All of this just screams to me that this whole issue was an afterthought. Maybe even this whole series was just some kind of a contractual obligation that DC had with Rooster Teeth. I don't know, but it really feels like they just splat out this last issue without really thinking about what it would mean for the future or, or caring. Um, but to continue the credits here, so um, editor Andrew Marino. So we start off with chapter 13, The Final Attack, as we continue from the events of the last issue where uh, Superman basically just defeated Starro by throwing a giant bomb at him. And that seems to have done the trick and we see our heroes here uh shaking off the momentary uh mind control that starro had on them and uh, the first thing we see is also flash who previously had a vision of seeing his mother and jesse being attacked by brainwashed starro people and unlike the other visions that people had this one is actually true now why he would assume it's true when everyone else's vision was fake i don't know but he rushes off to go in and, and help uh, the people he loves and decides just, hey, let's bring Batman along the ride. I mean, why not? Uh, Superman brought him along last issue. So apparently Batman just seems to be the tag along character here. And uh, so they rush off to the Faunus Quarter where we effectively see uh, Nora Allen and Jesse Quick being attacked by the brainwashed Star people. Oh my god, they are going to get killed. You see one of the Starro people about to attack Nora Allen, but uh, Barry and Bruce come in just in time and fling them out of the wall, make a big hole in the wall too while doing it. Uh, and yeah, that's pretty much it. They just put, <laughs> they just knock those guys off their asses, do some property damage and say, oh, okay, well, that's fixed. Uh, you two, you can, you can handle the cleanup duty, I'm sure. And they rush back to what's going on where, so apparently now that Starro is, I guess, quote unquote, defeated, they say that, okay, so now all the people who were mind controlled most recently are going to shake off that, the, 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 the control the fastest, but people who were mind controlled earlier, uh, it's going to take some time. So basically all we're doing now is just waiting for the mind control to wear off and of course because team juniper were amongst the earliest uh to be under star wars control it's going to take a little longer for it to shake off but we know that eventually it is going to going to stop affecting them but ruby apparently is impatient and decides yeah you know you know what instead of just getting to a safe distance and waiting i'm just going to knock them out <laughs> and it makes even less sense since last issue 
all of Team Ruby could not uh, stand against Team Juniper. And over here, Ruby manages to defeat them all single-handedly. And for some reason, she seems to take a particular interest in Pyrrha, where she's like, well, I mean, what's more important, free will or fitting in? And then she says, well, I'm sure no Pyrrha would appreciate a scar. So she slashes Pyrrha in the face to get the Starro thing off of her. And I mean, okay, I guess, yeah, a, a scar it w- would look cool. But kind of unnecessary when you can just wait. Now, I guess you don't know how long exactly it's going to take for the Starro uh, to wear off of them. Um, but sure, why not? Let's just waste some pages doing that. And then as we continue the issue, uh, Victor decides that he's going to take the uh, empty armada of uh, dust-powered weaponry and, <laughs> I guess, turn it into a cage for Starro. And he has the worst line here when he says... Let's see if we can turn this sword into a plowshare. What? Who talks like that? And then he says, or I guess a cage. Why didn't you just say that in the first place? The dialogue here is just all over the place. This, this whole issue is, a, whole issue is just, a, just a mess. Uh, and Weiss helps him out. And, and um, Jessica Cruz here helps them to, to turn all that stuff into a giant ovular circular cage for Starro and they just fling him into the sky and that's the end of that I guess okay he's gone uh problem solved and then we get into chapter 14 the new beginning which is basically just one long narration you get random little panels here showing things that really have not affected the series at all up to this point uh you have Ospin, who we've only seen like what twice during this whole series, and he says, "Congratulations, you saved the world!" And now we are on cleanup duty as Team Ruby and the other huntsmen and huntresses uh, wipe out the last of the Neon Grim that are left, I guess. And and the Justice League uh, brings back all the people who were brainwashed and wandered off back to their homes. Uh, this is this is really exciting stuff, by the way. Ooh, ooh man, a mile a second fun. And then we go back to Noir Allen's house in the Faunus Quarter, where all our heroes gather for one last uh, feast together, celebrating their victory, such as it is. Uh, and you have some dialogue here between Nora Allen and Batman, where he says that he bought their house in the slums, and now everyone could live there for free because, hey, Bruce Wayne is such a rich and nice guy. And in fact, Jessica even says, your semblance is your money. Yeah, yeah, I guess they kind of borrowed that from a Justice League movie where Flash says, your superpower is your rich. Well, I guess that's a thing that's been said in a lot of Batman stories. And then we have Jessica Cruz here who decides, what the hell, I'm going to build a watchtower for all the Justice League characters to hang out in and protect a remnant from other alien threats. And she mentions here that, okay, remnant now knows of the multiverse. And, and she's been a character that of all the Justice League characters we've had, she has been the one of the most poorly explained. She came out of uh, a different place in time and space. I'm guessing she's from a different universe. So if so, why would she stay here? And also, what universe is she from? Uh, is there a universe other than that is now without a, a, a Jessica Cruz because she wants to stay here? It, 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 it's just so many things just thrown out there and we're just expected to just chalk it up to, oh, well, that's comics, I guess. 
and so they build that with the help of uh, uh, they build the watchtower with the help of Weiss and Victor and Pura and all the other people who can build that thing up in the sky, I guess. Um, and we see here a couple of panels of seeing uh, the Justice League characters say goodbye to their lives. You have uh, Arthur, who is leaving his kingdom uh, in the hands of the Council of Atlantis, I guess. Uh, you see that Jesse Quick is now officially the new Flash of Remnant, even though Barry says, oh, well, don't worry. E even if I'm going to be up in space, it's still a, a short time away for someone with my super speed. So he could just be the Flash. Of I, I don't get why they're making such a big deal about how just because there's a watchtower now, the Justice League characters are going to spend all their time up there. That's not how it works. Even in the normal comics, the Justice League characters take shifts in the watchtower and they spend the rest of their time patrolling the earth like you would <sighs> oh boy so, so many problems but we go off here and bruce decides to use his superpower that is money again by building a orphanage for kids so no one can end up like uh like he says like clark did uh, being uh, used as a slave in the in the dust mines and we also get some resolution for victor storyline where the guy who tried to set him up and have him assassinated uh, he gets arrested, I think. It's not well explained. Uh, and then you get other random scenes here. For some reason, you see Ruby and Weiss's dad gardening. Okay. You see Team Juniper attacking more Neon Grim. And you see Arthur giving Jessica her own cape for some reason. Uh, and it all ends up with the final goodbyes. You see Bruce and Victor kissing Weiss on each cheek because the book never decided which one they wanted to make her love interest. But it doesn't matter because they're leaving anyways. So at the end of the day, who cares? Unless we're getting a sequel to this thing, which I highly doubt we will. All the Justice League characters go up in the sky like Poochie from that Simpsons episode. Oh, I guess you'll never see us again. Uh, unless we make a sequel to this thing. And, and they're basically saying that this story is an Elseworlds multiverse story, so implying that the events of, of the future seasons of Ruby will never happen. And how could they at this point when you've got all these powerful people just standing around waiting to, to end whatever conflict could happen at a moment's notice? Uh, but they're also saying their farewells and leaving as if, well, now that we're gone, you can continue with the rest of the Ruby storyline without having to worry about these characters intervening. It's it's all so half-assed, so lazy, uh, and it's just a big pile of nothingness at the end of the day. I can't imagine people who read this weekly as digital chapters. I mean, this last uh, chapter here, it, it's, 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 it's nothing. I don't know how much those digital chapters were, but to read this... Uh, it's it's just just plain awful, uh, and then we have the end there. Uh, I gave this a four point five on the site. Uh, I I'm, <laughs> the more I read this thing, the more angry I got, because it's such a cool idea. It's such a great premise, and if nothing else, the best thing about the series has been seeing the cool, different, rubyized Justice League characters. Uh, but that really was only the case for the first three: Superman, Clark. Uh, Bruce, Batman, and Diana Wonder Woman. They were cool. They had cool designs. Uh, they had a fleshed out background that both took in some of the DC aspects of it and the Ruby 
aspects of it to create different feeling characters, but then they just got lazy with Arthur, with Cyborg, with Flash. We never really got to see any of their backstories fully develop in the seven issues. Jessica Cruz was just dropped in at the end as, an, as, a, as a catch-all explanation for what was going on and to introduce Starro. Uh, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm down to like a three out of 10, maybe a 3.5. I'll be generous because the art is pretty good despite having a completely different artist come in at the end here. Uh, Megan Hedrick does do a decent job keeping the consistency of the other issues, but it's it's a pretty simplistic art style, so it's not that hard to, to mimic. Uh, yeah, I did not enjoy this at all. And I did a calculation of all the the um, ratings I gave the other issues. I think an average would be uh, like a 7 out of 10. But I'm going further down after seeing this as a complete picture. Uh, as a story in general, I'm going to give this a six, six, five, six, five out of 10. Because, yeah, the characters were cool, but it's all a whole bunch of, of nothingness. Uh, it doesn't really do a good job of bringing in... Uh, readers who are only into the Justice League side of things uh, and people who are there for the Ruby storyline, you barely get any of the Ruby characters in this. Uh, yeah, it's it's a crying shame. Uh, I, I really hoped this could develop into something cool that you could continue on into different storylines uh, further down the line, but at the way this sold, I mean, I really liked Margaret Bennett's original Ruby comic that she did for DC a few uh, years ago that was within the Ruby continuity and it was fun and it added extra depths that the show never did but over here it, it's just a, a muddled mess <laughs> I keep saying that but yeah oh, well that's over and done with uh yeah the hope oh, I this was pretty fun talking about this uh, this comic for the past seven months on podcast I want to thank Jim for giving me this outlet to um to express my thoughts about it and with this done, you can still catch me on the uh, movie podcast I do with Jim. We are going to be tackling James Gunn's The Suicide Squad coming up. That should be pretty fun. I, I think Jim liked that quite a bit, and so did I. So it'll be fun to talk about a movie we both liked. And you can also catch me on the Slack if you're a member of the Patreon, which you should be. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at Mike Justini. That's M-I-K-E-G-I-U-S-T-I-N-I. Uh, that will do it for me. Uh, I will talk to all of you later. Have a happy Halloween, and I will throw you on back to Jim and Eric. He got his first real comic, got it at a five and nine, read it to his fingers, man, been reading comics most of his life. Him and some guys from school They had a book and they tried real hard Jake quit, Knuckles got married Youngest was never gonna get far When he looks back now Did he ever ever And now that he has a choice He told Jesse he would marry a never Oh, yes, Eric. That is a good song to start this section off, right? Is it? Because, well, it is. Because is that song in continuity? Is it? Isn't it, Eric? Does that it's song not. make sense? Does it present a mystery? He told in her an he enigma? would marry her never. Yeah, I know. Doesn't that look good? That was my ode to the Bismarcky. <laughs> she was from 
that, what was it? I met a girl from the U- U.S. Of U.S. Mayor, nation. U.S. nation. Ah, see there? It was a tribute. I needed something, Ryan. Eric, you had a father, never, and you'd marry her, never, ever. I don't know. I think it's, did he have a father, ever? And then he'd ask her to marry him, never. There you go. Yeah, it works back out. To cutting myself. Ah, uh, yes, indeed, Eric. But yeah, this section, you know, we like to have theme sections. And I messaged you while I was reading through these books, preparing for this podcast. And I said, maybe this section should be the what the hell is going on section. Because each of these books has a little something that confuses me a bit. And while that's normal. This is like most books. You're well, right. Well, I think it is a normal thing. But I think that this is a little bit beyond. And this week, even with, say, the DC versus Vampires or maybe World War, World War Z, the uh, Task, Task Force Z. I keep saying World War Z for that. but Me too. With those two even. It seems as if DC has really gone the way of, listen, we want to have like mysterious starts to things, but let's confuse the shit out of everyone and hope that they come back for number two. And I always come well, back that's for number two, did. Eric, right? Well, no, yeah, it did. But even then, there's just something let's missing. Let's drop a mind fuck on them, see what they think. That is true. You got to find out what happens next because you don't know. But that's the thing when you're sitting there and all of a sudden <laughs> Trinity runs up to the phone and it you know now we're we're gonna that's the get thing the is deal. i say that but like that's one complete movie and you know everything by the end of that one complete movie when it's done in issues like this like oh my god this woman just jumped over a building the yeah, end yeah and See that's, next month that was the cool thing about the matrix is the idea of like what kind of movie am i watching here i mean it looks like it's like this gritty thing they have superpowers what's going on then you do reveal what's but some of this stuff I'm, I'm just not and then getting Matrix Reloaded. That didn't tell you nothing. Yeah, then then you're wishing that you just went back and watched the Matrix again. But you know, we're going to end up starting. We're starting with Aquaman: The Becoming. And I thought that the first issue, while we didn't get a ton of story, it was playing that game. You got now a ton you only of have character, Jim. You only have six issues, and that's what I thought we were going to get more of. I thought that okay, we're not going to really tell a full out, you know crazy story what we're going to do is really establish the character of jackson hyde it's called aquaman the becoming and so when we leave this but like he's, he's becoming the up, aquaman yes and okay. also we're becoming acquainted with him and stuff like that but i really thought okay like Character's a has been around since brightest day we're just getting acquainted with jackson well, i'm hyde. saying now because he's getting older and things like that i'm telling you right now you say that but the reason why i think that nightwing is doing well with tom taylor is because tom taylor is writing a basic deal with fan service a that is letting, to Nightwing it's, fans. it's letting him people get acquainted that aren't nightwing fans you know no, they, no, the they thing is, I, the i'm thing. not throwing shade at you by saying the character's been around since brightest day i'm saying the fact that we're just still getting acquainted with him because he's been around since brightest day over a decade ago now at this point and we haven't done anything with well we him. haven't so that's what i thought i wasn't throwing shade you calm down mm. well i'm saying that but <laughs> I, I agree with you and that's again i'll go back to it that's why i thought that we were doing this Let's get a definitive version of this character and let's then go from here and see where he goes. Everybody's already saying, he's the Aquaman. This is bullcrap. Oh, my God. And so I guess I, those aren't Young Justice fans. No, no. And, you know, then well, and the character again, did get a with start. everything going on and really all these the, all those fans, if you just take out the idea that he is not straight, I think that, you know, and not to be controversial, but more people would be. You know, right on board. There's a lot of people, somebody on our site even said that they're not going to read this Aquaman book because he's gay. 
That, I don't that's want, ridiculous. I don't want no buy Superman, no buy Robins, no buy Aquamans, no Black Lightning lads. I'm going to read Deep Target. I'm like, all right, go for it, dude. Right, that's a weird you know, take, but whatever. And then the weird thing is at the end, the guy's like, well, there's a book for everyone. I'm like, suddenly he gets nice by the end, but that's a real hateful statement. And the, there are people that can have their opinions, things like that. But people are getting upset with this. And yet they weren't upset with John becoming Superman as much until he was. But it's a very odd way of doing it. And it seems like, well, the like thing you is said. People were upset because they haven't stopped being upset since Bendis aged him up. Well, that is different. I'm saying just him being Superman. But again, we said that at one point it looked like, you know, you're getting a backdoor 5G where people were being, you know, they weren't realizing this. I think that people are realizing it now with all the changes. Once but even Owen so, Mercer shows up in the flash, you know what's right in your face at that point. They ain't even trying to hide it anymore. Yeah. At one point, we'll have a cliffhanger in Flash where somebody will ring the door and you'll have it. You won't see it. Oh, Owen? And then you're like, hey, shit's on, Eric. I said, if I see that, I'm messaging you and right like, away. All of a sudden, there's Digger's like, oi, Flash, take a, say hello to me, son. Exactly. But with this and and this book, Spot I thought on that, I, yes, really, I, I actually <laughs> thought that was Swedish. Uh, I really liked the first issue, and I say I liked it. I didn't love it. I didn't I think it was it perfect, but I liked it because me and you loved Jackson, and we were getting that focus. So then we go from that issue to go into here, and yet we don't progress the story that much. But we get away from Jackson. I don't understand. This is more of a Zebel deal. The thing is, it's a very Zebel deal. It's a very Mara-centric issue to the story. But we're dealing with now where you're building up the character of Jackson Hyde, setting up the story that you want to tell. And now for this issue number two, we are setting up Ocean's Eleven. Instead of a heist, it's like, let's get this person out of here and to safety. And like, you know, backtracking, seeing how it was all done. I'm like... The thing is, there's not a lot going on with Mara sitting down and talking to Atlantean guards about like what she knows or what she doesn't know. But the way it's set up, I think it's actually very exciting. I didn't think it was exciting because we're not really seeing Jackson get to – she just hands him a couple things and he goes off. That's not even connected to his mother that we end because his mother says by the end, man, if he finds out about me, he's not going to like it. So it's not even a connected deal is why I didn't find it that exciting and – we end up no, no, having I'm just saying that it plays with the larger deal of what's going on where there is some kind of weird conspiracy to set Jackson up to look like a terrorist to the yeah, Atlanta, I don't think it's people. Ja- yeah, I don't just think it's Jackson. I think it's full out Zebel. We want to get Zebel. I think it's going to come straight up to the idea those dirty Zebelians don't belong in Atlantis. It Let's is get funny. The hell Jackson is the, like, the loose thread here because you have two Zebelians for the most part who are hanging out at Atlantis like, you know, pretty regularly where you have Mara hanging out and like, all right, we can't, she's the former queen. Maybe we should just go for this new kid, Jackson. That makes that's going to be way easier to sell, sell the people on this terrorist rebellion. I still think that they want to get Mara out, and I think it's all going to go back to the idea that she was queen. They couldn't get over that, even though she isn't now. And you're going to have to leave. They want to kick her out this because they try to tie her in. Was our queen sitting on our throne? Come on, people. I don't hate this, but I wish we got more of Jackson. I'll do my blurb now, but also just that forced way because when Mara says, if Aquaman was here, you wouldn't be talking shit like this. And Damn it's right. true. He's on Mars. Eric. He's just on Mars. Is but, he? And he's in a we'll different see. body right now. Or is he actually Green Arrow? I don't I don't know. It's weird written by I the know. same guy too. Aquaman Mars. coming number two, written by Brandon Thomas, art by Diego Orlo Twigley, 
Skyler Partridge, which I think that name is awesome, Eric. I really like, like the Partridge that. family. I like Skyler though too with the Skyler. And then Wade von Grau Badger, uh, Adriana Lucas, Even cool and Anne were World Design. Jackson Hyde is in trouble and on the run after being set up for what looks like a move to discredit Zebel. Oh, those dirty Zebellions. Oh, my goodness. Wait till they get a hold of those Dagon creeps. Then the, all the hell's going to break loose. Eric. Well, we don't get it's much Jackson here. Genocide. We do get Mara and Andy, which is fine with me, actually, because I love those. But in the end, there's not a ton of progression except showing that Jackson's mummy hasn't been quite honest with her son. And it sets up that she's involved. In a, you know, a thing to get the Zebellians out of Zebel. Zebel itself is not the greatest place and things like it that. You have a lot of like refugees. what we're doing with Jay Nakamura in the Superman Son of Kal-El book where you have a bunch of Gamoran refugees trying to escape that land. And the people like the like uh, Bendix of the president of Gamora is like, look, everything's fine here. People love being here. There's no reason that anybody would want to leave. We're a perfect nation. And then here's, you know, Lucia trying to pull people out of Zebel. Look, we're going to Amnesty Bay. I got some like, you know, fake IDs for you. Here's your birth certificate. Yeah certificate you've always lived here side of situation I'm like what is going on with zelda because last time we saw it during the the big uh wedding that mary was going to do with volta of voltoff thank yeah. you but, but like we saw that jackson was sitting in there i'm like i didn't think it was that bad but if you're going to lead a book to go to the idea of an alanis versus zebel mike I am kind of interested in that because while they haven't liked each other, they've been on pretty good terms for the most part over a bunch of years now. I'm like, I do want to see that hostility kind of amp up and get a great underwater battle. It is true. And I, I actually thought that the play at first was that you ended up having Jackson's mom trying to smuggle Zebellions out of Atlantis because there was trouble. But it is straight up. And the way the reason that is explained is it seems as people, if you live in Zebel, you're forced to fight for Zebel. You have to go out. You have to be part of the army because they say the I'm only reason we can part. stop how them. How about you? Yeah, how about you? So you end up where that's the big thing, trying to get people out. Zebel because- is just starship troopers underwater. Yeah, so you, you have that. And that's interesting. I mean, it is. But it it's seems a weird like idea, we're getting though, because- too much in this book right now when I really just want Jackson. I want to see more of Jackson. It's Jack- such and a Andy. weird idea to get out of there, though, because it's almost like the idea of like you know, trying to escape the draft if the draft is reinstated or something like that. Because there's a lot of countries all over the world that like a part of the thing is you spend some time in the in your like uh, military forces of that country. And it's just a part of like life at that point in time. That's how so, Israel does it. They, is that how you okay? have, I know yeah. there's a bunch of like, I don't know who it is, but I'm sure there's a lot. But That's when Dr. Ruth was a sniper. <laughs> that big crazy. deal. She was. Yeah, it was crazy. But, but like, yeah. the idea, it's like, it seems weird that Lucia, who like, you know, who was, you know, banging around with freaking black man who's a murderer. Like, look, I'm going to help you so you don't have to be in a war. And who is Zebel really fighting right now that you have to try to escape from? And it's like, do you not want to do guard duty? I don't understand the problem. I don't either. And like I said, maybe it's too much for a six issue deal. Maybe not. Maybe that's more of what we're doing. We're more establishing Zebel than just, you know, Jackson. But you started out with that cool deal. Why why I love the first issue was that idea of seeing Jackson going through the test and the danger room stuff and trying to get Aquaman's deal and, and having that setup of, am I going to be good enough? Am I good enough to be an aquaman and i and we'll still probably get that but in a different way and and you're throwing in the sabellian stuff and it becomes underwater racist fights and things and i think that maybe you're going to get a little bit away from what i thought was just going to be let's establish the character in a very easy to understand way that gives us the character going forward like you said a character that's been around for a long while 
but really doesn't have the definitive book, the definitive version, then go and do some other things with that. But we're already, you know, going full bore here. And yeah, it's interesting, but I think you're already tipping the hat that the idea that who set him up was just, you know, maybe part of the army of well, the Atlanteans or this bad set. I thing is, I want to know what's going on with this whole idea because we saw in the previous issue where we saw like you know somebody in dark Atlantean armor trying to get Jackson when he was in this you know the Atlantean danger room, then blew everything up that led to the guard saying like he's a terrorist and also you know doing weird you know deep fakes that Atlantean technology has to show that Jackson was laying explosives places. I'm like. Who is behind us? Is the seer underwater? Like, what is happening right now? But when you have Lucia, who's on land, who's a former, like, refugee of Zebel itself, who is now trying to smuggle people out of Zebel and lived in Amnesty Bay, where does the faction line up there? Is it Zebel trying to, like, you know, is Atlantis going against the Zebelians? Is it Zebel trying to be pissed off and make people, like, you know, like, uh, make their people bad in the eyes of the Atlanteans so there's no refuge there for them or something like that? I don't understand who the faction is that we're supposed to be worried about right now. Because up until right now, it's like, hey, who's the bad guy? It's Black Manta. But now we're expanding upon it. And I am very curious because there's so much more to Lucia and everything else beyond Jackson Hyde. But you're playing you're playing games here of, you know, if Jackson is, I don't know that most people in Atlantis, yeah, you'd have the big headline. That stinking Zebellion chat. Oh, and are you going to tie that into Black Look, Man as well? I'm not even well? doing that. I'm doing a gigantic smear campaign. This Zebellion, whose father, the infamous Black Manta, is coming to Atlantis and exploding things. Oh, and I'm saying, like, this is me writing. He's exploding He's things. He's exploding the stuff he is. <laughs> oh, my God. What a Our headline. Our Aquaman, former King Arthur Curry, is on Mars. They ain't got no waters there. And his Aqualad is blowing things up. And this is my, this is my big problem with Atlantis this. Times. There's no Lois Lane in Atlantis, right? Uh, you know, and her name would, what would it be? Like Guppy something. I don't really? know, Eric. I'm not, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Listen. Uh, so you end up also uh, on the back I wasn't page. prepared. And, and the back page, there's the deal about somebody had a car and it said they blew a seal. And then the underline is don't get personal, Eric. See, oh. that's all I got. That's all I got there. And then they go and, and drink at the sandbar. Eric, I'm starting to come around now. Oh, oh my goodness. The tide is turning. That's the tide turn. You end up here. My problem is there. You said it too. What is the headline? Is it because there might be people who, what's this Aquaman doing? Former King of Atlantis hanging out with this guy who's the son of Black Man. Does everybody know that? Is that the big thing? Is that what you center on? Because if you're going to blow up, I don't know that I jump right to Zebellion, but they are playing that game. But, but also, also, you definitely play that game because, you know, they're age-old rivals hate each other. Where do you go the next line? I mean, there's like three headlines of trusted, you know, confidant of Aquaman does that as well. I think it's a little too big we a thing. We can't even right? trust Aquaman. Look at who he's palling around with. And then it ties into, I bet you, that former queen that was the queen last week. That dirty Zebellion queen of ours. She might be hiding him. And then at one point, if you want to get people mad, they, they call Andy a half-breed. Now I'm mad. And that even goes to show you that well, they, they did would, that to merit at this point kind of thing, yeah, too. Exactly, but Go a step further. That means that's what they think of, of Arthur as well. Yeah. That he's a stinking half breed. So this is a let's, you know, pretty much let's get back to the pure Atlantean deal. That is intriguing. But is there enough room and is this the book to do that? I really wish that we kind of 
get gotcha and then end it with the okay we're going to start up a, a main aquaman book and this would be the main story right now it just seems like it's too much when i thought that i just wanted to get jackson proving himself as a deal he comes up battered and bruised where you already have the atlantean guard come and beat talk the crap to Mara. Out of yeah well beat the crap out of him. then i want to know like is this the deep fake too where it's a video where it says Jackson Hyde escapes on the the panel. It was a weird panel that has that written on. I'm like, what, what is that? Why are we showing Jackson Hyde escapes? It's we got public we go enemy there. number one swimming our waters. We want everybody to know. Well, that's the thing. I didn't get that this is actually being televised here. It just looks like they're fighting, and he runs off, and it well, just says the Jackson idea, Hyde escapes. Like in space and different Green Lantern books, when alien races come off way too human me, it kind of bothers me at times, but like when it's over the top. When I think of Atlantis, it's almost along those lines where they have their own culture, their own technology, their own way of life. And when these two Atlantean guards just come off as two Boston assholes, I'm like, this is so over the top weird to me for how they're reacting. Like, it's almost like they are not Atlanteans. They are just pieces of crap hanging down a back alley drinking to some Pat's Blue Ribbon. And, and you play, you do a little good cop, bad cop with it. And you have them interrupting Mara, who says, you're going to wake up my daughter. Andy's sleeping. You better watch it. And then. She just gets more and more pissed, but at the one point, she does, and it's kind of a cool deal where she is thinking ahead. I don't know how she has this tracker that she slaps this guy and puts a tracker, look, the subdermal tracker, look, but it's I will cool. never talk bad about this because at least it's not Lobo putting a freaking a, a tracker embedded Very in his daughter's similar. arm. All of a sudden, these guys are in space prison. <laughs> hey, we just want the numbers. But yeah, you end up where they go out, but... It's a real extended scene. I like this bit, deal. though, the idea of how it's played out because it looks like, you know, Jackson gets away from the Lanyan guards and is now on the lamb. And then the Lanyan guard, they come to Mara and they want to talk to her. They bring her down to the Lanyan police station. I'm just going to keep saying Lanyan before everything. But the idea, you know, she slaps him away and she's interrogated. And we see this whole thing because it's all set up in this idea of how many minutes since Jackson has escaped. And we go back this whole thing, and we like, I don't know where Jackson is. I can't give you any information. Mara's playing dumb this whole time, but you don't know that until after the fact when it goes back earlier before the Atlantean guards show up, where she's woken up by Jackson at the door and saying, look, you got to get the hell out of here. Someone's trying to set you up. Take this. It's a Justice League communicator. Take this. It's an Atlantean blaster gun. You get the hell out of here and lay low until like, you know, we figure out what the hell is going on. I like the way this is all set up and how Mara is being played off here and trying to protect, you know, her baby, her reputation, Jackson, who she knows to be a good guy. Even when she has shown the tech, like the video of Jackson looking like he's playing the bomb. At that point, if I'm Mara, I'm like, maybe I don't know this black man, a kid that well, but she goes, she's way better like than the me, Mara apparently. Stuff. She's all about it. She's like, That's, this could be faked. Now, I love the Mara stuff. It's just, I want more Jackson. That's what I thought the book. And with that, though, they're like, up, oh, you know, the court of law is already done. You don't realize that Lanyan law, when you end up having a little girl recognize somebody on a thing, like, Jackson, Jackson, See, up, that's who it is. There we go. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Andy, you're going to get stitches here. I, I, I want these two guard, these like Lanyan police officers to be fed to the trench by the time this is all we done. Cause I hate them so them. much. I know, really. And the thing is, you, you are playing off the idea that the one guy, is kind of the sexier of the two, right? That he, that he is a good guy until he calls Andy a breed. I'm like, yep, you're a jerk. That's yeah. the thing is, you kind of want to go with that dude because how over the top his partner is. Yeah. Like, look, look, you go in there, you be a certain way. We're gonna get the answers because, or we're gonna use her half breed kid against her. I'm like. 
Oh, you had to go and ruin it, guy. Yep, you just blew it. <laughs> He's not the guy. But yeah, you end up in right there with Meryl listening to that and all the trash yeah. talk stuff. It, make, it makes complete I sense that she's going to help Jackson anyway. So I love how prepared that Mara is for this. Like, she's been on the Justice League. She hangs out with superheroes. Her yeah. husband's the Aquaman. She is a princess of Zebel. She has everything on lockdown. As soon as they come in, plants a subdermal freaking like listening device on this guard's arm. As soon as they leave the room to go and talk about what their next plan to get her to start talking about, she puts a freaking earbud in her ear. She's listening. She is 10 steps above everybody here, especially when you go back and see how she is helping Jackson and out installing everybody and with the, her the weird thing down. is the, the the info she gets is not really su- it's just there's hateful people here these guards are hateful they hate sebel they're kind of you know a xenophobic deal something's up Look, I, I gotta get jackson out of here yeah i gotta get jackson and she already had but still all of that going on and stuff like that so it makes sense but again the overall progression is ja- really Jackson ends up getting the crap beat out of him and he escapes and he's hurt. And he's you trying see to- how badass in this, how great Mara is, how prepared she can be, how like, you know, cunning. And then when you get to like on land and there's Lucia Hyde, you know, Jackson's mother and she's going to be like taken in. She realizes something's wrong. She breaks out of an Atlantean police car for the most part, goes on. You see a stockpile of weapons that she has hidden in her home. All these actually uh, uh, different people's home who she has smuggled out of Zebel. All this different stuff. Jackson spends the issue lying bleeding inside of a freaking boat. But you see the supporting women in his life are badass. And it seems like they took the spotlight this issue. And I'm not too bad, like, you know, upset about it because it is very compelling to me with this overall story. And I want to know where it goes. Yeah. Who is chasing them in that where she says the speedster? Uh, yeah, the speedster. No idea. We're being I'm tailed because I thought it was Jackson, but well, he's, the he's there is, on that boat. So. It's such a weird idea because she is being taken away by the Atlanteans. Like, you know, hey, we need you to come with us or something with Jackson. So she's about to be sent no. down to Atlantis. But she, she realizes. She's being chased, though, by a speedster who looks like he's clad in black. But it's just like she even says, stop, a speedster. And then she breaks out and goes after this guy. Never does find out, though, just has to go on her merry way because you're not going to catch a speedster. But the idea when I see this, whenever I see anybody doing nefarious shit and who's a speedster, I'm like, what's Ibar Thawne doing there? But it can't be Ibar Thawne because it doesn't make any sense. And the weird thing about it is is that she's told something happened with Jackson. She gets in this Atlantean ship and they're going to go to Atlantis to find out what happened. She wants to know what happened to my son. Well, we'll we'll let you know in a little bit. Just please Uh relax. She sees a speedster, says... Somebody's telling us who's that. They just say, "Wait, no, just calm down." I don't get where Quiet she decides. Down, crazy lady. They just she says, "Someone's telling us, don't, don't down there on the rooftops." Listen, we're gonna need you to sit back and relax, okay? And then it's like that dawns on her that something is wrong to escape, and I didn't get that. The idea if they're like, "Listen, I told you, you stupid, you know, Zabellion, get me." No, they just go, "Relax, we're just going to get out of here. We're going to find out about." Jackson. She realizes though, that there's nothing's going to happen here where she's going to be able to get out. She is not well, like I a willing participant here. She is being taken. Well, she is, but they do say something terrible has happened to Jackson in Atlantis, which she would think, "Yeah, you know, yeah. he would be in Atlantis." But she just then says, "Like, I'm getting out of here," and jumps down to chase this speedster. And it felt weird. It just felt weird. Like she had to go and confront this. She doesn't go down and say, hey, are you on my site or ever? She goes down. She's in a kung fu stance like me when I jump out of bed in the morning and then starts yelling. And it just felt a forced way to get her out of there because she would have been in my mind. Oh, my God, what's wrong with them? Hey, we'll, we'll get and there, she whatever. Was. And but then she breaks out, not because she thinks they're bad. 
but because she wants to confront a no, no, speedster that is. she I sees. Think when they like they kind of really dismiss her, she realizes, oh wait, th- these aren't people with I me. I just don't get that. Me. If 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 somebody came to me and said, listen, you know, Tanya's hurt, you have to go, and I get in the back of a police car. And then I say, hey, it looks like somebody's chasing us. And they go, well, just say, relax. Hey, stop. There's something well, going on out here. Well, so, they, but they say down, somebody's sir. tailing us. Like the idea that she would think that has anything to do with anything. She should be so concerned about Jackson. Also, this is an Atlantean ship where you might think, well, there's some people who don't like Atlantean. Somebody's checking it out. It just seemed very forced to me because I wouldn't myself go. Hey, uh, police officers that are taking me and my wife who might be dead. I don't know. Looks like somebody's like looking at us over there and they say, just calm down. We're just going to get to where I'm, I'm not going to try to break out. Like, uh oh, they're on the, not on the up and up. They're there just also there. might be something that Lucia knows is something bad but coming That's for what her. I'm saying. What's weird though is when she doesn't get in this kung fu stance and says, you know, we don't have to do this. I'm sorry. It's me. You want Jackson has nothing to do with it. Seems like she does then recognize it, but I don't understand why. She would break out to have to confront it. Then it just felt weird, and she's got a lot of st- like you know things going on right now in her. And life. that's why I think she's just paranoid and crazy. You could explain it that, but when she does look, it's not that she seems like the the speedster or whatever she's saying is the problem. It's more, oh no, you're going to kill me or whatever. And I don't get why she jumped to that conclusion, but she jumps down. They're there yelling, and even then, Lady Lucia, please come down. There's nothing to be concerned about. We're sure it's all just a misunderstanding. And she's like, okay. And I think that she thinks that they're a spy there to grab the other people. I don't Look, know. The thing but- is, she is doing some things that she might not want other, you know, underwater people to know about right now. And even if they don't care about her smuggling Zebellians to the surface floor because these are Atlanteans, I don't think that these Atlanteans will really like the idea that she has a stockpile of weapons well, with other Zebellians. You say that, and this is all a setup. It seems to get her out so they can go in and grab the stuff. But either they're ridiculously stupid because why not wait two more minutes when you're out of eye shot to do this and what is a speedster doing and why do you connect that with atlantis and people trying to find is, out it your seems way? like something with Atlant, like not atlantis but it seems it's like not even speedster. atlantis yeah it should be zabellion maybe i'm saying though deal, it seems but... something with the speedster is something that she recognizes though yeah it's just weird that she does says you know not right away like oh somebody's tailing us and i don't know like who do you think it would be? And what oh, do you I have think no idea. You think it would be Atlanteans, though, doing it? Because why would I, I, they care? I don't care? know who the faction is that you know would care I mean? at this point in time. No, though. that's what I'm saying. That's what confuses like, obviously, me. Obviously, Zebel might be pissed it off. It has to be also, Zebel. I don't know enough about Zebelian people and the idea of how, like, you know, I'm not going to let any of them. Almost like the idea of Henry Bendix in the Superman Son of Kal-El book, like, I don't get that idea that like Zebellians are not allowed to leave. Like, well, they it must... seems like at a drop of a hat, they'll freaking banish people I, out of there. I'm telling you, I well, that's banish. That's not leaving, and I don't think we're going to get much more of an explanation. I think so, the explanation so we get is, is in this. People in Zebel right now are trying to leave because they don't like ever since Bendis created the Fortress of Solitude over the Bermuda Triangle, which is right where the Zebel is. So they're pissed off. They want to get out of there because they have all this like Kryptonian technology leaking into their water. And above now them. all of a sudden they're going to have. <laughs> That's not a part of what's happening. They're going to end up having. Endless, end, endless winter? Endless water now because it's all going to leak in. No, and that's how you get those Dagon freaks. It all ties in. Not the idea, just like I said, you would think the Zebellians would be against her, but the Atlanteans are trying to get 
her, but they want to use her probably to lure Jackson oh, yes. out and get there. But also, there. I don't but know who the faction is that. that are blowing up things in Atlantis and trying to make look make it look like Jackson's a person doing it. Or is it a third faction who's trying to start a war between Zebel and the Atlanteans? I don't know. We have these questions, and one of the big things is when you do reveal, because Mara goes to see... Lucia, that she is somebody who is smuggling civilians out of Zebel so they don't have to fight Zebel's wars. It's a great way to call back to the first issue that we were wondering about with that waiter at the restaurant that Jackson met his mother in. Like, what are you playing at right yeah. now? When it seemed yeah. like he was flirting with Jackson right there, and he's actually a Dobby, the Zebelian that she's yeah, actually smuggling out. Like, what are you doing right now? And they have like a safe house here and stuff like that. And she has these weapons. We got to do this by force and get them out. It's just like weird. Like, who is Zebel warring with? That, that That's all I could think of when they say, oh, we got to get them out because not everybody wants to fight their wars and do that. So it's a risk to get out of there. But like you said, up until now, it almost felt like it was a revolving door. People were getting kicked out all the time. They were in and out. I mean, Jackson ends up sneaking in during, you know, the year of the villain, stuff like that. But still, it didn't feel that much like they're at war with everybody all the time and it just it, it's an odd thing to just throw out there without much explanation of Zebel and then the speech. Like what are the, the seven Zibelian different tribes like are the Zebelians fighting with those otter people? I don't know. That's I what, don't was that know. A thing? Was it the otter people? I, I think it was the otter people. Uh but I do like seeing Mara and Andy and Mara's great in this. I just wanted more Jackson. You're throwing in more and more mysteries. You know, let's see more Jackson, see what he's all about, see what's going on. Even the idea of Lucia's are saying all those stories I told him about Black Mana and also what I'm doing here, he'd never forgive me. I'm like, we're starting to get way too much into other things. It's not really other things, though, but like it's more of the, like, you know, the backstory of why Jackson might not trust his mother, even though all she wants right now is trust. But throughout his entire life, she has kept lying to him about his origins, who he is and stuff like that. And now she still has secrets mm. that if he finds out, he might be pissed off about. That's fine, but then it ties into her also being chased by a speedster. Also, grab it, it ends up making too many side things when we only have four more issues left. And I want Jackson. We barely got him in but this issue. But this is how he has the becoming. And, well, and also, after all the stories I told Jackson about Black Man, that's just telling me that half the things we know about Black Man are bullshit, that he's going to be spelled out also in this. Because if you don't know it, there's an Aquaman book coming up that is Jackson and Black Mana as Aquaman. And I think that we're going to find out. Where's Grandpa Jesse? We're going to find out that just the idea. This isn't after all the stories I didn't tell him about Black Mana, like you're saying. That thing. This is all the stories I did. They're all bullshit stories. He's a good guy. Here we He's go. He's not a good we're guy. Gonna, I think that that's what she's saying. I think that she's saying that she lied all those bad things about Black Mana. Look, that the thing it's is, not she as can, bad. She can make up a lot of stories, but he's a bad, bad oh, man. Oh, I'm telling you. I don't know. I think that Brandon Thomas and the whole deal with Chuck Brown, they're trying to reinvent Black Mana to go forward as not a bad, bad man. Almost like a Deathstroke, an anti-hero type deal. Because it is odd that after all those stories I told Jackson about Black Mana, all the secrets I made him keep to protect himself, I've just been trying to make everything right for everyone, but now he's going to find out and hate me for it. It just feels like a weird play to get that Aquaman book coming up. You know, I like the art, and the I like really the good. issue. I like the stuff that we get. I just I want it more Jackson. I, I just think it's making the story big and feeling interested. If it's just about Jackson, like what do you do with that? You open a story so Jackson has something to do. Uh, what would you give it? 
I'd give this an 8 out of 10. And I'll go 7 because I like the art. But we'll go to the next book, which is another Aquaman book. I don't I don't know what this book is. I'm going to start getting depressed with this because oh, I good. just, it's just, I don't understand it. I, I'm confused. I don't even know how to even talk about it. I mean, because nothing happens, really. And everything that we're going to talk about, everything we're going to... Everything happens, Jim. The world has changed. This is the thing. I don't even want to talk about the idea if this is in continuity or not. There's it's nothing not. to talk about because it was never spelled out. And you said it's like Last Ride, right? It's like Last Ride. It's like Titans United. This is another seven-issue Elseworlds story that is dealing, just happens to be dealing with Aquaman and Green Arrow this time. Everything matters uh, where they're playing the thing. Like I said, the idea of some of these being spelled out, they really came out and said, we know that DC versus vampires is out of continuity because yeah. they announced it. Never announced this. Never said anything about this being in or out. And it's just odd to have the same writer of Aquaman and the Becoming do a book with Aquaman. See, I don't even remember them announcing DC versus vampires as out of continuity. Just reading that first issue, I'm like, oh, this is out of continuity. It was in the first initial announcement was about both Task Force Z and DC versus vampires. And in a quote, you ended up having james tynan say it's cool to have an out of continuity story where you can have some fun again pushing it almost like it was just you know the next thing like deceased it was a deceased but yeah. he did end up announcing that immediately to everyone nothing that I, we have been able to find either or well everything in this book tells me it's out of continuity yeah it, it's weird like i said i don't get that fully now here we go we're talking about if it is or not all you're getting is a, a switcheroo with Aquaman and Green Arrow. See, everything about this, like the Titans United, feels like it's a take off the HBO show. This feels like yeah. it's a take off the CW shows, because even the way that Oliver says, like, uh, like I'm the Arrow, you're the Aquaman, like, you don't call yourself the Arrow until it's a CW show. And even the idea of how they change places like this, it's like one of those CW crisis events at the one point where Stephen, like, feel Amell, like Freaky Friday. Right? Where Stephen Amell, one of them, became the Flash and he was Barry Allen. I'm like, why do you look like that then? It just feels like a CW tie in. I, I just don't get it. Who is this villain? I don't know any of this, but Dr. End up, Dinosaur. I, I'm telling you, it's, it's just so I really wacky. hope he's called Dr. Dinosaur. He's called that now. Aquaman, Green Arrow, Deep Target, number one, written by Brandon Thomas. Also, the idea, like, the, on the arrow, do you know that that's because it's something out of continuity, or is it just that Brandon Thomas has no idea what he's doing? Because I don't know. This is where, when, you know, Bendis first came over and he was calling Seattle Star City again We just didn't know if this was a new switch or whatever well, It's just no one of those idea. things like the seven issue Mini like we have with those other out of continuity Books I don't think that the That they're tipping their hat on the number Of issues I don't know if that's a New thing that every time we see a seven issue Deal it's out of continuity well, It's not only the seven issues it's just uh, like the, the way that those stories are being told and Like the same as this and how it doesn't Line up with anything else that's going on no. I just like I said, if you had time travel involved in some of those others, it, it, it throws a wrench into it to decide what it is. We'll see. Uh, art by Ronan Cliquetta. I like the art enough. Ulysses, oh, Ariel, and Josh Reed. This book is confusing for a couple of reasons. First off is the what the hell is going on. Second is who decided this was a good way to start a miniseries. It looks like someone has not only altered the timeline, but also changed the characters within it, or at least just for Aquaman and Green Arrow. I don't know because we don't see any more. It's hard to say because everything's shrouded in mystery. However, the biggest mystery here is not what the hell is going on. No, the biggest mystery is why the hell should I care, Eric? That's shade because I just, by the end, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Who is this for? Because if you're begging for an Aquaman book, which a lot of people are, 
this isn't even really Aquaman. It's or this maybe weird it's the deal. Aquaman you never thought you I needed. Just, it's weird, right? Oliver Queen has and gills then, yeah. and is the king of Atlantis. I, it's just, I, I don't get it. Even uh, the idea that he's the king of Atlantis in this whole thing. Aquaman, when he comes in saying, oh, well, you've taken my throne, my place. Like, what about Mara and Andy, Aquaman? It really feels like time, the time frame or whatever has happened has shifted around them. And they're, for some reason, I don't know why, they're the only two who know what's actually going on. And they immediately went off like, you have stolen my life. What is going on? You start off on the moon with an American flag and a big L flag. Lex Luthor flag. And, and I'm like, what's going on there? What's changed already there and what's happening? Obviously, I don't Lex know. has claimed the moon for himself. Yeah, it seems. It's weird, though. Like, just to throw that in as the first panel of saying, okay, is that the the wink wink that things are different or whatnot? They shut down the satellite so they're able to do things without being seen. They get a dinosaur on a cosmic treadmill. They shoot it, put it in a duffel bag, off they go. And then the lab comes back on or the satellite and then sees. You see where they were, but they're gone, so nobody would know what's going on. Damn and then right. it just goes two years later, the Pacific Ocean. And, and it looks like they've perfected the idea of how this time travel works. But what about the reactions, the causes, of that, uh, the problems with time, Jim? Are they thinking big with their experiments and what they're trying to do? Because... Things are going on outside of their control right now. You do end up with, you know, the, the switcheroo. We have a green arrow that's actually Arthur. He swims Arthur down Queen. in the Pacific. He goes down. We get a bunch of, I don't know why, but we have, hey, the guards talking about how they, they better get that one guy is like, you know, chewing their ass off the, the boss. I'm like, I don't know why we're really establishing these guys, but I really wish that these were those two so police officers before. But yeah, all of a sudden, no, somebody's coming in, they get shot by arrows in the water, and you end up having the big reveal. Oh That's my so god. That's funny to be the idea, because it is, you know, I want to assume that Green Arrow can do some amazing stuff with a bow and arrow, even when this arc, like, you know, it's uh, like uh, Aquaman is Green Arrow in this timeline. We're going to keep screwing this up because we're going to go back and forth by mm-hmm. saying the real names, the fake names. Cause yeah, that's this we'll is just Arthur go with Queen, the deal. And we have Oliver Curry now in this new timeline that we've created. But the idea that our current Green, Ar- Green Arrow of this world can go underwater and shoot arrows underwater with speed and freaking accuracy. I'm like, you're amazing. <laughs> This is kind of a cool way, though, the idea that he's using both the knowledge of being a green arrow in this timeline, but still knowing his past as an Atlantean, that this fashioned into an arrow can cause like a sonic screech that will hurt, you know, art, like uh, Oliver's Atlantean ears. Yeah, yeah. And and that's where you said you get a little bit of that. Maybe this just did happen because he even says you're still adjusting to. You know, being an Atlantean and this I learned how to control all this for a lifetime. Yeah, You've done just, it for a few days. It seems weird to me that he can't leave Atlantis to go check on Oliver. I mean, or, or Arthur at this point in time. He's just hanging out on a throne waiting for someone to show up. You lazy ass freaking great You pretty arrow. much get a full out fight where you have, you know, Arthur Green Arrow thinking, god, oh my god, this is, so this is something that Aquaman did. Oliver Aquaman did. This is the worst part me. of the book. And like, I don't get why they'd ever think that. Look, it's a convoluted way to tell a time travel story because you had time travel to anything, it's already going to get convoluted. But the way you break this up to tell the story of Dr. Dinosaur doing stuff, and for some reason our two heroes have swapped lives in a weird manner, but then you also make Dr. Dinosaur become Jeff Goldblum from the, the, the fly with a, t- with a baby T-Rex. 
now like maybe he is on Dr. Purpose, Dinosaur. I, I don't know. think it's on purpose. I think it's I all a freaking like a misunderstanding. Honestly, he's he's Dennis Hopper, King Koopa here by he the end. Sh- he seems very happy to be going but that route. I'm- a lot of convoluted stuff being told in a very convoluted way. And when you have the big kicker where our heroes, you have Aquaman just losing his goddamn mind and just wants to fight and blame Oliver Queen for this all happening. Like, why would you think that's the case for any reason? And the weird thing about it is you even said, why didn't Arthur or why didn't Oliver go try to find Arthur? And or also, anybody. And then why is... Why is he just hanging out on the throne? And not only just hanging on the throne, but when this attack comes in, he's just like, whoa, what's going on there? But like, why is Arthur so upset like this? Not just go and say, buddy, what's going on? Me and you have been teammates and all the... You wouldn't... I wouldn't get the idea right away that if me and you... I wake up and I'm Eric Shea, right? And I'm like, probably bumping my, bump my head everywhere, right? Because I'm not back. used to it. Why would I think that you did that? Or why would you think, I mean, I know you're going to make the joke because I wanted to be taller, but still, like, what, what am I, skilo? You end up where the idea, I would go to you right away and say, I, I just what don't know why you, like, we would start fist fighting right away if this was the case. And I'm say, I wish I was a baller. That That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't go to you and say, damn you, I'm going to beat me back into me. I don't know. I'd probably be like, oh, man, look at that sexy well, fellow, right? You have my powers, my mother's powers, and what do I have? A bow, yeah, some yeah. arrows, I, it's so weird. material wealth. <laughs> Why? I would never, I would go to you and say, It's so funny, I can accept that this didn't happen on purpose, but somewhere you messed up. But as he's saying, I can accept this didn't happen on purpose, he is pulling an arrow to shoot it at Oliver. I'm like, we calmed, calms down, boys. Here's my biggest thing, and I'll go with a little script doctoring in a minute. But again, I wouldn't, go, I would go to you, first off, my first play. Hey, uh, is, is that you, Eric? Like, I'm talking to myself now. I'm you, and yeah, I'm like, uh, are you aware? And you're like, yeah, what the fuck happened? And then we like, I don't know. Let's figure this out. Holy shit. I don't what know why, I think, but you're finding a dead body lying there because I don't think I could deal with that. If you did, and then I'm screwed. I'm you. Or are I'm you like, the oh best my. you've ever been? Holy moly. I'm like, I just, you know, look Score. at me. I'm like, let's see what Flavor Country is all about. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm just going full she, out. I'm got terrible heroin. Fits. Oh, I'm God. doing all this crazy stuff. I'm like, who cares, man? No, here's the play. And I wonder, I guess you can't do it because somehow this book is supposed to entice both the fans of Aquaman and the fans of Green Arrow that don't have solo books right now. But my now they're just of, called deep target my fans. My play of this, almost, it almost feels like you end up having, a, you know, Freaky Friday. And Arthur wakes up and he's like, what the hell am I doing? I know how to shoot arrows. I don't like that. Turns on the TV and sees that asshole Oliver pronouncing things for Atlantis. You know, he's like, hey, here I am, the king of Atlantis. I'm like, there should be some way that he's like, oh, my God, I want he likes my life better. What's going on? There's nothing. They just show up and, and Arthur goes. I think I'd rather be God. Green Arrow. Yeah. Yeah, probably too. I, I, you know, I, I don't need to just talk to fish, right? <laughs> well, I guess the thing is, like, oh no, if I'm if I'm an Aquaman, I gave up my royalty. I'm like, oh, what do I got here? Do I have any money? No, you live in a lighthouse. I'm like, what am I yeah, doing? Yeah, that that's one of the things. But oh, then I'm like, here's Black Oliver Canary, Queen, billionaire, Mara, Black Canary, Mara. But that doesn't seem to be in here because that's the other thing. The only reason it's not in here is because nobody wants to have it later saying. Oh my God! Arthur was nailing Black Canary but and vice also, versa. If you want to talk about the idea of out of continuity, I'm sitting here staring at it when they finally shake hands and decide not to be assholes. I'm like, what are these costumes? 
These these are not in continuity costumes. Well, again, when you're fashioning things up, Eric, you're going to have a more Aquaman-esque costume for the Green Arrow and a more Green Arrow thing because that might be just because they've been that. I don't know. I don't know what the and it, it frustrates me. But overall, you really don't get much. Even when you go and have Arthur find out what happens. Arthur shows up and he's he says, "I'll get to the truth of all this." I swear. And he comes out and he's hiding in the shadows. And you have Oliver. Hey, I've been having the room drained, waiting for you. Hey, what's going on? Sitting in the shadows. Foom, foom, foom. Arrows going up. Hey, hey, knock it off. What's going on there? And then he almost repeats. All of a sudden, he sits back down and then is surprised again that he gets shot at. Like, he's dumb. Like, uh, what are you doing? I'd be doing? surprised, too. This buddy of mine, for no reason, is trying to shoot me with arrows. He just sits back down and then you have some nerve coming here. And I just don't get it. And just don't get the reactions. And also, just to point out, we legitimately don't get both of our characters shown, like, face of the characters for, like, 12 pages it takes a real long time to get to our actual characters because we're dealing with dr dinosaur which we never really spell out well that's the thing is he's sitting down there because two years ago he was working on this whole idea of living tissue and like teleportation through time now it seems that he's perfected he's hanging out lounging outside he has dinosaurs his pets outside he's got pterodactyls flying around he's actually actually i think he's just hanging out in the crustacean in in the jurassic period or whatever you want to call it at this point in time Smoking and freaking having a good time reading the paper. He teleports back, but as the beam is coming down, it accidentally takes in a little baby T-Rex with him. And when he comes back, it merges their freaking DNA together. I know that the play is, and it's a weird play. He shoots a gun to scare the dinosaurs away from him with this portal. No, have the portal somewhere else, but just an open area with a a freaking lounge chair there. He's gotten too cocky with this whole thing because he's done it for two years now. He does, but he's like, hey, you're late. And then he becomes the dinosaur man. But is that the point of, is there the paradox? It's weird because that's 18 months ago. So Again, where is the deal? Is 18 months ago when he's doing this, but also 18 months ago for when he teleported back in time to the Jurassic period? Or are they are they bringing dinosaurs to present day? I'm telling you, this is the problem with Brandon Thomas. He likes to play these games with the time frames of things because you end up starting out, you have, you know, let's get the cosmic treadmill. Then after that, you get two years later. Then you get 18 months prior and you're back and forth. And I don't know. But I, at the end, you got Dr. Dinosaur, and all you really get out of, you know, Green Arrow and Aquaman is, oh, my God, they switch places. Now they are going to – they find each other. They're going to do things. But in that 18 months prior, then you get a call because of the whole idea where they come up to the boat where you add Aquaman or – again, it's it's so crazy. You get Aquaman, Green Arrow, Arthur, Green Arrow jump into the ocean. And there's a double agent that sends off He's a working message. for Scorpio. Yeah, a message for the And again, Dr. since that Dinosaur was 18 months Scorpio. ago, I think Dr. Dinosaur at this point in time has been 18 months Dr. Dinosaur, so he's kind of used to it by now. Yeah, so I, I don't know. And then he says, excellent, and they'll be back with us very soon about Aquaman and Green Arrow. Yeah. Let's make sure we're prepared this time as if they keep going back and doing wonky things that are changing shit up. I don't know. But you end up with, I'm like so confused of what this book is, that what it's supposed like to that. be. But what would you give it? I'd am giving this a 6.5 out of 10. I enjoy the art in this a lot. The concept's way out there. It's told in a very convoluted way. 
I want to see what's going on, though, because just the discussion alone of you and I having this, Mike, well, now I need to know who's right and what is happening in this whole book. And I, I don't even like, think any of us could be right. I'm all over the place. I don't even know what I think is that honestly, I'm saying. I just I, wanted to come out I'm like, yes, this is out of continuity. But no, the thing is, there's something going on here. I don't think this first issue did it very, like was telling it very well, but hopefully things pick up as the series goes along. I'm going to – should we just tweet them and ask if it's in continuity? If you want to. They never answer me when I tweet them. I think he'd respond. I might do Probably that. Not. I might end up Keeps doing – Keep how you don't like Brandon Thomas. He doesn't do anything for you. No, he doesn't. I'm not a big fan. So uh, with that, I, I gave this a five. Yeah, let's get on to the next book. I, the idea Are you tweeting of him? this – no, I will uh, tweet him. You tell me what's next. Next up, we have Wonder Girl written by, I'm sorry, Wonder Girl number four. I did not put a number, but it's Wonder Girl number four written by Joelle Jones with art by Joelle Jones, Adriana Mello, Jordi Belair, and Pat Rousseau. Yara Florifana continues her story where Eros has taken her to Olympus, and it's at this time and several other moments that we realize that this series might not be long for this world as Joelle Jones cramps what feels like two story arcs into this one issue. Yara trains to be Hera's warrior. Artemis and Cassie just kind of fuck off. Yara goes back to Earth to become romantically involved with a creepy bus driver and is told about her mother and the Amazon Amazons before going back to Olympus to possibly become a goddess and stay with the Pantheon. Sheesh. This here with Joel Jones, I don't know if it's like, hey, we're going to end up soon or is this, hey, we got to catch up. So we're going to throw like, everything what is the at catching you. Up? Is it just because like, I'm sorry Wonder for Woman's the delay? Back. I know, but like, I'm sorry for the delays. Here's a shit ton of story right now. And we got to move forward because DC's like, you know, yelling at me because Wonder Woman's already not back. even. Well, yeah, because you ended up having uh, Conrad saying that they have a big crossover thing at some point coming up. He had announced that they're going to work on some big story. This book has to catch up with the rest of the books. It's nowhere near. But the thing is, the because it needs to catch up like this, and all the stories being told, it makes me think like they they told me so much about Yara, but I feel like I don't know her at all. Even her motivations at this point in time, when she is being trained in Olympus by a centaur to become a great warrior, who just keeps telling her over to you got to temper your anger and stuff like that, or temper your temper. How you like that one? You got to calm down. You got to think ahead. You can't be this whole hot headed freaking <laughs> Wonder Girl going on here. And when this just goes on and on, and to the idea that we're told that Olympus time is different than Earth time, so you could spend a long ass time here, only minutes are going to pass in that Earth realm. But out of nowhere, for some reason, when she's crying and one time after like a weird one page or a spread page montage of her, you know, holding an arrow or punching, we see that her uh, Pegasus that previously bit her comes up to her in the rain when she's crying, and henceforth. She is now well-mannered, like, not even well-mannered, well-tempered, and is fine. She's the greatest warrior ever now, and that's all she did to do is have a, a Pegasus named Jerry, and now she's a great warrior. I'm like, well, that's some bullshit. You need to do more well, than it that. it is. And the, the problem I have with this is almost the problem that we have uh, with Naomi, even. You have a character that people seemingly love. Oh, my God, coming out. But you want to know more. You know, yeah. you end up having, like you said. You said with uh, Brandon Thomas stuff, you're not even going to usually go with stuff that happened in future state. It's a possible future. And also, it's just two issues. And, and also, you didn't have like, a lot to, to like go. the beginning of this, it's bullshit. Yeah. So with that, you have this character that every I mean, you almost are given the silver platter of having a new character that you almost had a TV show. Based on this character, they didn't go with it because they said it would be too expensive. But you already, that's how much hype. Two issues in Future State that really I didn't like as much. I, I love the character. I liked but him. I wanted to know more. But that, that story ended up again. That second part was wonky as shit. 
You even said it. There wasn't much. So we go to this. We have already in our deal. You want to talk about where you said Brandon Thomas, we don't know much about. We don't know if it's an end or whatever. But Joel Jones, we've seen what she did on Catwoman. And it was a disaster. And so we go into and this. I'm already thinking, seeing that here to the point where she can't do both the art and story. So things get delayed there because then we have to have another artist come in. And now she's struggling with the story aspects. And now we're rushing to get to a point. I'm like, she's why? also, I, I hate to say it, she's not a great storyteller. Well, she is nowhere where we have to make sure that Yara's the greatest warrior ever. She's going to be Hera's, like, you know, warrior. Even getting to the point where we, we're trying to figure out the mystery between. What is Yara for between the Bat and Migdal tribe, the Amazon Amazons, Themyscira, and Olympus itself, where Hera's going to send people like, we have her in Olympus training by a centaur, and now she's going to be Hera's warrior. But I'm like, there's a long game being played right here, but we're giving none of the freaking story. Even when you have emissaries of Bat and Migdal and, you know, Themyscira with Cassie and Artemis show up, they finally can't catch up with the Yara for like, oh, yeah, watch out for Hera. Peace out, y'all. Like, what are you doing? It's so crazy. And here's the thing again. Like I said, the, the, her writing, and it's a weird deal because you have one of the best artists. Yeah. She is. Her art is incredible. It is so good. If I was a writer and they said to me, Hey, we're going to get Joel Jones to do a book with you, I'd be ecstatic. I'd be, Oh my God, this is a dream come true. Is it the problem that she's now been writing and it feels like maybe she would think it's a step back just to be, an artist, but I wish she would do that. I wish you'd get somebody more involved that can write a little better and and have her do all of the well, art. It's such a weird behind. idea where I like the concepts that we're given here. We're given like four or five about the, the bigger picture of Yara Floor. I think these are great if they were told in an arc. This one, like, you know, a, here's, a, here's a quarter of this, like, this one arc, you know, like, in this page. So, like, you're given four things with only a quarter of the book, and then you're spreading this whole thing out because you have to get someone like, I wish I could have spent the time to see all this unfold in a realistic manner. Because even the idea that we have the creepy bus driver, Zhao, that you know pretty much Yara 4 has known for a day at most at this point in time, and has this great meaning and this this romantic feeling for her that she has to stop being, she can't be a goddess yet, has to go back to Earth because she made a promise and then gets all smoochy and sexy time with this guy that drove her on a bus a day before as far as he knows and then crashed on a plane. And Gave I'm like, her clothes what is, from a lost and found. All of a sudden, this is the greatest love story ever told, I, but we never I saw know. it. I know, and that's the pro- there's a bunch of things in this that I think that this series, while hopefully Yara can you know, get out of this and still be as popular, all that stuff. But so many missed opportunities, but then so many forced deals where you get this idea. She's in Olympus and she has to decide, are you going to be immortal? Almost a Wonder Woman decision as well. But this is like, this is beyond like, what are we having for dinner tonight? This is a decision. And the one thing she thinks of is I have to go back and spend the night with bus driver guy that Joe. I barely knew. I mean, what about her aunt? What about a lot of other things involved where th- this guy is nothing and it's a joke how close well, they even become. the idea if you talk about this because we have like an Amazon who comes out of the mystical waters right here to talk to Yara about like her origins. Her mother was one of the Themyscarans who left because Back when the them, like you know the Amazons were put together after they were like freed themselves from Heracles, you know we had the tribes that went off to Bana Migdal and made their way here. Then we had the Themyscarans, but your mother, she went off on her own. She was a traveler, and then she fell in love with a river god, and then she found like the thing is, she goes to South America, falls in love with the river god, decides to stay because she gets pregnant, but also 
comes across a group of Amazons. Like all of a sudden, I don't know where all these other Amazons I, and come that's from. Where I said the missed the missed opportunity of this is we thought we were going to get new tribes of the Amazons. We were going to get an origin, and you end up getting it in a. It looks great. I mean, these splash pages Love are the great. Way it looks. But that's not how you tell a story that is that big and important to a character that should be the breakout character in DC. Where oh yeah, by the way. You know how you were there and you're, you're being told like it's, you know, you're reading a textbook and things like that. And you would have thought that she would have been and just the idea that she was being chased by all the everything has changed in this so much. We thought that she might be captured by this other thing. Let's explore that. Let's see this different pantheon. Let's see this. No, nope. like even the Off idea of Eros cutting himself out of yeah. nowhere where things that he's maybe in love with Yara now, but Yara is also. In love with him, but in love with Jao as well. And I'm like, I don't know this progression of the story you're trying to tell now that you're saying that Yar is torn between two worlds, but you haven't set any of that up. You're just saying it now and not even saying it honestly. No. Yeah. I love this, this deal too, where you get in and you're like, okay, okay, Eros, this, you know, is there a new pantheon? No, no, no. We're in Olympus. All right. Well, let's just go with a splash page where, okay. Festus is making a sword. You're learning this. You're learning that. That's cool. And then at the bottom of the page, just so you really want to slap somebody with it. Ooh, look at that. Harris playing chess when everybody's playing checkers. And I'm like, really? That's what we're. That's what you get with Hera. She's there with the. Ooh, looks like she's up to her machinations. I'm like, oh my god. Well, why are we doing this? Like, I know why, but. You got to get a book out on time to it's tell the story. Such a weird idea, this, though. Even the stuff gets me excited when you see these spread pages, but it's a shame we didn't get to see it develop in the story and and get it more of a natural way. Just in my this mind. idea, though, where Ayala, like you know, Yara's mother, she's down here in South America in the jungle, and she's she has nowhere to turn though because she doesn't have any kinsmen or kinswoman like this. Until a new tribe appeared to her in the rainforest of Brazil. I'm like, all of a sudden, it's like the story in the Bible where, like, you know, Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel come across the city. I'm like, weren't they just the only people, like, a page ago? Well, there you go. They were. But now they're there. A they tribe found the so fierce tribe. and admired. It's like, I just don't know how this becomes the idea that we have somebody who is actual Amazon and stuff like that. And then... Are the other ones Amazons as well, or are they just Amazons because they live in the Amazon? That's the thing is, I because everybody that, seems fucking magical. I thought what we were getting here was we were going to find out that there was the initial tribe at the Amazon. We have all this going on, and then they went. We we're going to get some mythology. We we're going to get something that really establishes Yara as the separate entity, but within the whole thing where she's also her own queen of the Amazons, so all this stuff. And, and then Harrison and, and, and her ring race. And new, I'm like, what? A new pantheon. And now, like I said, you just end up at Olympus. Then as you're doing this, you get spirit people come out and they're like, hey, by the way, you'll know me later and all this. Th- hey, this is what happened. And yeah, just like really like this. I want to really see all of these like- stories take place. And then the next like. 18 issues i want to see that play out that way because we're doing too much too soon and you have lost all the flavor of everything i wanted out of this book because you've made it inconsequential to the point where you're you're fast forwarding through her backstory can can we get a kickstarter going that joelle jones and i'll let her take her time whatnot but she goes off so good to people yeah she goes (laughs) off from this and she starts a book that's about mara door and then tells that in a long form story of what would have been, you know, a natural progression version. of this. Yeah, I, I, it's that's the thing. When I sit there and I'm yelling about Brandon Thomas and all this other stuff, this book 
actually just it, it kind of makes me sad because we were really looking forward to it. A lot of people were, and you end up having a book that because it delays it. Like, and this stuff. Could, like, it's it's just things like. This could still be good. Please just allow it to be good because I want this to be good. Like, I need a good one. Like, right now, like I said to you before, Newbie and the Amazons is my Wonder Woman book because right now, out of everything else we're getting, that one issue has done more for me personally than any of this other Wonder Woman or Wonder Girl stuff. And with that, you you get the info. I hate the way that it's told here, but we got it. So this is the thing. Kind of. at, the, at this moment, but, though. Like, that's the whole thing. You end on a cliffhanger where Yara is about to drink the ambrosia, become a goddess, and stay with the Pantheon forever. And this is the big test. I don't but, think like, she'll do it, Eric. That's the thing. I don't think she will either. But why? Because these two strangers, Cassie and Artemis, come out of nowhere and say, watch yourself. Yeah, watch yourself. You're going to wreck yourself. And then also, you know, bus driver, right? And Jen. now. Yeah, she she can't give that up, right? And I think that she's that also sweet, sweet bus I think driver she's money. Also, what happened if all of a sudden she's, she's like, listen, I'm not going to yeah, really make nothing now. She has no idea. Uh, but at, what Ooh, that, at this, this whole point, bus? at this point, she realized she's like, wait a minute, you're not really Hera. Hera's dead, and all of a sudden we see it was a lot. But the idea, and again, I, think, I don't even want to bring that up. I don't. Even, I put it out of my mind because of how nothing works in New Fr- Infinite Frontier anymore. Because Hera is dead on Earth well, Omega. Yeah, she is. Here's here's my deal. The way that we've gotten past that, I'm hoping I can get past the idea that we had to rush some information out here. Well, I don't think it's complete either. It's not what we were hoping to be as full of this idea. Just saying. Yeah, her mom ended up walking through the jungle and found these fit. That might not be enough. Banger at River this God moment, fell in love. At this point, though, it's said and done, and you got to get back to something. This book better go from this and say, okay, we're sorry that we have to throw that information out here. We like, had delays like and whatnot. But from who, here on out, let's go. Like her aunt who went to Utah to escape all this. How does the fiercest, one of the fiercest tribes in the Amazon in the world just acclimate herself to Utah and raise a baby? I don't know. Utah's, you know, that's what the, it's just, it, everything's just kind of thrown at you. But like I said, from here on out, I'll go with the idea of, okay, let's go. But you can't have delays. You can't do this every four issues. You know, you can't keep catching info up. Info dump. Yeah, info. I mean, this is the biggest info dump we've really gotten in a long, long time of things. And a lot of times the info dump is like, okay, well, we didn't really care about that anyway. You're telling us. We cared this about all everything. this. We cared about all this. No, I'm saying this is, yeah. is, everything here is everything. And it's we cared about all of this. And it's all just, here you go. Let's move on. And I'm like, yeah. Having Artemis involved, I you know, and Ca- I thought that, that I thought that was going to tie in more girl. to this whole deal. Yeah, but it didn't because you have to just push it aside. It's weird, but we're getting, you know, those things when you had delays on Catwoman. Thankfully, I mean, maybe they're going to have to do eventually, and we'll see when things really hit the fan. It's when Ram V shows up to, to get a couple like, one shots. I, I to don't give know the what time. the sales are to this, but the way this is it's presented, okay. obviously, it feels like, like you said, I didn't realize it was a big, you know, Wonder Woman crossover coming yeah, up soon. Yeah, something but... that W uh, Michael W. Conrad said that coming up, it's going to, you know, we're really centering on this, and we're going to lead to that. And I'm saying that Wonder Girl is probably so involved. If, if so. that's the case, besides that, I would really say from this reading, this like, oh, this book's ending soon, and they yeah, haven't done it, anything yet. It does feel like it. It's funny too because you say that this has a very, very uh, a, a deal that's very similar to the manga. When you're reading a manga 
And a lot of times the mangas, it's a thing called U19, uh, you know, before the 19th issue, a book gets canceled. And you do get this when you start seeing an issue like this, like issue 15, you know, it will be canceled. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is done. And then everybody's seen these messages. It's a real shame we could have done this. It does feel exactly like that because all of a sudden, but boom, I got to get this information out quick because this book's going to end. And then hopefully the next one works. But yeah, it seems like maybe it's just to catch up and get the, but has you, there ever been a greater romance though, Jim, between Yara and Jiao and Jiao, the bus driver? No. Remember, and I'm never getting the idea romance. that listen, Eric, we're going to find out that this Jiao is actually one of a ancient sect to protect the Amazons <laughs> because he's doing this. And that's why he's able to tell things and do things. Nope. It was not. He's a bus driver. What was that giant smoke thing in the sky? I, I, I guess that. Remember at that one point, you were all, like, how many things did we have theories Jesus. on? Oh, my God. When you're like, I think, who did you think it was? You thought it was Eros' sister. No, it was Strife. Yeah, Eros' sister. Yeah. Which it made sense. Okay, Strife made him accidentally cut himself. Oh, my God. What's going to happen? Strife's a big deal in like the Azarello Wonder Woman's and stuff like that. I don't know. Oh, well, Eric. Uh, Eric is dead. Nothing matters here. Laying there at the beach. I mean, one more, you know, one more night. This is going to be a saint elsewhere where Hera is dead and this is just all playing out before she, like, breathes her last breath on Earth Omega. This is her mind movies. I did it perfectly. She's playing chess. She, she misses Yara the Ford chess. all this bullshit. It's a figment of Hera's dying mind. Swear to God, that, that thing where she's playing chess, you might as well just get the characters in this book as the pieces. She's putting and them I in the really place. Wish, is she? You know what? I really wish, too, that they would have talked about the idea. Now, I'm going off this book now. I'm just thinking about Hera being dead. When Wonder Woman went to the graveyard of the gods and made that all bullshit, but like in that story, if they would have talked about the fact that she brought Hera back, who had died before the rest of the gods, and done that, they would have tied in her. But no. Nobody talked about it. Even at the point when you had that her kind of, yeah, bringing back the gods, and it just was there and going, and nobody really explained it. That's one of the biggest faux pas so far of the Infinite Frontier to try to tie the things in with stuff. But you, you get Jerry. We like Jerry. That's the like thing it, is you do get her, her Pegasus Jerry. Which you know, is it's, that seems like fine. it's like. Well, we have to info dump, so let's get something. Hey, you better think of future state. Yeah, let's get Jerry, Jerry. back. Thing. I'm yeah. good. I'm good yeah. with that. It's fine. Yeah. But I like the art a lot in this book. I like the character a lot in this book. All the information that we're given here was just on fast forward, and it was an info dump. It was not told well at all, and it doesn't make you care about the character at all. And all the sub- subsequent stories that were all from the side that were supposed to lead somewhere. They're just pushed aside because they don't matter anymore. We're past it. 5.8 out of 10. I'm going to go six. I really like the art. And like I said, so I'm just going to I'm gonna have to deal with this and say, all right, it's a shame. And off we go. And It is a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. It's a real shame because this could have been such a good story. And I expected it to be. And if I was told at the beginning, just imagine we're, we're doing the first issue. And, you know, I come up with all these crazy theories. You're like, That's oh, man, I, I hope that we end up seeing this tribe of amazons i'm like no 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 we'll probably get a spread page with just an info dump you're like no way oh i want to know because remember the big thing we were intrigued what did her mother the mother river got what is all this about and i say oh yeah we're also going to get a spread page just thrown at you (laughs) what the hell are you talking about what what do you got to finish with these spread pages and then oh man i I wonder i wonder if we're going to get like a new pantheon or something no 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 what's going to happen is she's going to go to olympus 
and we'll get a couple spread pages that tell you. You're like, what now the she's hell? a great warrior. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then you're like, well, well what do we get? Yao? Spread no, page yeah. kissing. <laughs> and you say, do we get anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember Jerry the Pegasus? She kind of like immediately knows how to fly him and stuff, but it's it that's not he a bites page. her. That he's sad, and she's sad, and <laughs> she's happy. He's we happy. Actually, we end. actually get two pages of that, but it, it really is. But oh, you're like this book. What are you doing? Five oh my ten. Be better next time, Yara. <laughs> you have six, the time to be better. Do it. Six out of ten. But I, it's all uh, the art is awesome. It's fantastic. I mean, it is, it I love is it so, so much. Good. Again, I want to keep pushing this idea that I do think Joel Jones is one of the best artists at DC, if not all around. One of the things I really enjoy. So when you have this, though, it's just a shame because the, the delays. It's the worst the part, though. I'm here for story, not the art, personally. That's usually the way I am as well. You know, I'm here for character work and story, and you're just getting thrown a bunch of info but if speaking of character work and story eric we have one more book like <laughs> that's the thing is at least in the hour floor i can say at least i like the art and the story well like you know there's concepts that i enjoy it's just not told well can't be said for checkmate number five written by brian michael bendis with art by alex malave dave Stewart, and josh reed the saga of leviathan continues where it looks like our super team that is checkmate is taken off the board by mark shaw they're instantly back on the board, and we discover that the way that Leviathan will ch- achieve its goal of infiltrating the Hall of Justice and accessing the Heroes Network by not using the greatest minds of the world, which they have, or using the top technology of the world, which they have, but it will be done with a 22-year-old woman posing as a child and a group of other children. Fuck you, you dumbass book. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm telling you, I read this. I, I, I just I she is an adult standing among children. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I. <laughs> Do you want me to talking to Mark Shaw as she's about to be prepared to go and infiltrate the Hall of Justice? Should I dress down more? What are you going to put on a Barney T-shirt? You're just an I, adult I don't know. Children. I'm telling you, I'm like she's going to be Baby Huey. I expect her to go in smoking a cigar. Hey, you want to wear a diaper, Mark? Where's the basement in this joint? You guys here. got the heroes networks. Hey. Yeah, I, I just. When that is going on, and <laughs> I, I end up, well, this is the thing. I don't know where where it went off the rails. I it's do. Just the Issue idea, number though, one, Event Leviathan. Well, no, I'm saying this whole idea with this. Intro- Why does it look like it the- It started with Bendis is coming. No, well, that is, is true. His eyes were glassy. Why in my mind does the Justice League hire six-year-olds to be Dude, the thing? That's why I don't you know which way Wonder it's off. the Twins hiring- Elementary school kids to be interns. These kids are second graders at the, at the most, right? The thing is, all I can think about as this is going on, because I'm going to put this aside to the idea like, yes, this this Leviathan agent will not get the Heroes Network, but we're still going to bring these children to be interns at the Hall of Justice because it is the safest place in the world where I then take my mind to where Sinmar destroys it. And there's so many dead children oh, in the wreckage of dead. the Hall they of must Justice. Be. I could just imagine we this made sure idea. Naomi's parents were okay, but all those two second graders, dead. I I can see, like, there's, you know, Karina, just say Batman. Batman's like, hey, where's an intern? Hey, can you go get me a coffee? You know, an intern thing. Gets on his tricycle. I like turtles. It just goes off and gets hit by a car. My mommy doesn't let me cross the street. That's Uh, the idea. Like a second grader, you know, running away from home, but they they get to the end of the street and they're not allowed to cross, so they have to go back. And they're just stuck. 
they're they're like, oh my god! Like oh, you well. said, I'm waiting for that kid to say, "I like turtles." This person there, and you see this big refrigerator. They're putting all these pictures. Up. I mean, what's what going on here? Before nap time, I'm you, that, that's the thing. Hey, somebody get the, an intern to make a copy of this. Oh, sorry, it's nappy time. Then you go off and you you end up having you know oh my god where's Green Arrow oh he, it's story time for the second grade these interns even then like ooh this is gonna really somehow I still think they'll be more useful than the Wonder Twins though it might be at least they're not gonna touch trouble I'm sitting there where you have that line of oh this will be good on your resume resume for what junior high they're even saying like it's nonsense these kids look like they're five years old and yet you have this. Jolly green giant of a woman sitting there like, you want me to dress down more? You're an adult. All I can see was Steve Buscemi coming, hey, fellow children. Yeah, I, that, and all of a sudden they're like, you know, what's your name? My name is Ray. Like, it's just nonsense. Name, it's yeah. all nonsense. I would love, she's got a skateboard and her, her hat is That's sideways. All I can think of too. I was like, this is, you have an organization that is the most feared thing in the world that has all the it's super scientists, the greatest like, minds ever, super technology that the world has never seen. They're just missing one thing. And the way they're going to get it is have a t- an adult dressed as a child. I'm looking at the scene. <laughs> we just teleported a church from freaking, you know, the United States to Thailand with a bunch of our heroes inside. Yet we can't do anything but put in a 22-year-old woman dressed as a child. I mean – to the point where you get Damien, who is ticket. Damien is, you know, not that old, but also is, you know, pointed out a lot of times of being a small guy. He's a small, he's a yeah. small fourteen year old. He's a yeah. small guy, so he goes in, and yeah, you can make that. But when you have like Damien, I don't think I'm trying. It would be funny. He's like, I wonder which one is the the spy, and all of a sudden just grabs Pippi Longstocking, sits there. It's you. And right next to him, six foot two woman who's like Clifford, the big red asshole over here, smoking like a badass. Hey, hey, <laughs> where's the liquor? In When's this adventure way? time on? <laughs> you got games on your phone. <laughs> Everything's wrong. Hey, how about we play that PlayStation Two? Right? Is that what the kids like nowadays? Hey, look at me, I break dance. I, I just—it's so crazy. This woman is taller than the Wonder Twins. <laughs> I'm looking at the scene right now. She is taller than Zan and Jana. Is, are we just supposed to be told? I mean, I'm looking at her I mean, as Damien she has. taller than the rest of the kids, as just by a little a, bit. As she's, she's about over to him. go, she looks as old as Marshall. <laughs> look, look, here, there. I mean, what could anybody possibly think except that that's a mother? Like, which which kid's yours? I, it's so crazy the way where she's just looking off into the distance. She is so tall there. Oh, my God. But, yeah, this whole deal is that they're. <laughs> They're going to use, again, what do you think that the Wonder Twins are going to go sensitive areas with these five-year-olds? <laughs> it Let me show you sense. where Eclipso's diamonds kept yeah, kids. Yeah, really. It's like, hey, who wants to see Eclipso? <laughs> I do. It's I down do. here past the dragon skeletons. I, I, maybe that's the play. You're like, hey, when's this they tour going to get to the... He's blowing Man. smoke in the kids' oh, faces. yeah, right in the face. <laughs> when we get into the basement. 
She's just there pushing the deal. Just like, the idea, though, when I get to this point, because this is essentially pretty much the end of the book. Now you're making me have a good time, Mary. This is good. I was so mad at this book just from the get-go because we start a thing off because in our previous issue, we had Leviathan infiltrate Checkmate's church headquarters. They have found out where they are. They're getting infiltrated. They're trying to fight each other off. At the end, the, ch- the entire church was teleported away with our heroes inside. We pick up here. It's like, oh, my God. They teleported us to a baseball stadium in Thailand. And I'm like, okay, they've been taking off the map, the game, they've been taking off the game board. And then our heroes, because Brian Michael Bendis is a fucking idiot. Man, do you think they got hot dogs? What kind of hot dogs do you think they got? I could go for a hot dog. And now I can't think of anything but a hot dog. Hey, I, a hot I dog. just want to strangle all of these people. And this, uh, and then even going through the roster, because we have to have these, you know, little, this caption scenes at the beginning to tell you who's a part of this book. And it makes me mad every time I see it. We have Steve Trevor, the spy master, Manhunter, the superhero. Everybody has a moniker and the question. You got nothing for the question. You couldn't come up with a single thing for the question, but you have all of these different things. It makes me mad. Each step of the way makes me mad. And somehow, as mad as I am throughout this book, each and every issue, that fucking 22-year-old at the end infiltrating with a group of children <laughs> is just the most over-the-top bullshit uh, thing I've ever seen because it's we have the situations like, oh my god, we've been tr- we've been transported to Thailand. What are we going to do? The, 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 the mysterious Mr. King, the, the leader of Checkmate for some fucking reason, he's like, you know what? He teleports them to the JLD basement headquarters of the Hall of Justice. You know why? Like, how did you do that? That's what I do. They don't even tell you how to, they give you a freaking problem that our heroes have to overcome, and then he doesn't have a way to run it out. Uh, they're just back now. No. Now, with that, <laughs> why did we even do this? I, who with who is who is the worst character? Who is he writing the worst? Because usually, and even in this, it pushes to me being Green Arrow that he is usually the worst. Kate Spencer is Well, that's the thing is, I want to say that Manhunter's terrible here, but there seems to be something wrong with the progression of panels. And it seems like, like, they, they say something, have another whole conversation, and then the next panel will pick back up to where this person was, but it has no correlation or connection of what came in the middle. And I don't understand why it's being written this way. Now, is Damien, Damien's bad, but I, I always think that Green Arrow's the worst, but Joker's in this worst. one. And he kills down, people. Well, really, yeah, you know, you have this book is killing people. You end up where nobody's I, reading this. Manhunter, nobody is. It really isn't selling. That's that's. It's such a shame because we're having so much fun. Uh but yeah, I'm so angry. I'm telling you, I'm going through it. I just keep seeing these supposed interns. Who is, and, who's no, letting the Who's and, letting the Wonder Twins even do? Well, this? And even then, I'm telling you, that was the culmination of this whole thing. Where my Blood pressure is just boiling <laughs> at the nonsense of this because on top of having our heroes teleported to Thailand and then having them own, through their own power, which is never explained, teleported back and we're just okay again. Another part of the story is the idea that we have to continue on with the mystery of the Damon Rose, Leonardo Lane, the secret brother of Lois Lane, who has been in a bunch of other Bendis books because this is was delayed or some nonsense. But we have to still play this fucking game but because it's still a weird mystery in this book. We have to play coy about it. So we have no real idea still. Leonardo Lane's background and how come Lois and Lucy never were told about their freaking brother. Or even if it is a full brother, half brother, I don't know. It's just he's super secret spy, Damon Rose, Leonardo Lane. I'm like, why are we playing this game? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. No, and then every that. time Mark Shaw is in, like, you know, introducing the book. The snowman. Yeah, remember ticket. though, and that that drove me nuts when they end up because that Lois 
and Leonardo. They ended up where he gets her out. I don't know why out. I have to say it. I don't like hearing it. Like, I don't like I just I'm going to say Leo from now on. But I think I say Leonardo to just to make fun of it more. Yeah, well, Leo gets Lois. Okay, I, I'm going to get you out of this deal so that you don't get taken away. You don't get teleported. And then they confront some of the Leviathan soldiers, like those centurion-looking yeah. guys. Yeah, and when you have that, in this? when you, you know, when you have that, That's even, later in Justice League. yeah, yeah, you have the idea. Like even this back and forth dialogue is so annoying, and then you have to see it again because you end up having Mark Shaw watching the the whole deal before. When is he going to decide if he knows what the snowman's ticket is and if he doesn't? Because before we thought he did, then he said, I have no fucking clue what it is. Now when he sees Leonardo, there he goes, oh, no, this snowman's ticket. I I love this, too. Shut the fuck up. Okay. Whitney, the girl who's, you know, hey, all you cool kids, right? She's in this device where they're going to teleport her away and do all yep. this stuff to get there. As this Leviathan is, does. This is already in the process. Then he sees this communique and then says, the snowman's ticket. Oh, no. Agent Whitney, we've run out of time. You are up. No, she was already up the page before. You were already doing this. You're not this. doing anything different. Don't it's, try to make it seem like you're doing something different. No, you were doing this already. We already even had the idea. Do you think I should dress? More kitty-like. I, I can just imagine she comes in, she has one of them big Shirley Temple lollipops. She's going with that. It looks like Mr. Burns when he was a kid. Going, uh, you end up with all that or, or skateboarding in. Jim, I, I need you to do me a favor. I need you what to go to page? page 15, okay. bottom panel. Okay. When they're looking at the crystal ball to see Damien infiltrate the group as well, this... This monster man of a child <laughs> thing whose eyeball is falling down his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What it, is it, that? It, I, I think it's supposed to be it's like coming into the tomb. It's quasi no no. That's, that's <laughs> everything. No. That's my other thing. You end up where they have a shade talk <laughs> in both? Thailand, right? Where they say, hey, Damien, what are you even good for? You know, says the kid who doesn't have powers either. Uh, oh, you know, and really is spelled out by Bendis as only being Batman's kid, even though yeah. he's there with Talia as well. But the idea of, even you the know, idea that you can't even give him just the boy wonder moniker. You have to say Batman's son. I'm like, why do you got to take it away from him? Talk down to he's him. He's just ridiculous. So where is the process of the idea? Hey, wink, wink, Green Damien. Arrow. The arrow. Yeah, the arrow. <laughs> the hey, hey, Damien, we're going to all teleport down to the basement of the Justice League, which nobody knew that they were going to do that in the Hall of Justice. No. But somehow Damien got teleported into the middle of an internship thing where did he get to them well, the thing and is, they're surprised I like to, I like by to, it. i like to believe that he just ran off and went upstairs but the weird thing is nobody asks where he was nobody they just end up seeing him on this thing oh my god the intern like it was something that was supposed to be because all along this is oliver's like i'm gonna go up and i'm gonna take care of shit because i'm green arrow i'm part of the justice league and so they're like no no we can't tip our hand Leviathan will see this and know that we're here and that's going to tip the deal. And almost as if they, you know, really, who cares now? You can pretty much, like we said, guess who the dupe is, the spy. Just grab her and get this done with. So what are your play is? Are you waiting for them to do? Like they even say, 
what we have to do here is wait till they do something so that we can actually then arrest them for real and whatever. I'm like, don't bother with that. Just get them. But yeah, Damien seemingly was teleported, in my mind, right into the crowd and just knows what to do because he's just walking around then. And then you see wall-eyed, no-no deal. Quasi no-no. Yeah, as they're going through. And then you're going through the whole, you know, hey, we have all these things in the Justice League. Talia's a bad guy, double agent, which we knew last issue. And nobody even knows what that means or cares. It's one issue left. And you haven't done anything with this book so far. And every issue is more and more ridiculous to the point, like, not like fun ridiculous, but just terrible story ridiculous that just... Taking up these she's characters and making everybody look terrible. And all the lights go out in the Justice League. But I'm telling you, when you get to that right, right there, when, right before the lights go out, these kids are three feet shorter than this girl. And nobody seems to notice. Nobody seems to say anything. Damien's still like, I wonder if it's this kid with the Superman shirt on. And so, like, it's so. This kid at the very front, I'm telling you, there's me. The kid's like two foot tall. He's just there, like, why am I here? These all look like kindergartners, and they're going through this whole talk. And then the lights go out, and the big thing is, oh, the lights went out. Do the lights ever go out here? I don't know. They usually don't go out. Oh, no, we better get out of here. I wish I had a door to door us to the door. I mean, I that's hate, almost a line. I, I Let's do our way out of here and head somewhere toward the front door. I hate the way that the characters talk to each other. And in then, books. yes, because they just mention things. And then you have Kate Spencer who might as well yell, what about the children? Think about the children. Right? And so, oh, my God, those kids, the innocent kids, except that real tall one. I don't know what her deal is. She should play basketball. And then Talia pulls out the deal where it looks like. Oliver's on the deal like he knows something's up and then says, you know, drop that tally. But then she just so great that he says, tell you, put it down. She just waits and shoots them. Uh, and then, yeah. And, and even then, Leo, he knows that there's a dupe. They want to find the spy with Lois. And even at one what point, she left? even at one point, you have like a, a thing Zap. where. What Zap. Is, yeah, Zap, took out everybody. Zap, Zap. Also, you have a deal where Talia, who I, you know, assume in my mind is smart. Also knows a lot of things because she's involved in, you know, the whole thing with Leviathan before and the spy stuff yeah. or whatever. Barely even knows Lois Lane's name. You know, that lady that was here, that Ugh. Lois lady, like the Superman lady. I'm like, really? Like that? That's what you're going with, Bendis? He, he's terrible. He doesn't know these characters. And he is stuck here and we're stuck in a story that just is one issue nothing. left. And then we'll never have to deal with it again. And that's the funny thing. Until we thing. do, because he's still on Justice League. The Redis. funny thing about this is, is you come out of that Leviathan, event Leviathan, and then you go into this, right? A lot of people love that old Greg Ruckett checkmate. The, the te- so, okay, checkmate. But what is this book? Is it it's a checkmate, checkmate book, right? But it's also not a Leviathan, because he's barely ever in it or doing anything. He's it's just so standing around. He repurposed the name Leviathan from Talia's organization to do his own thing, and then to continue doing his own thing, he repurposed the checkmate name. Like, just just do stuff that like you know involves the things that you want to do. Just don't like re like uh, reappropriate things over here and make it your own. Again, he can't ever do something without changing it. He ends up well. I want to do a Legion of Superhero book. Oh, well, you want to put Supergirl in it now? That'd be kind of cool, right? No, no, no. I need Superboy. Well, he's a little young. Age his ass up. Let's go. He ends up 
messing things up. Like we talk about the idea of, and a lot of people say, but if you like them, you know, don't, you know, mind me. But Tom King likes to grab characters and he does kind of make them pieces of shit and ruin them. But it's just a character, right? Yeah. And you could sit there and a lot of it's out of continuity. So you can just deal with it. Black label out of continuity. All right. Let him do that. I'm not involved. Then this comes in and just freaking went through the, the wreckage that he left behind with, oh, I'm going to get rid of well all the spy into all of organizations. With a machine gun and said, this is a stick up. It, it's like he's Scarface. <laughs> he's and now just, we're all hostages. He's, he's looking at his, his, you know, pen. That's his little friend. Say hello to my little friend. He starts writing, oh, I'm going to get rid of all the spy organizations. Well, why would you do that? I don't know. Because nothing like the idea. Oh, I'm going to get Superman to reveal his identity. A thousand stories. We didn't get shit. I think we got negative three. Like everything that he did, we never got anything that really justified the destruction that he did. Now, John, now we just have to go forward with it. John is now Superman, all that. Okay, we're, we're trying to rebound from it. But before that, nothing really came from it. All you did was make it so you couldn't have the Super Sons. You end up doing it in a in a, a Legion book that failed and ends up getting canned. Like everything is just ridiculous. This Mark Shaw, the real villain, is he's just destroyed so many good stories that could have been told that you can't now. And it's just convoluted nonsense. And this, I said to you before we started recording, I kind of feel bad for Bendis only in the idea that this was supposed to come out a year ago. And really, the Damon Rose revealed on the cover has to make everybody laugh. Like just, that was going to be the big thing, but. We already knew because of the and you know even things if we coming out. Didn't know. I think that, I know. Like, if it came out a year ago and all of a sudden he just introduced Leonardo Wayne, like I'm angry now, but I think I would have huh. been more angry then well, for whatever maybe. reason. You, I know what you would have said. What about Lucy? That's how Motherfucker really can't touch Lucy Lane one time. <laughs> Freaking all. Greg Rucka brings her in for one panel in the like the 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 graveyard, the um, funeral scene of Sam Lane in the Lois Lane book. One goddamn panel, Lucy Lane's there, but nobody fucking asked why her nephew oh, here was we go. So, 17 years old. You're always mad at that. That's I'm always so the deal. I'm so angry about all this bullshit. Nobody touched Lucy Lane, and nobody wants to touch the idea that John is now like seven years older than he was last week. I think that what happened, Eric, is a DNA swap and a timeline. Which is what I now. think happened, right? Oh, oh, Lucy. My. Bring Lucy back. Fuck Leo. Yeah. I mean, you could, it, actually, it would have been a very big reveal. Don't give like – because – is this anything that anybody cared about? The idea that there's a Leonardo Wing? No. What you could have Even played Even make at, Lucy like a Manchurian candidate, that's what a you sleeper do. agent. Make her a sleeper agent that's activated if Sam dies. Yeah. And all of a sudden, there's the snowman's ticket. And all of a, yeah, do that. Because I've seen Lucy sudden, Lane in boom. different media and stuff like that portrayed as a badass. You could do it here, too. I, I think that that would have been awesome. It would have been pretty cool there, and you get you know crazy stuff going on with Jimmy. He could be on this, you know, all this stuff. Jimmy always has a thing for Lucy. Again, that's what I would say. Like all of a sudden, you find out like he's like, "Hey, Lois, Lucy's acting a little weird again." And maybe she's the werewolves. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the wolf man. Maybe like, is she the werewolves? Is Jimmy the ant man? Uh, What's uh, going maybe. on? Maybe I, I ended up. I don't want to go into my shell again. Wink, wink. Right? You got better. No, um, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just meant when he was a turtle at one time. You have a lot of times where yes, Lucy would Lucy would get involved in vampires and stuff. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, the Some Dracula's one of her. It's fine. Yeah, the Dracula's. He was taking her over and stuff like that. He, Jimmy was, he, was, jeal- he was so jealous. Uh, he but became yeah. a lost boy. Yeah, he did. he did. Oh, my goodness gracious. But 2.5 out of 10. Fuck this is, book. It's awful. 
I don't like. I could the even art. go lower. Yeah, I think I'm going two. I'm and telling you, the worst not- part is I could go to a two just because when I'm scrolling through and see that freaking that eyeball falling off of Robin's <laughs> face right there, I'm like, oh shit! I didn't for some reason didn't see it the first time. Like I could go down 0.5 because of that as well. I can go down to a two. Fuck well, it. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a terrible a, book. It's such a weird thing to think about where. And at some point, you might be listening to, oh, my God, I'm looking at it again. It's so bad. When you end up, you know, doing a podcast or whatever, there's sometimes like, well, you know, I don't want people to think that we're being outrageous. A two feels right. I mean, that's the weird thing. Sometimes you get mad and you're like, oh, this, this." nothing is good about this. This issue is awful. It, It is just and it's it's awful in the way that it shouldn't even exist. It's ridiculous. And nothing happens, but too much does. And it just angers you. Just having that girl, though, should I go up to a three? Just because that one, that one, I, thing, she, I, I'm telling you, I am. She's saying, a full grown really woman, and these the interns are part, like six. For the most part, I really do feel that I've been hanging out at like a 3.5, three or something for this entire series because it hasn't been good. But by the end, when that woman showed up posing as a child, I'm like, I'm done. This is the worst issue ever of that this goddamn h- series. It is hilarious, though, Eric, right? It's pretty good. Maybe it's supposed to be funny on it's, purpose, it's, it's right? It's hilarious because of how obscene and ridiculous it is. It is. But, again, I look and where what, and why? Why did, D- why like did it, this like, DC what, what, keep giving him books? What was the Drew Barrymore movie where she went back into school? Has it never been kissed? Yeah, never been kissed. Okay, yes. imagine never been kissed, but Drew Barrymore goes to an elementary school to get her story. Exactly, or any of those. I mean, this is like a Billy Madison play now. He's just like, like that. I mean, seriously. Oh, my God. It's so ridiculous. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, why are they giving him more books? We thought we were kind of done. He it ended really up moving. Like, exactly. He, he moved the Jinx World stuff to Dark Horse, so that's out. And yeah. I, we thought he was done. We thought Somehow that they the were like, keeps okay. Up. I mean, he does because he has what should be the flagship title, the Justice League book, one of the flagship titles. He's on Just that. sticking people, all that up, too. Seriously, people are still convinced he's going to be on Batman. I mean, if that happens, I, I don't have. know what. A pseudo event coming up, Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. That should be an amazing story, just the name alone, but it's going to be awful because it's his story. He has an event coming up with two major superhero teams going against each other, and it's going to be awful. And that's the problem is he's. we've already seen his Legion of Superheroes. And awful. That was nonsense. And we've seen his Justice League. Awful. awful. I mean, he's not really telling anybody about powers. And it's so funny, too, with the idea like, I'm going to be on the Just League. All right, time to tie up all my bullshit. Like all of history is open again for our heroes, and nothing feels connected anymore in the Infinite Frontier. Like, we started out so strong with that Infinite Frontier story and stuff like that. The scope, the scale of what we're doing at DC Comics now, everything is back open. And all the people who hated the New 52, it's now gone. It can still be there, but it doesn't have to be. Your past is back. Your heroes are your heroes once more. And it, it feels like the DCYU where it's story over continuity. And and with and that, I wish story. I had that. Uh, with that, too, uh-huh. you end up where Brian Michael Bendis has poisoned the well so much with this that you even have Philip Kennedy Johnson now just on Action Comics using Bendis's stuff Mistakes to as canon. Yeah, and say that it's now canon because he's going with what Bendis did, which was dumb mistakes and it's just it's it's ridiculous i'm never gonna go with gold lantern he can go screw himself yeah really that's and again i even made the i was thinking of the joke and i'm glad you said that i was thinking of the joke that he's using this okay i did the the legion 
And I want to finish that, so I'll use the Justice League title. But actually, it's just Gold Lantern that yeah. it seems to be. Holy moly. I, I don't know. Where's Yogurt or whatever and his all name the Justice was in League the book Silent is, Mob? The, all the Justice League book is is to elevate his characters that he had from other series. Yeah, that's all he's doing. And Here's yet, Naomi. Here's Sidmar. It, it's such a weird play to you know let him do that on what is a big book to try to tie in and elevate canceled characters and nonsense stories. And that's what he's doing. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. What do you think the likelihood is that we could just get David F. Walker to do season two of Naomi? No, there, there's no way. I think that uh, Bendis is I, – I, again, why are you – I guess they're waiting for the TV show when we have I that come out. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think it's not – I think he's going to leave him behind. In I think between it's just the be seasons Bendis. of this comic book, they're now – like as long as in between seasons of Doctor Who. Yeah, 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 really. So crazy, but we'll see. We'll see. I mean, really, if if it's the season, well, any Netflix more like, show, yeah, it should be like season six by now. But again, it's like Yara, where when we get Naomi, has been just you know kind of oversaturated her without doing anything with her. It's a weird play, uh, but we'll see when that comes out. And people still look back at that, and when you see that, and they're like, "Oh man, Bendis didn't do anything at DC." They point out Naomi, okay, but then they point out the Batman Universe book, that Walmart book, and I'm telling you, that was a bunch of complete nonsense. It, it ended up being an, enough fun, but just the stupid fun of not knowing anything and going with stuff. I, I did not that's like, like it me as in my day to day life, though. That's true. But that's that, Eric. We're done. Uh, what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Aquaman the Becoming number two. And mine is Robin, I believe, number seven. Is that seven, yeah. seven. Yes, that was my book of the week. And that even includes the spookiest podcast over the Patreon. And just to mention that, we're going to tell you what's coming up next week. Two of these books will be picked by the bad asses of the Get Fresh crew. Who ordered the steak? I was, I was waiting for you. you. Were, I was thinking you're going to put the button because I'm like last time, like I said. Eh, eh, and I like, know. Eh, well, I uh. did. I I didn't reload it. <laughs> so there you go. Hey, uh, you know the badasses that get fresh crew. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, it's a little delay. Fine tune machine. <laughs> Two of these, and I will. I'll I'll give my predictions. I was right this past week, but that was kind of a gimme. Now, with all of that, just the thing let me is, mention, it's only a gimme because I, we had to decide at one point. I had to break the tie. I could have gone the other well, way and gone the other one just still, to prove you wrong, but I didn't. Well, you didn't. So thank God. You're thank welcome, God. Jim. We, we would have ended up with that, you know, argument with me and you going back and forth with the Aquaman, deep Green target. Arrow, the deep target nonsense, which I will tell everybody that I did end up. Uh, messaging or not messaging, tweeting Brandon Thomas, and he did not get back. A simple thing. Is it in continuity? I, I why wouldn't you answer? I'll never tell. You know, I don't think that they want to because I, I think that we're both right. I think that it isn't in continuity, but then it will be, but you can't spell out it is or they're afraid that it won't sell. That, that's always the case. Nonsense, Eric. You just needed a yes or no. That's it. Look, it you don't bad. need a yes or no from the writer. I'm here to tell you it's out of continuity. I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm. We're gonna bet a pizza that it is just the idea. Remember the idea of say a oh, like a good pizza, not like one of those crappy cheap well, pizzas you get. Right? Say Mister Miracle, Eric. Right. That's in continuity. No, it's and not. And you know why? Because everything was of the mind. It was in continuity. He was right. He he spelled He's it fine. out. He he said full. It's a yeah because nothing was really happening in reality. You end up changing timelines and stuff like that. Look, you just end up at the that. end making it better. Mister Miracle died and he killed himself and stayed dead. I know he's not dead in the main continuity. 
or do we? I have I not. Do. I have. Well, he, now that's why he I'm is? here, Jim. I'm here to tell you what's in Where, where have we seen him since? And if we do now, Infinite Frontier. It all works in my mind, Eric. So you have all this. We're going to talk about a bunch of books next week. Arkham City, the World Order of the World, number two. Um, I didn't really like that first issue. If you listen, I thought it was kind of boring. I hope that that picks up a bit. We have Batman 116, penultimate issue of the main Batman book run of James Tynan. We do have a, a miracle third Molly issue and there. Batman. Yeah, there you go. Honk, honk. You also have Crush and Lobo number six, which, you know, usually, there you go, too. That's a weird one of those numbered deals, too. Yeah, I think it's eight. You know why? So that's because it's in continuity. continuity. <laughs> I'm kill you. I'm telling you, you that, seven. That's that idea of seven is out of continuity. And the idea that you stuck on the future <laughs> state stuff. Like, I don't know what's going on. You can stuck on it, too, when it works in your favor. We end up there with we'll be ta- Can we talk I, about it during Wonder Girl? What's that? The future what? state and how like, um, you, know, you see this at this point? No, I said that, that doesn't it, tie in. No, actually, I said that it's weird because you end up in what I meant to say if I didn't spell it out fully is we ended up seeing the hot, you know, sure the, did. the hotness. We ended up where you were saying she's fiery. She's that yet, hot-headed Latina. But she's not before I don't know if future state comes. <laughs> we, we just saw in this issue in the regular deal that she learns to take the hotness out. Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at it all. It does so make I think sense because it's you're not been averted. You can go back to the you old ways. You think she's going to be hot-headed again just to not she be is. hot-headed? No. I think that they're showing you that all that stuff. They're picking and choosing. We like that. We'll I've quit here. cigarettes a bunch of times, Jim. Always this come back. This magistrate is up and down and all over the place. We also get Dark Knights of Steel, number one. I think that's fully in continuity. Honestly, Dark Knights of Steel. I, I know, I've not. looked at it for a long time. And... Um, Read about things, but I have no idea what this book is about at it's, all. It's a Tom Taylor out of I know continuity Tom story. Taylor. That's just a fantasy. Don't know anything book. about it. That's all it is. It's a fantasy play on the DC. You also have, as I go down the list here, because we have a bunch we don't. The Teen Titans Academy number seven is that in continuity? Is that real life? Sometimes I don't know myself. But Honestly, we'll the see. thing is, I don't know just because nothing happens in that book and it takes forever to come out. No. And also with that, and, with and in lab. that, Nightwing's banging Starfire, and in Nightwing, he seems Again, to be with Barbara. Swamp Thing number nine is the last one, penultimate issue of that series. And with that, we end up having a problem. And me and you are starting to butt heads with things and whatnot with it, because first off, DC is not really telling us a lot of things. The stories themselves rarely come out and tell you as well. But like you said, uh, either this week, last week, whenever it was, maybe the spotlight, I don't know. But it is feeling like that DCYOU, that it's yeah. story over continuity. And you end up where you're kind of like, okay, does that not? earlier in the, the podcast when we were talking about, say, Destro Inc. You remember right. that, Eric, so long ago? Uh-huh. Uh, the idea where I need these stories to tell me that I have to care about them pretty much right away. There's so many books out right now. If a book seems like eh, the story isn't really getting going or whatever, I just like. I'm not interested. There's too many others because it le- legitimately, if we talked about everything, there's like 22 books coming out next week. There's a ton on the shelf. And it seems like the play here is don't go too much into continuity because we don't know what it is right now. Let's play it loosey goosey. Don't say anything. Let's go and kind of meander a bit. And it's starting to get to me a bit overall. Uh, with what we have and whatnot Because legitimately, like I said I think there's like 21 books And not that we talk about stuff 
like, you know, Soul Plumber, right? Or Scooby-Doo. Or I'm saying Justice League Infinity, Mr. Miracle, Source of Freedom, Static. Uh, Icon and Rocket. There are a ton of books that Batman well, yeah, well, some of them we decided not to as well. Well, we did. No, I'm saying though, but when I get upset about a book and two issues, saying, come on, you got to give me some idea of what you're playing with here and give me, you can't meander because there are a lot of other options out there. And that's just DC stuff. There's also, you know, other companies and stuff. So Says that's why you. I end up with that. And there's even some other books that we won't mention or Target. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, Eric? I don't know if you know what I'm saying. The Wolfman. Wolfman. I don't think anybody does. That wasn't even like kind of coherent. I didn't want it to be. I'll tell you afterwards. No, no, but I yeah, know what you're talking about two because of these, the only thing yes, we talked about. Two of these will be on the ones that we mentioned. <laughs> That's not going to be on it. <laughs> We're going to end up having on the Patreon. But what I really wanted to get good to. Good podcast. Next, next month is November, I hear. Isn't that what follows October? Smarch has let's, come let's up ask yet, your brother right? how many months are in a year. He, he thinks there's 13. <laughs> I don't know. He's, he's an idiot. But uh, it is a annual month. So by the end of November, we will have all the podcasts on the Patreon only. That's just a little thing that we do every annual week. So keep that in mind as well. But okay. yeah, go over to patreon.com slash weird science and check out all of that stuff. But that's it, Eric. What do we say at the end of the podcast? Everybody have a great week. week. Keep it weird. Weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Who ordered the steak? How dare you? Must be endless staircase. Yeah.
closing time. That's it for the podcast, so I guess it's time to go home. Closing time. You've heard the party's over, so turn off your iPod or phone. Closing time. Hours you just wasted. Now it's time to get back to work. Closing time. Pretend you're still listening. Cause your co worker's a fucking jerk. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toys. Eric's got to go play with his toy, play with his toy.